Welcome, everybody. I know it's been a while, but we are back with the Meatheads podcast. Move done. Burberry scars, stripping Perry on, living like a comet, moving amongst the stars, hundred thousand dollar sports car. following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is in- How's everybody's father feeling today? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah! 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 Go fuck yourself. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and welcome to the Circle of the podcast and floor slapping sports, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, we're here. That's right, the Wrestling Index podcast is here as well, folks. You saw me on Tuesday, but we're here, those fucking goals. The whole team is what I ever see here with my other hosts, my two other hosts, my compadres, my family, my blood, my sangre, my all. And of course, let me go ahead and introduce the man who makes the world of podcasting nothing but bangers, ladies and gentlemen. He makes the whole world of the community going bangers. After banger, I'm not showing that guy because I don't want to talk about that guy at all. But banger after banger. Banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. 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 Oh, baby. Banger. The one and only, ladies and gentlemen. The banger of podcasting, Tim King. What is going on, man? Yo. You prefer the PK. I prefer to see that. <laughs> oh, always, always the most gracious of introductions when I come on the, the debate network, man. I'm so excited to be spending my Friday night with you fellas, Poppy, Pepsi, Phil. We had a great time at that watch along not too long ago. Three of us hanging out. Oh, man. I'm so glad to be back here with you guys tonight, enjoying a beverage on this Friday night. Royal Rumble weekend, the CM Rumble weekend, or you know, I'm a I like I'm a Patrick Mahomes lover too. I'm calling it the CM Patrick Rumble weekend. Let's go, baby. I'm stoked, dude. I'm stoked for this weekend. I'm so excited. Going up to Michigan, chilling with the guys, dude. 
But before I do that, I am right here on the Debate Network with my guys having I'll a drink, be, enjoying I'll my be, Friday. The full I'll name be. is the Patrick Holmes, Travis Kelsey Royal Rumble. Okay. Okay. All right, Pepsi Phil. I see it. You just call it the uh, the CM Swift Royal Rumble if you want to go that route. That's right. Of course, my other host, ladies and gentlemen, he is nothing but only, he is the only fans of podcasting. The chains. That's right. There you go. I can't play it all because YouTube will fucking bat my ass. But that's right. Pepsi Phil, the only fans of podcasting. If you go back a world's a world's head, fucking <laughs> watch a lot. He's right there cozying, waiting for y'all ladies to come in and join this man in the bed, baby. That's right. Pepsi Phil is going on. There's a patience open. DM <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you gotta think. You gotta thank Tim King for that because he's the one that, hey, you know what? Give him that Valvina Steve. <laughs> Everything I learned, I learned from Val himself. <laughs> we had to, we had to. Oh, man, what's going on? Great. What is going on? Man, I appreciate you for tuning in. It's been a good, oh. it's been a long, good week, but good to go. Oh, man. What's going on? Just let's try subscribe and follow. Get your podcast, all audio platforms. What's going on, Mr. Bums? What's going on? What is going on? The Dango in the house. Oh, that's going on. The goat, he is the goat. He is yep. the goat uh, of podcasting. I tell you, you guys that. are too he good, is. Poppy. You're the goat. You're the goat, Poppy. You're the uh, real goat around I, here. I try to be the as much as I can to be the goat here. You are, but at the, at the end, we're all goats here, folks. All of us are. We're the greatest of all time. Go down only fans, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's right. You know what what that? Racking in that jobs and chains. We can't we can't be filming here with the only fans of podcasts. Hey, so, you know, like the million dollar man taught us. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. DiBiase himself. Oh man, absolutely. But man, ladies and gentlemen, what a week of professional wrestling and heading into the journey. As you see, the title of the podcast is Let the Dynamite Journey Begin. Because besides Royal Rumble, our predictions for that, and also the news. Except for one use we're not in touch because that one is very sensitive for the audiences. And that one is more to further notice, folks. In case you're looking for a Sean Rass, Ross, all that, nope, you're not getting it here. Because we're not, it's a sensitive subject. And we have people that have been involved in those type of situations. I'd rather not touch. Mm-hmm. But but we're gonna and we're gonna talk about dynamite and everything else in the raw. But we're gonna start off. If you guys missed floor slappers this past Tuesday. Go back at the recent wrestling index. Go to the YouTube channel. You know, Tim broke it down, everything as well, of what happened, the announcement of which we're going to combine these two because, you know, why break, break it all at one? And that's, of course, y'all heard it here, folks. Mm-hmm. That is Dwayne The Rock Johnson is now part of TKO, part of Board of Directors. And, of course, Raw is officially now with Netflix. So mm-hmm. that'd be 2025. And the news that we're coming up today, which this is brand new news, folks. This is why I put them combined because there's not room in your windows, folks. We might not see this man in the rumble. We maybe see him. However, there is Netflix that are saying, "Hold it off, man. We can you save that until we you guys come over here to our side? So maybe we're not going to get this mania match between them and, and the Rock and the Thank you, Please. thank you, Netflix, for doing us that Please. favor because I don't Please. want that to happen. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, please. Oh, you want to talk about a match that would mean nothing? 
nothing. <laughs> build it for a year, please. My God, just build it for a year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Even, <laughs> if we, even if we know the ending, at least make it, like, these give us some foreplay. <laughs> I've missed this man right here. The J-Man! I've missed him. Hey, Justin. Justin, man, I miss <laughs> that man very much. Uh, yeah, the Taylor Swift rumble. <laughs> well, see, that's right. But, man, I want to get into it with Pepsi Phil on this. Let's combine them both. I, I, I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours, Pepsi Phil. First of all, it. I mean, this feels – I would say this kind of feels random, but The Rock never really left WWE if you count that time he was doing the XFL stuff, um, which he still had some kind – hey, Jay – um, and honestly, um, it I mean, it's a good move for The Rock right now, because um, I think from exposure, that's pretty, like, this has always been his wheelhouse, and truth be told, if he keep, like, movies, whatever you want to say about his movies, but honestly, this is, like, a good way to pretty much keep him active. I mean, I'm also enjoying the fact that this technically makes him Triple H's boss. Very much, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. Which, for if you grew up during the Attitude Era, that is hilarious. Um, but um, for the most part, I actually am real happy for the with the Rock. <laughs> um, this, and honestly, for a wrestler in general, this is huge. Like, I don't know if this is going to change the state of like wrestling in general, um, but maybe at this level, wrestlers will pretty much get a little bit more respect and like. From an industry standpoint, they'll get more benefits even post after career wise, so that we don't see some terrible stories. And having him on the board might be that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel that we may get like an entire the entire annoy uh, invasion um, going. I would like to do this storyline with you, um, and just have the Rock being a new authority figure, um, which would be. I mean, that's just a random funny thing that I was thinking about. But truth, because you need to find some way to bring the rest of the cartoons into this family, into the WWE, and that'd be fun to do it that way. Um, the Raw on Netflix thing is weird to me, because I feel like people seem to think that going on Netflix will cause them to lose viewers. Mm-hmm. Netflix is a worldwide global community. Yeah, they won't. They will may lose TV people, but think about it. Netflix has what? Netflix is in what? I think fifty three countries right now. It's about so, right? Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, yeah. At this point, going raw to Netflix is a really good move, especially since their exposure good. Um, not to say Peacock wasn't that, but Netflix. The all- cock. It was good, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Netflix already has their foot in every market i mean they're so good they're important asian shows pretending like it's theirs so for me i think the i think this is might be the i mean if they do if if raw maintains the quality of show and i don't know if you i mean they say they're still gonna have some type of commercials that's run internally through ww through wwe not like mm-hmm. regular usa network commercials but even then i don't know if you can do three hours on netflix that way because that's that's three hours with no real commercial time but a bunch of bumps and a bunch of like promos and i don't know if you could do that on netflix not because i don't think the show netflix can carry it whether mm-hmm. they can maintain interest for that long because i mean they were struggling doing it on regular tv and they had commercials so that's mm. so that's the downside of it the upside is, is that wwe just expanded their footprint Basically, in the 53 different networks 
and gave themselves more negotiating power with Fox in regards to SmackDown. Because think about it. If SmackDown start to yell at them or start to, quote, unquote, do the thing where, like, they start to say, we would like this type of content. Um, I they, think SmackDown's gone to USA in October. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, they're going to USA in October, so yeah, they're so they're they're going to USA. Fox, same thing, they're the so same thing with USA. If they start to give them a little more guff, they can go. Well, Netflix is still hiring, mm-hmm. and then you get SmackDown and that you SmackDown and Raw on Netflix, leaving networks behind, and that's a giant hole networks got to fill. So, and also I'm wondering about the content. Will it still be the PG thirteen content that we come to love, right, or will it be, or will it be the Attitude Era level of content where you know we get them disturbing promos by by Kurt Angle talking about he wanted to have an affair with Booker T's wife? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Exactly, like so. Exactly, you gotta wonder exactly what that because Netflix ain't Netflix ain't got the same rules as network TV. So, which is mm. kind of the point. So, I am curious to see what they do. I feel like this will probably be a really good shot for the shot in the arm for them to go back to the wrestling we love from the Attitude Era, but hopefully with the less less misogyny part, which is what we're hoping for. Mm. I, I just want to read the chat very briefly. So, JD said there's a lot of people who will cut the, cut the cord who will watch Raw now. Been sailing the seas now. So now my view counts. That's very true. It doesn't it's count. Really- it's very true. Justin said the Rock being associated with WWE again in capacity is going to be massive. The WWE on Netflix announcement is huge. WWE is now going to have their own shows on cable streaming this year and next year. That is right. But if think about it, the Rock's mm-hmm. name carries a lot of sway with TV and network folks, like exec TV and executives. Mm-hmm. So that that's a good negotiating tactic right there. So the, he he yeah. overshadows the other guy. Okay, let me see what Grady has to say. So Netflix is a, is a can be a blessing and a curse for both parties. If it is step into the live TV for Netflix, let's hope their servers can keep up with that. That's another thing too. I'm with that you on that. A, that is a really good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought yeah. about that. I did where they if they go live. I mean, Hulu does it so. But at this point, like you think they're gonna give a shit? Like you got five billion dollars from Netflix, so like, oh well. And not only that, I mean, the ratings on this is no longer what it is on the TV ratings that we're looking for. Now this is more of a stream. The encouragement of this for me, I feel more digging into this situation is more that Netflix is looking for more subscribers, more people to come and hey, come purchase Netflix, come pay twenty three dollars a month, so you get all this package. I think, I think, almost, I think that's, it's almost a network. I mean, it's right. almost to that point where the networks before, even though the network was what ten bucks, right? Yeah. Fifteen, yeah. I think that's uh, the benefit to Netflix. But I honestly, I only watch, I only watch Raw because it was live. Like, I don't want to watch like some read, some tape recording thing because honestly, I could just go to YouTube for that. But I rather Hulu for the me, next day. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's true. That, oh yeah, who's if, gonna, if they keep that, you know. Oh, as a matter of fact, TK, you brought that up. Actually, that's going to end too. It's going to end with this year with them too. So uh, Hulu is going to be over. So they're not going to have Raw anymore. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, on the one hand, this is nice for wrestling. Netflix does give them one a lot more exposure. A lot of people who wouldn't go to USA to watch wrestling will probably at least take at least a look at an hour of wrestling on Netflix. 
Um, I don't like I said, I don't know who's gonna be hardcore, like other than wrestling fans. I don't know who's gonna be hardcore enough to watch like three hours of pro wrestling, especially if they're just a, a quote unquote beginning viewer. Because I mean, it's like three hours is hard, even Triple H admits that. You gotta, you gotta assume they're gonna have some sort of ads on there, yeah. um, whether it's like WWE ads or Netflix ads or like. You know, Peacock has ads. They just have their show ads on there. Or like, go back and watch this show or go back and watch this. You got to think it's going to be like a minute. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Nero. Oh, Brad Nero. He'll oh. be back. As you already heard on Instagram, since he watches on Instagram live, folks, as well. Nero is in the moving process, moving to Jersey. So once he is settled in, he'll be back here on the debate network doing his raw talking with the Nero. That's what you'll see. Oh. The future is here. That's right, bro. That's what's going on. Tom, what's going on? Oh, he is the future. I know you're ready for Rumble, Tom. I know you are. Oh, is the Rumble Tom, started there yet or no? Tom, can you answer that, answer that question? Has it started? <laughs> Not, it's not but they still have to wait, right? Like well, he is the future, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think, I think they have 2025 before they kick in. It just happens to like, be on Sunday instead of Saturday. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Sure. Man. That's better than Monday, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I mean, I think this is probably this is a major move for them. Like this is a three, this is a two pronged hit right here. You got the Rock, you got the Raw Netflix. This is not a bad move right here. That I am that honestly, I'm genuinely happy with. Yeah. Um. I mean, like I said, honestly, and that means if it's on Netflix, that means they probably get you get the recast. So even if you don't watch it. Um, the day of, you still get the next day to watch it, that kind of thing. Even though I know we just made fun of the fact that it was that we needed to be live, but <laughs> um, so yeah, it's um, I mean, twenty twenty five is looking good. I mean, I mean, twenty twenty four is looking great as well. But this this says twenty twenty five in a whole new picture. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a whole different picture, and we're, I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to turn out to be. And now with the news of you know Netflix kind of putting their input on here to TKO. Hey, hold off the rock and Roman Armenia. Can you save it for, you know, for Netflix? Cause the way, if that's the case, and that's how you know that Netflix is really trying to persuade of taking all the programs, especially having the PLE events. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, JD would say it, my queen, if you're here watching, of course, mm-hmm. premium live events, how JD would say, but you know, maybe so. Cause remember that Netflix are going to be doing those sponsorships that is not affiliated with Peacock. The only thing that Peacock has is anything, any event Saudi Arabia, like Crown Jewel or anything else. But but uh, Netflix has outside of the, the they could probably even have, That's you know, uh, yeah, like any other, any type of events outside of the United States that will go for them. But Peacock won't have access to that. They That's... might even, they might have to be starting beginning in October. Because, uh, you know, how Tim mentioned on Tuesday on, on Wrestling Index that it'll be over by then. Mm-hmm. So maybe by that time we we'll, might see a POD event on Netflix by that time before Raw even shows up. That's the, that con- the case. that's the concern I have, honestly. Netflix mm-hmm. putting their two cents into programming stuff. Like, I don't want them to go, yeah, we don't like this champion because in India he doesn't poll well. Or say in Japan he doesn't poll well. Or we're trying to break into the Japanese market. Can you make a Japanese champion? Like, that's a concern I have. Like, when you mentioned the fact that Netflix was like, can you hold off on The Rock? I was like, no. You bought them because of the formula that they currently have that makes them money. 
Mm-hmm. Tell them how to make money to make you happy because they're already doing what made you happy. Don't make, don't try to change them. It's like being in a marriage and realizing I love my wife, but I wish she was like smaller or something, stupid, <laughs> or something stupid like that. So that is uh, that's the concern I always have with networks because <laughs> there is a rumor that the reason why they had to bring in a second world championship versus Roman championship was mm-hmm. that Fox apparently was getting jealous of the fact that there was only one championship and it was on USA Network. Mm-hmm. So they so they had to build up another one, which whether that's true or not, and for me I feel like it is. Hey, that's um, right, Mister Universal himself. Mm-hmm. And check out his channel as well, the Universal Wrestling Podcast, as mm-hmm. Nick and Keith gave their predictions for the Royal Rumble as well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, by the way, Nick. I love that you guys actually but, killed it right there. But yeah, um, that's that, that's the only real concern I have with them sticking their noses into the programming. Great incentive. Well, I wonder if the Reed Hastings, the CEO, the co-CEO of Netflix stepping down, has any effects on this. Uh, that's a good question, Graydon. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Graydon will get that answer for us on Floor Slappers. For the the director's cut, baby. So make sure you tune for that. That's right. And oh, Lennox, what's going on, Lennox? My man, Lennox is there. Wow, love that man. And shout out to Temple because Temple is actually in California. Mm-hmm. He, I might see him tomorrow at the Royal Rumble watch along. I might see him. He, yeah, he's told me he's in town. So I would be surprised to see Temple there. So I'm excited to see that. DK, any, any more final thoughts on these two? Incredible news that happened in the world of professional wrestling with Dwayne and with uh, Raw and Netflix. Any other, any final thoughts you have? I know you broke it down on Tuesday, but yeah, yeah broke it down here on CD, Papi Chulo. You got to break it down on here on the COD. Of course, of course. Yeah, man, it's fucking what a crazy day Tuesday was. Just nonstop news. We had three pieces. You know, we had the Rock news. We had Raw and Netflix. Kevin Patrick's out. It just that day was nonstop. Mm-hmm. Rock coming and being on the board of directors That's fucking excellent man Like like I said this guy is a guy who I would vote for To be the president of the fucking United States Him coming <laughs> in to help run This wrestling company that we all love Is fucking huge He's the biggest star to ever come out of wrestling Like what His story is ridiculous Fuck, I mean just watching Young Rock you know what I'm saying That's yeah. ridiculous Taking Like Pepsi Phil said Taking all of his real life experiences Hollywood experience and then being able to come and bring that back to WWE, I think, is huge. In whatever in whatever capacity it is. Listen, this guy's got his own tequila. He's got his own fucking football league. He's on the board of directors for fucking TKO now. Like, it's huge. And just having Dwayne The Rock Johnson there is incredible. Not to mention for him, what does he get out of this? Well, he gets the trademark of The Rock. He now mm-hmm. owns the name The Rock. It's huge. Huge for him. So yeah. I, I love it all, all around. From a booking perspective, I don't think Netflix is going to have anything to do with it. Um, with booking period, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I I am concerned that he wants to come in and he wants to get it done right now. Like he wants to he wants to come in right now and he wants to make this match happen right now because mm-hmm. he's here. He's yeah. I'm, I'm obviously obviously he's around. Like what movies is he doing right now? I mean, I mean I don't know. I'm not Mr. Hollywood, but like what's he got going on? Obviously he's got the UFL thing, but that's about to kick off. He could, he he could work. He's getting in the ring shape. You know, working mm-hmm. out again. I mean, he's always working out. He's a monster, but ring shape and working out is a completely different thing. Agreed. If he says, I want Roman right now, it's going to fucking destroy everything. Just like it, and I, I hate to bring it back to CM Punk. I always find a way to. But just like, <laughs> just, like, 
No, I think about it. This motherfucker is basically the reason CM Punk left WWE in the first place. All right, mm-hmm. he deserved a main event at WrestleMania. Very fucking worse. It should have been a triple threat match with Cena once in a lifetime. Right, once Cena. in a fucking lifetime. Right, at very Great worst, job. it should have been a triple threat match between Dwayne, CM Punk, and John Cena for the title. All right, and this guy came in and shit all over it and shit all over and Punk in the process. This man's going to come up, come in and shit all over Cody in the process, and I'm not going to be fucking happy about it. Listen, I understood last year. Cody was still new in the company. He's only won a couple of matches. He was hurt. You got to build him up. You got to tell the story. You told the Brock story. You fucking told the Cody story. There's no more. There is no more for Cody to tell than him losing the Royal Rumble. You, you, you know, spoiler alert. I'll talk about that later. That's still part of the adversity. All right? There's still one step adversity. in the adversity. Okay? But... Him not getting that title shot and not winning at WrestleMania would be the biggest crock of shit. And I really hope The Rock isn't involved in that. Um, so I actually have an interesting theory behind that. And it's it's a it's a Seth Rollins thing for me. Um, mm. But I'll wait till we get to that part later. But okay. it's, an inter- it's an interesting theory in regards to like... I'll show you. We'll wait till we get to it because it's an interesting concept that I think they're trying to do. I look forward to hearing it, and I'm going to rebuttal by saying that the only title that matters is World <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I so We'll just talk about that later in the process. I mean, when we get I, there, right? I, honestly, I'm on the same level, but I think I understand what they're doing, and honestly, it might satiate a lot of people. I'm not with it. Yeah, I get what, I get what you're saying, but I'm not with that at all. <laughs> uh, it would be Roman. Roman keeps that belt for sure. De Niro, that's what I would think, that, that Roman would keep yeah. the belt for sure. Um, my, my hope and my prayer is that the rock is at WrestleMania 40 special enforcer in the championship match to keep solo away. Solo interferes rock takes solo out. And then we have a whole year build of rock to Roman for 41. As far as Netflix goes, 5 billion fucking reasons why this is a yes, yes, yes. I love it. Like Pepsi Phil said, you can maybe incorporate more of some PG 13 attitude or stuff. I don't need all the attitude errors. As a matter of fact, go back and watch it. It's not that great. All right. I just give me a little blood every now and then. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, shit, bitch. I, you like, I don't even, I don't, I love when AEW drops a fuck bomb every now and then. Like, so, that's cool. Like, maybe drop something like that and some blood. That's really the, the excess that I need more than the current product right now. Um, it doesn't <laughs> matter if he wants to finish his story. Uh, no, actually, so here's the interesting thing. I love it, JD. Here's the thing about The Rock that I enjoy. Rock's pure entertainment. Like, when it comes to sports entertainment, The Rock's there. For him, and I think this is how The Rock's thinking, WrestleMania 40 is way more exciting than WrestleMania 41. Yeah, it's a fucking you, spectacle. Yeah. yeah. 40 looks like, 40 looks good on a banner. 41, no one cares about 41, maybe 45 or maybe 50, but The Rock ain't going to wait that long. Which is why my buddy Big Sexy been saying Rock Roman is the biggest sex appeal match that you could fucking do, period. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you do that at WrestleMania 40? So you do mm-hmm. Rock and Roman at 40, and you can save Cody for another year and do Rock or do Cody Roman at 41 and just let Roman keep that belt another year. Because, I mean, you got the two titles, so let the other one be the workhorse champion. And let Roman still just piddly dick do bullshit with this belt. Whatever. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Netflix, again, 5 billion reasons why I fucking love it for them. Cable is going away. My only question is what we're going to happen with commercials. I do think it's going to be more of like a Peacock thing where we get like Netflix-specific commercials or WWE-specific commercials during the WWE programming. I do think that they're going to keep it three hours. I do think they're going to move Raw. It will no longer be Monday Night Raw. I think they're going to move it to maybe Wednesday. 
I think it would be interesting to see them fuck, fuck with Dynamite. Yeah. Um, but it's also on a streaming service, so I don't really know how you, like, adequate that in the ratings. Or yeah, I can see them sure. moving to Thursday because there really is no wrestling on Thursday. But there is a football game. And the reason that Khan, great interview on the Pat McAfee show, I believe it was yeah, Tuesday. Um, yes. Go back and listen to it. Fantastic. There's a reason that uh, Nick Khan said, he said, listen, we're still killing it in our in our target demographic. We're still doing great numbers. But at the end of the day, why should why are we going to compete against Monday Night Football? Why are we going to compete against the NCAA Basketball Championship? Why are we going to compete against the NCAA Football Championship? So maybe it's Wednesday they go to. Maybe it's Thursday they go to. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe SmackDown gets moved to Wednesday on cable and they compete head-to-head with AEW. And then Raw goes to Friday. Who knows? I'm I fucking mean, really. Maybe Raw goes to Tuesday. No, I, no, I think yeah, you're right. I, I, like of I think you're right, though. If they do Tuesday or Thursday, even if. <laughs> 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 hey, though, you two to me TV. Fuck. So, totally here's the weird. interesting thing. In America, you don't go against the NFL or the NCAA championship. However, around the world, no one cares about the NFL. As long as the World Cup is wait, not Wait, wait a minute. I care about the NFL. Hold yeah, on. But you, live wait a minute. Wait a minute. you live in America, though. America! But think about it. If the World Cup's happening, ain't nobody going to go programming against the World Cup around the world. I don't care who you are. No one's that insane. However, since it's only every four years and you go, I'll adjust in four years, the rest of the time it's like, eh, yeah, I will put it on a Thursday night or a Tuesday or even a Wednesday. All right. So riddle me this then right quick before we probably mm-hmm. did. So we go raw to Tuesdays. All right. Mm-hmm. So NXT take goes off of Tuesdays. So mm-hmm. you know where NXT is going, right? NXT is yeah. going to Wednesdays because we're going head to head with that bitch ass company. That's what the way they're thinking. Like, yeah. what did you say earlier, Pepsi Phil? They are building, and I remember maybe it was in the pre-show fist fight, mm-hmm. but they are building NXT up to the level that, like, it, it, it makes you must see TV. That it, it's going to take over Raw. It's going to take over SmackDown. Like NXT is getting that good. So why wouldn't you go and put that level of television against the competition and say, "Hey, Tony Khan, let's see what your TV numbers do against yeah. our third brand again." Exactly. exactly. And I mean, then you keep SmackDown on Friday. Mm-hmm. And NXT technically is still that weird hybrid between their developmental, but also an actual full brand. So Raw and SmackDown don't get hurt and still does the same thing. But NXT gets to go. Gets get some actual competition to go against, which honestly I think NXT's usually been competing against other WWE shows, but now if you're going against another rival company, that does something to you. I, I want to see it. I want to yeah, see this now that we're talking about it. This yeah, is what I, I want to see. Because I want to see NXT AEW yeah. Part Two. Yeah, that was the original war. It was mm-hmm. AEW. Yeah. and I was so I blood black and gold back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I was like. Step on this pissant company, step on them hard, and step kill them. Now I'm like, you know, I, I love all wrestling, so it is what it is now. I don't really yeah. Care. I, but man, back in those days, this is my Keith Lee black and gold days, my Undisputed Era black and gold yeah. days. In no those, days, in those days, days, since AEW going against that era of NXT was insane. Like, no one, like, you couldn't pay me to go against that group. <laughs> right, like, dude. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. So nowadays, and don't get me wrong, we all admit when they lost the black and gold era, we were very, very sad, and the transition was not kind. Sad goosebumps thinking about how much that depressed me, bro. Yeah, but it's it my favorite thing in wrestling. It took them what two years to finally find their footing. And and I'm still not, and I'm still not back. Yeah, and like like I watch, like I go on Hulu and watch the next day. 
but I'm still not strapped in like I was when the only was reason, on. Yeah, must see TV. The only reason I am is because uh, Regal made a really good point. Um, I think he said NXT Toronto, uh, or yeah, NXT Toronto was probably the best that NXT could do, and they needed to come up with a change or was going to start to get stale. Because even he was like, and you know, he was NXT diehard back in the day. But I think what he felt like that had reached its pinnacle and they had to do something or it was going to get stale really fast. And I think it's because the old man was in charge still, though. Yeah. I think if you had a structure that it was with how good the product was with Black and Gold, mm -hmm. um, I think that you could have just kept churning. And you didn't have to do the name changes either. You could have just kept churning like talent to main roster. We're yeah. going to know who they are because we're going to tell stories and try to connect them. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I think, yeah, but I think you're right. Yeah, that, that one, that makes a little more sense. But yeah, but I will say like the other but now I think they have found their footing and they're starting to really come into their own. Because like I said, the last NXT show and even NXT, um, I don't think Revolution's happened yet. Um, um, but their last NXT PLE mm -hmm. was amazing. Like it really yeah. was great. And I honestly was very happy with the stuff they did on there more than I was on SmackDown and Raw. And even like the pay-per-view, the PLEs there as well. So, yeah, they got a Vengeance Day coming up on this. Uh, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. It's coming thinking. Sunday. Not so, like, not this week, but next week. Yeah. So I, oh, truly, right. believe, yeah, I, yeah, I truly believe NXT going against AEW will literally just make them better. Right? Because I think it'll be one of those things where Shawn Michaels – who honestly, I don't care what anyone says, has had effect on everybody in that place. Because they're doing some moves. I'm sitting there going, yeah, you need to stop hanging out with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the rope thing where all two dudes just literally like catapulted a grown man into the air on top of it? Yeah, the that was dope. And I'm sitting there going, that's Shawn Michaels' influence right there. This past this past tag match between yeah. Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin, and, yes. and Nathan Frazier, yeah, I, I was in awe, man. I'm sitting here like, what the? And, and, fuck? and honestly, if you told me Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin would make a great team on and in and out of the ring, I would say you're a damn liar. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have some great vignettes that they've done, and like I said, having someone to go against does. I mean, I'll give the old man credit; he was right. If you got someone to go against. When your job is on the line, yeah, you do take it up to the next level. Mm -hmm. So I will say, yeah, having them go against um NX going against AEW, I would I, I would get chills. Imagine what that program would look like. Remember the days back in the day we used to flip back and forth in between matches to see what was going on. Yeah, like so I was like, yeah. that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping happens again. And I'd be like, oh, Cody's on AEW. I'm going back to fucking <laughs> USA. And then he comes to, and then he comes to USA, and I'm like, oh, Cody, I love you. You're awesome. <laughs> crazy how that worked, right? I know, right? Amazing what good booking and writing happens. Well, he was so bad in AEW. I don't know if that's he, just booking himself made, or what. Like, like my friend said, he made choices. <laughs> it was his fault. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. all his fault. I think he booked himself into a corner. By losing mm -hmm. that fucking title match, by saying I can never be world champion, and if you're mm -hmm. supposed to be the biggest star in the company, you never be world champion is a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hey, to that. All day here, my man. It's all good, man. It's all good. Okay. So what you got for us? Uh, which what's next? Oh, <laughs> some news that people, <laughs> people some news right that came up today earlier. <laughs> but, but, oh, Michael, what is well, that's why I started podcast. I was so I'm I'm like, yep, yes, the yeah. I, I agree. I think all of us would were on that. I'll tell you mm -hmm. that. 
But I do have a debate of the week because there's some news that came in earlier today. So I'm going to hit this one, and you guys are going to see the topic when I put it right there. Go on. There you go. We're back with the debate of the week, folks. That's right. That is right. You heard it. Today was the news that surprised me. I was like, wait a minute. What? Wait, wait a minute. Are we going to, what, wait, I lost my worth of words. So when I was reading it, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? But we're opinionators, folks. Once again, we're not Uncle Seltzer. We're not PC Shit Alvarez. not Sean Ross. Sean Ross. Wade <laughs> None of that, guys. But it was reported. And of course, Booker T is making a leeway for this man. That is my homeboy. My Oost right here that I have a cocktail or two every time I go to PCW Ultra. I always have a drink with him. What's up, Oost? That is Jacob Fatu, your former MLW World Heavyweight Champion, currently the PCW Heavyweight Champion. This man has done it all in the independent scene of professional wrestling, but now the news is coming along that Booker T is really pushing this man to be, and he might get in that foot door to be signed with WWE. And if that's why it's a debate of the week here for these both gentlemen. Is this the right move? Ivan, I don't mean to cut you off, right? But I want to fucking ask you a question before you circle this to us. <laughs> and it's the real question is, how the fuck is Jacob Fatu already not signed to WWE? Mm. That is the real question. I know. At, oh, the very, at the very least, he is perfect material for NXT. Hell yes, he is. He's been. Been, dude. I mean, Finn is a fucking stud. Mm-hmm. I mean, truth be told, I was genuinely surprised, and I truly believe this is one of the few times being a fight to may go against them because they're not trying to put too many in the, in the, in that divi- in the division. That's the only reason I can see him not being there right now. Because um, with Naya, The Rock's daughter, whose name I can't remember right now, um, and and then Us, yeah, and then honestly, that would be like that, that's a really good pipeline right there that's been un- churning out the, the entire clan right there. And while I love Jacob Fart too, I really gotta wonder. I mean, you could do that. That'd be a. Uh, Give me it. Give me Jacob Fatu for the solo. That is. Give me that. I'd rather be solo too, because I think solo will be way more interesting. Oh, he'll take it. Jacob Fatu and uh, Zilla fucking. Yeah. If those they come in together, what up? What up? Like they come in together as the new fucking backup for Roman after Solo dips and Jimmy dips or something. No, I actually would like them to come in just as themselves, like that. Like literally, just keep them away from Roman. Like with, I would keep them. I would literally keep them away from Roman. Um, there is a part of me that would like a perverse thrill to see Jacob and Zilla versus the uh, Jimmy and Jay. Like I would genuinely love to see that. See, like even De Niro, even De Niro is like he he was always passed up from on from his past. Yeah, I do, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, I, remember, I remember he came up. He he was in he was in some stuff that took him a long time to kind of shake off like, better. Yeah. And no he shit. did he did well. Yeah, he was. But he, like I said, but it's like it's like it's like De Niro said he he got, he got himself right. Like he said he got himself right. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he just made some mistakes back in the day when he was younger. 
And he, he's a he, fucking professional wrestler. These guys, <laughs> I, I, God, I hate to say this, but back in the, the majority of them were scumbags. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. back in the days, right? <laughs> we don't like we don't like talking about it, but yeah, trying to survive in the business, you do things you have to. But yeah, but honestly, but the good thing is that he did find a way to kind of like him. Even Zilla was the same way. Zilla had some had some struggles too, um, and so. But yeah, but I think Jacob Fatu right now, if he just showed up and slapped the crap out of Braun Breaker for a little bit, I would enjoy the hell out of that. Because oh. I truly think that's why. That's how they. And honestly, that's how I would debut him. I would. I mean, I'd find like I would have. I, I, even though, even now that she's like quote unquote the general manager for NXT right now, I'd bring. I have the rock star to bring him in. And he literally just go, let me introduce you to, and then have him beat the crap out of Braun Breaker for a little bit. <laughs> but no, but then you'd have her be, he would be her heavy every time. Basically, remember, remember Teddy Long's three, like not to like Eric Bischoff's three minute warning or Teddy Long's, uh, Teddy Long's use of the Undertaker every so often. Like that's, that's who Jacob The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, like you could, that's how you could bring Jacob Fatu in. I wouldn't mind seeing Jacob Fatu. Let's say if Jay Uso decides to make his own faction, mm. bring him along with with Tomatonga. They had that version of his bloodline. Oh, right. I forgot. Versus versus <laughs> Romans, and then he can end the story from there, ending the bloodline, having him dethroning his brother and Solo, and then having Jacob Fatu by his side along with Tomatonga. Oh my God, that was. I did. I did forget uh, Tama is a freelance agent. Right? Oh. Oh my God. Do you think when Paul Heyman said that we're only in the third inning, he knew like we had The Rock come in, we have <laughs> Jacob come in, we have Zilla come in, we have Tama Tonga come in? Who be told? Like, do you think he just like knew this? Like all these Samoans are coming? I mean, honestly, <laughs> he it's, Paul, right? it's Paul Heyman, so I wouldn't put it past him. It's so fucking right on that. Paul Heyman, I don't like. I know we don't like saying this word, but. There ain't that many wrestling genius dudes who like in the business who know it really well, but Paul Heyman for me is that guy. Like when he like like to say he have his ear to the ground and know what when shit's coming down the pipe is an understatement. Because like I said, you don't do ECW, sell it to the WWE, work there, cuss out Vince McMahon, and get invited back a couple of times. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then literally go, you know what? Thanks for giving me SmackDown. I'm going to kick your ass, Raw, just because I want to. And created the greatest mid-card in the history of wrestling. Mm, SmackDown 6, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, SmackDown I, 6, daddy. Oh, yes. So, I got I to hit this for the Nero because he wasn't going to do it. I'll do it for the Nero. Jacob Vatu versus Gunther. Give him what he wants, Danny. That's what he wants. <laughs> So yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Heyman was like, "Yo, we need to get these guys. These guys, these guys look, these free agents floating around, man, and we got more Samoans to deal with." And and now that you know Paul Levesque's in charge of this, now he's fuck yeah, why not? I mean, Fatu will fit perfect in WWE. And Paul and, and Paul's always been a fan of some of the Samoan dynasty. He's always been a fan. No bullshit. Everything Solo Sokoa has done since he got to WWE NXT mm -hmm. into WWE, I like literally. I thought like could have been Jacob Fatu. Like that, like, <laughs> yeah. Solo took it because I thought like Jacob was more talented than Solo, 
I was I never, know. I was never like sure why Solo got the job. Maybe because you know he's the brother of Jimmy and Jay. Uh, I think it's because um, I think yeah. it's what I think De Niro said it best. Solo, yeah. Solo yeah. coming up like uh, Jacob had some issues before he like it took it took him a while to kind of shake all that off and get better. Like he was still a great wrestler, but there was some stuff in his past he was kind of getting right. past. So which I, I didn't know about. All I see is his entering work, which I think yeah. is fucking yeah. fantastic. Every time I've right. seen him, mm-hmm. so that's why I thought like, oh, he'd be perfect in this solo role. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Solo is solo. <laughs> solo proved the world wrong. That man is fucking yeah. great, dude. So, and don't get me wrong, Solo. I think so. Solo ain't clean, like you know, perfectly. But I think he was a lot easier to work with, and because like with all his stuff. So, and Solo, and don't get me wrong, Solo was great. Like truth be told, if Solo never speaks, I'd be happy. Not because I don't think he has good mic work. I like the menace in Solo. Like he don't need, in my eyes, he don't need a manager. He don't need a valet. He just needs to show up and stare at you for a while, sneak up on you and beat the crap out of you with a, either a small spike or some or some kind of small slam. So like and have him do that for about a couple of have him do that for almost a year, actually. And just mm. and then basically put him in the main event. Yeah. Love it. I mean, it's because to this day, the 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 match I want to see is solo versus Seth Rollins. Because I, I think it might happen though. I, mm-hmm. I, I think down the line, I think it's gonna come down to it. To be honest, I, I think I, I would be real happy with that because like Seth's been, Seth's been. I mean, no offense to everybody else, Seth's been needing a, he's been needing a heavy for a long time. Somebody to really go against, like like Seth. I mean, like when he was Tyler Black, somebody going against someone back in ROH, someone like not to say that he hasn't had that recently. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I ain't gonna say I ain't respect the caliber of competition he's had because Cody was one of them. Um, but the Tyler Black, I miss Tyler Black. I don't care what nobody says. I miss Tyler Black badly. <laughs> that dude gave no fucks. <laughs> so yeah, you see, yeah, even even the neuro is saying, yeah, it would have been fire. So I mean thank you. So, I mean TK, do you have anything more on this? I mean, Jacob fought too. And what else credentials can you give this man, brother? What else? Oh, he's fucking no, man. I I got nothing. He should be there all day, man. That's why I was asking you. Like, why the fuck isn't he there already? He (laughs) at any point over the last, I don't know, he lost the MLW world title, what, a year ago at this point? Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess the the personal issues or whatever makes sense, but fuck, man. Like, this guy should have at least been NXT bound. He's been he's been floating around. He's been floating around doing a lot. Like I think he showed he showed up in TNA recently, and he's been floating. Like I said, I think he's like, for lack of a better word, I think MOW kept him as an underground sensation, and he's been doing a lot more public stuff recently. And I mean, I'm not, and I don't like using the word underground sensation. It just means that he hasn't been on television, but he's definitely like he's definitely like known in circles. Like him and the Bounty Hunter have had some great matches together. Um, oh, <laughs> you saw that one. I mean. I, yeah, I'm gonna, oh, it was ugly. It was I ugly. I, I can't be seltzer here, okay? I can't do shit. <laughs> I just can't do it. It's not the sheet will kill me if I say words. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm But yeah, but so he's finally starting to get like some real TV time. So I think probably I think Booker T's smart. Like Booker T sees that he's finally starting to get proper TV time. Might as well bring him to NXT before somebody else like like AEW tries to scoop him up. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't tried to grab him. It's crazy. 
I, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm even surprised that that's not even happening either. That they haven't picked them up. So I'm like, what the fuck? I, you know, I mean, so Hammerstone that. too. Like both of them. I I just Hammer, Hammerstone. I think would fit well in AEW. I think Jacob Fatu. I, I want to see him in NXT going against the guys in NXT a lot more. Yeah. Dragging off. Oh, oh my God, that would be. Ugh. Like so you got Lexus King in there. Why can't we get Jacob Fatu? You know what I'm saying? I can't even talk about Lexus King. <laughs> and it's not his fault. It is not his fault. The fact they will not let that man go by his father's name annoys the crap out of me to no end. It's like that man. He put. He put didn't want to. Maybe, you know, maybe it was his choice. No, that was their call. They wouldn't. They that was their call. Because you Brian, call him Phil. Did you call him to find out? That's you know, he, no, he needed Chris Van <laughs> to get. Not to mention it on the phone. Chris Van Valet had conversation with him about it, and apparently he said they wouldn't let him use it. And all oh, I kept thinking really myself. Well, okay. I was like, Brad Pillman, he basically built that company. I mean, if you don't count that one period where he was walking around with the gun. (laughs) 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 He was like, he he was a workhorse for him. It was like him, Owen, all of them. Those were workhorse years where pretty much everybody was a goddamn workhorse at WWE. Oh, man. Ah, man, that's that's the bit of the week there, folks. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Jacob Fatu. Even if I would know, I can't say. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry, guys. I'm not Seltzer there to do go ahead and say, hey, breaking news, guys. I'm new. I mean, I'm the man do it himself. Let him do it himself for it for him to do. I ain't doing it. Because if I find out, I'm gonna stay quiet. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell my I'll tell my fans right here, that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I mean, it could be hilarious if he shows up on the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, when? that would be cool. Do you think people would know who he was, though? No, that's the I mean, best part. They wouldn't, they would not need to. Mm-hmm. He's just a giant Samoan who's not solo Sokoa. <laughs> Half the crowd, no, I mean, but you had a smart crowd down there this weekend, so yeah. you should be, you should be okay. Yeah. I mean, when he shows up, they're probably, I mean, I don't know if they'll let him use his name, but when he comes in, like you said, it would literally be after he shows up, gets disqualified, that everybody in there goes, did y'all see Jacob Fatu on the Royal Rumble? And then the next day he shows up on NXT. Uh, and then you're just going, oh, this is going to become a thing. Because let's oh, yeah. face it, this is not the first person Booker T has brought in WWE who became a champion. Mm-hmm. She's so, well, title shot next Sunday. Yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, that match is going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I can't wait for next Sunday. Booker T knows champions. I'll give them that. Booker T knows champions. Lyra and Roxanne is going to be fucking good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It is. It's good. How did I do that? Hey, it's fine. I don't care. But, man, no, I, and for sure. And stay tuned for that, folks, because we will be doing. Uh, uh, for a watch along for NXT Vengeance combined, baby floor slappers and COD year, we're gonna do it together just mm-hmm. like we're doing it this Saturday for the Royal Rumble. For tomorrow, we are doing that. Speaking that's of Rumble, we let's insane. get into it. Nah, yes, familia, that's right. We're gonna get into it before we get into the prediction, folks. We're gonna just talk about what, what we can, you know, once again, if you have not subscribed to, to Floor Slappers, do it now. We kind of brought it up there too on Tuesday. Well, there was a couple of names that you know, as we're waiting for the updates, updating now, we kind of know who is there, who is not there. But you still want to hear my family, my brothers here, who they are, these surprises are expected to be there. 
and that is of course these are the so far who i have listed here um, are we gonna get these oh shit, wrong one hold on mm -hmm. hold on the box I, no hold on Let's see. <laughs> I, I put the wrong box Jesus i get Christ. it i hate the overlays yo i mean i just scream at them all the time while I'm like, i hate you they will be I like know. you just want me to log in so i can do it for you i like, shut up dang i'll do it myself no and I'll i put struggle. the wrong one i forgot to, i forgot to delete that one but here we go let me see i'm just uploading it right now uh there we go uh, there we go there yes. we go it's so happy at the four way here, but yes, these are so far the ones that I have here listed. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's the up to date news, folks. Of we know that, of we know, is that Monet is not in Florida, she's in Boston. Mm -hmm. But hey, you know, you, you can fly from fucking Boston to Florida <laughs> within six hours, it doesn't matter. Sean Rassap, and I, you know, love your work, but still, that doesn't mean that she can't fly. Well, Leave early in the morning, three, four o'clock in the morning, where there's no fans. Literally at three o'clock in the morning, go fly over it all the way to Florida, Tampa. Why not? So what? Six, 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 eight hours, really less than that, probably. She take Boston. a boat. Yeah. Oh yeah, she can even take a boat. <laughs> she came into that. Mm -hmm. Boats and hose. Boats and hose. hose. <laughs> yes. There we go. Love it. And of course, we do have the Okada update, folks. You know, we did talk about it this past Tuesday on Floor Slappers on the Wrestling Index that his was already mentioned. Uh, you know, that he was on the routes. Now, as for what as what we know, it looks like sources are coming that it is the direction is make coming fruition that Okada may be heading into NXT WWE bound. So, but the biggest question here is, will he show up at the Real Rumble tomorrow? And that is the biggest question here that everybody would like to know. As we all know, as this moment, there has been talks. That means, yes, that means that there has been talks between Tanahashi, Bushida, and Papa H of bringing this man over mm. for an appearance. So, might keep your hopes up, folks. We might, maybe, Maybe I don't know. Not gonna spoil it. Maybe, but there's more here in this picture that we have in this layout. We got the one that I mentioned on this Tuesday on Floor Slappers, the Tamatonga one. That we, maybe we might get him because he lives in Florida, anyways. Mm -hmm. Trinity, of course, Naomi, because you know she's already done with ATNA wrestling, so we might see her debut. And of course, Camille Brickhouse, who I mentioned on Tuesday as well. She's a free agent as we speak now since so New Year's Day. And, of course, the debut of Jade Cargill, of course, the one and only one. And Andrade, who's back with WWE, we making his party his debut back here on the Royal Rumble. And, of course, the, the board of directors, the one himself, could be number 30, and I hope not, but we'll just see. But the other major one that was mentioned earlier here was the one is, of course, AJ Lee. Because we've mm -hmm. seen her on heel. She, she's done two episodes on heel. She's been training, of course, as well. Mm -hmm. We've seen all those subliminal messages, her taking a picture of her shoes. Oh, my God. Well, hello, old friend. I haven't seen you for a while. but i got to put it on. So it's, we don't know what, what route of this is going. But these are by far the ones that I highlighted here that are the most popular names right now in professional wrestling that are free agents. Mm -hmm. So I'll take a deep Pepsi, Phil, because, we, you know, Tim and I want to hear yours. You know, do you have surprises that you expect? And who mainly would be all of these out of all of them? I don't think there's gonna be any real surprises, like you said. I think Trinity's definitely showing up. They've already been talking about that day one. 
Uh, that was like the first thing. I don't think Monet is going to show up. I think she'll probably be at the event. Because, like, here's the thing we have to remember. Triple H is an inside dude. He is friends with everybody. Like, remember, when she won the championship, he called her that night. Like, literally, keep in mind, the time difference in Japan is like 12, 14 hours, give or take. And he called her the night she won the championship. So he's watching. So her stopping by the event, she may not actually go in, but I don't see her. AJ Lee, yeah, I think. So here's the part. This is the part where I get a little, this is the part where I become a little bit of an asshole. I feel like they're bringing AJ Lee in so that CM Punk don't do some dumb shit while he's there. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh oh! Uh, I, I feel like I feel like she is literally the one who calms him down when he starts getting his head up his ass. Don't 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 get him hot, man. Because like, like literally, like, literally, literally some another like, beer because I was like, I'm like, gonna like, get another beer because Tim is in the back. Like, that. Don't get me wrong. Like me personally, I love AJ Lee. In my opinion, her leaving wrestling was way too soon, and I blame that on the management. Like I like she was hurt, and they still made that woman work. Like she should not have. Like her back injuries were so terrible, she should not have been that ring, especially for the rest of her last WrestleMania match. In my opinion, I think part of the reason to bring her back is they need another injection. Because no offense, bringing the Bellas back for the injection to your women's division is not what you want to do. Bringing AJ Lee back, literally, yes. I would love to see her. I think the uh, the the side the, the 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 side effect of that is is that if she's there, someone go AJ, your husband being an asshole. Can you go fix that for me? So <laughs> while she's working with the women, they're like AJ, go fix your boy. So um, part of me, I think for Okada, I think part of me doesn't want him to go WWE, but I want that man to get paid, and I truly believe. Even if it's a short run in WWE, I would like that man to make as much of his money as he can. Because I think if we got a return of just Okada versus Shinsuke just one time, even in the Rumble, I would I would be happy. Where do you want Okada to go? <sighs> Honestly, they have a system where no matter what happens, he's not. They're going to introduce when they. I don't think they're going to put him on the main roster. I think he'll show up at the Rumble, but then pretty much work with NXT. It makes no sense. Excuse me. It makes no sense. He should be a main roster Raw guy. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, I would put him in a. I would put him in a program day one against Gunther. Day one against Gunther. What? what? That is like if I bring if you bring Okada in, that's his first run against Gunther. But what about his first match? That's that uh, the point. So like I'm all right. All right, so like we we're on the topic of Okada, right? So mm-hmm. you had already mentioned Nakamura. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I think him debuting in the Royal Rumble is a fucking waste. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Put him in there at four, he gets eliminated at 27. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. Maybe Gunther eliminates him in sense of a WrestleMania match. Now we're talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. we're talking. Or maybe he eliminates Gunther and then yeah. Gunther comes in, beats his ass, throws him over. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking, okay. But if that's not the case, he's not. Please not in the Royal Rumble. Save mm-hmm. him for Mania against who? What has Nakamura been doing? All he's been doing is calling people out left and right the past four months. Call out your former Chaos member friend. Dude, make it happen. Make it fucking happen. Nakamura calls out 
this mystery man for WrestleMania, and that's when Okada debuts. Yeah. But, my bad, my bad. I always wanted to know your thoughts on the Okada. No, Oka. no, that makes no. Actually, that makes perfect sense because truth be told, um, that would be a really good start match for him because let's face it, nobody knows him better than Shinsuke. And if and Shinsuke, like you said, Shinsuke's just been calling folks out. And let's face it, his last run, his last run he had, even though he didn't win, I actually enjoyed that one. I thought he I thought he was fighting really well. I thought he did a good performance. But I think him against Okada, him fighting against his old boy would be would be delightful. And honestly, I think from a perspective of an international crowd, mm-hmm. seeing those two fight from an international level literally brings you your new Japan crowd who aren't weren't really fans of WWE to begin with. That's a new Japan. That's a new like if you want to introduce some new Japan fans to WWE, that's the one you use it with right there. You get two, you basically get two pillars of new Japan fighting in WWE right there. So that's that's something now. Do it. I'm 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 on a bubble with Jade because I feel like bringing her in the rumble again is another waste of her, in my opinion. Um, even though, like, I think right now they've had her in the performance center working her ass off, and she has been. I feel like putting her in the rumble might be good just to get her used to the crowds and stuff. But at the same time, I don't like the fact that she'll probably be overshadowed by like 29 other people and we won't actually get to see the real Jade. Um, other than just seeing her Andrade, yeah, he's a rumble dude. Like honestly, if they meant he comes shows up at the 15 or something, that's pretty much a good spot for him. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question, guys, because I'm curious now. Because I was hearing, I forgot who I was hearing earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a good question to ask. Okay, Andrade comes back, right? Do you want him involved in this LWO, you know, situation? That's the biggest question. Why would you do that? There is no reason to do that. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't. <laughs> like, first of all, his uh... first, his first run in WWE was the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen. Like literally the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen. And it was the best, though, I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah. With his mask, is that what you're talking about first? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. and don't get me wrong, like I, understand, I mean yeah, I understand what he wanted to do, but I don't think they understood what he wanted to do, which is why his booking was kind of mid at best. But I think putting him in a faction with LWO seems a waste of that man's talent. What well, you need, what you need to do is book him. And you book him like you would a Cody. You book him like you would a Cody. Right? And you have him build himself up. What you want him to say in fucking Spanish? Hey, well, <laughs> what are we talking about? You want him to say that in Spanish? Honestly, I would like him to show up. Oh, God. I would like him to kind of do the thing with, like, I mean, honestly, him showing up against Seth would be nice. Have him have him fight on that fight him having to fight on that card level where it's him, Seth, LA Knight, all these other guys who are like they're they're in the mid, they're like in the mid almost main event guys, which is kind of where he needs to be. And then let him work to be a main eventer at WWE. But bring it start him out in a lower in a lower tier makes no sense to me. You don't think he needs Zelina Vega? No, I don't. I mean, I mm. as much as I love Zelina Vega. She's got her own storyline, and I don't think it meshes well with what they what he's doing or what he could do right now. But does Zelina really have a storyline? She's kind of <laughs> just like 
pitter-pattering around with the shitty part of the LWO. Mm-hmm. Like, how long is it until she turns and joins them? Or how long until, like, the LWO... I guess they have Rey Mysterio, and it's going to be Rey versus Santos at WrestleMania, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're going to go. So, yeah, I feel you. There's no need to have Andrade involved in this. But Selena is being criminally wasted in what she's doing. Yeah, so, I mean... And I agree. serve Andrade way better than what she's doing in this bullshit role. Just yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm wondering why she isn't that's wrestling true. more. That's the thing I'm curious about. I mean, she's I don't think she's injured, but she I mean, they had her wrestling Puerto Rico and that's the last time I remember she wrestled anybody on a on a pay-per-view premium oh, yeah. event. Like I don't rem- I mean, I was proud of her to be wrestling in Puerto Rico. I'm not going to lie. That was great with her in Puerto Rico. But honestly, she hasn't they haven't let her wrestle or booked her in a match to wrestle against anyone, and I do not know why. I mean, truth be told, there is a part of me that wouldn't mind if she if she did join Andrade to be a wrestling partner with him, not like an actual wrestling wrestler, but kind of like how the um the Alpha Academy does it. Mm. So, like, if you're going to put them together, at least make all of them a wrestler. Don't make it like a ballet thing, because she's, in my opinion, she's better than a ballet. She always was. Like I understand they put her there because that was just like the that was the old old management, but having her be a wrestler like they like they doing with the Alpha Academy guys would be, in my opinion, great. And then you can have him go against you could have him go against the Alpha Academy guys. Like those that would be like it'd be I don't think it'd be a mixed tag match, but you could have like the thing where it's like he's on the outside while the while like Zelina and whatever her name is, um, drawing a blank on her right now, wrestle. Like mm. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like you said, if they're going to use her, they need to. If they're going to put her with Andrade, I don't want to see her just as a valet who just hangs out with them. I need to see her as a wrestler. That's like honestly, it's like making AJ Lee a valet. Why would you do that? No, yeah, no, bad, bad move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Camille. (sighs) I would love to see her to WWE. Um, I would love to see her, but I mean, she's obviously NXT bound, so they may bring her in for Vengeance Day, in my opinion. Oh, I like that. I love that. Bringing her in for the Rumble does like because, like you said, no one would know who she is, no one would know who she is. Um, I wish they, man, it's even you're supposed to put it, Corgan. You had it right, you fucked it up. Man, Billy Corgan, up. Billy Corgan fucked a whole lot of things up during that, hey, during that year when he had oh, his name's not Festus. But he had a right on fucking YouTube. You had a right during the pandemic. Yeah, and NWA was, so was going fucking good. Yeah. I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. They had, they had the most banger of entrance themes into the fire. Still one of my favorite entrance themes for a wrestling show. But um, yeah, I don't know what happened to Billy Corgan. They, I mean, I just found out that the CW deal is still intact, except apparently it's just streaming. Yeah, it's only streaming. They're not on television, unfortunately. Which is which is a big problem for them still, because like, well, we we know why. I mean, come on. We, well, no, we do know why. It busted a Tony Khan there. Come on, man, on a fucking pay per view. Well, you know, well, you know, uh, you know. You know, you know <laughs> I mean, you know why it's there, but the thing is, if you want exposure. CW streaming ain't what you call the new hotness. I mean, like, I mean, see that. I mean, when was the last time either of you watched something on CW streaming that wasn't that wasn't a superhero show from the CW because you missed it the night before? 
I can't recall time <laughs> other than One Tree Hill that I've yeah. watched the show on the CW. And exactly. One Tree Hill ended about 15 years ago. Exactly. So there's one show I did have that I used to watch on CW back in the days, and that was uh what was it called? The the brothers that were like uh, oh uh, supernatural. Yes, that's the only fucking show that I was like because hey, I was into it. It actually was not bad. That was it was no, it's, it's a good show. It was good. Yeah. So like I said, the thing is the streaming. It's a good deal for them, but honestly, as they they're going to have to work their way out of the cave on that one. So, uh, yeah. yeah but I don't think, like I said, I'm still banking on Mercedes one day not showing up. Um, however. Here's the only reason that they would get Mercedes Monet. Charlotte is hurt. Charlotte is Charlotte is out for what? If I'm not mistaken, six to eight weeks. She's definitely missing Mania. Yeah, that's right. Tree Hill. I forgot about that one. Great show too. But look at that, just exactly. But so if you need a like a true main eventer for Rhea. You Mercedes like Sasha Banks is not a bad call. And think about it, they just cut a five billion dollar deal with Netflix, so they got a little bit of pocket change floating around that they can pretty much give her the money she wants. There will be some people complaining about it, but you know, oh well, fuck them, that's business. <laughs> I mean, what you I mean, what you want? You want to feel bad because someone goes, We're gonna give you more money than everybody else to work here. Which is so gonna say, Oh, that's not fair. Is that how you feel? Are you feeling like this? Fickle. They're fickle. That's how you're feeling? <laughs> you're feeling fickle over here? Are you going fickle mania over here? Phil, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, Sasha, like I said, when even at the height of Sasha leaving, everyone loved, like I said, everyone loved, everyone loved her. And they were mad that she was gone. So, like I said, having her come back against having her, hell, having her come back goes real be nice. I I just read the Nero's comment right now. Like, no, the Nero, I do not want it to happen. I'm sorry. Mm. Hulk Hogan better not show up at number 30 and be body slamming Omas and in front of 93,000 people, as you can say, because we don't even know there how is. much. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to see that at the scene in the Silver Dome. Is that what he called? What is it he called it? I mean, Tropicana feels. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If oh, also was... charmed. Oh, that's right. Just you're right. Charmed. Mm-hmm. That shit was not a bad show too. Uh, uh, your knowledge of uh, CW shows is concerning to me. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, just I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So like I said, I I think Mercedes Monet could come back with Charlotte being hurt. They don't really have someone on that on Charlotte's level in you right now who could what? Think, here, think about it. Like, think about it on Charlotte's level. Are we who, gonna debate that shit? Are, are we really gonna do this? I mean, you can have I, I'll give you Becky, I'll give you maybe Bailey. But truth be told, at a certain point, you need somebody new. I granted Sasha's not new, but I'd be real happy to see her go against. I'm sorry. I'll keep the neuro coming up on that. Maven I mean, the neuro. I mean, he has been doing, he has been doing them YouTube shows, so maybe. Um, but yeah, so yeah, like I said, I'm like I said, for me, I think that's the only reason they'd bring her in at a god awful amount of money. I don't I don't I don't see Zilla Fatu showing up. I don't see Tamatanga showing up. I think I think Tom's gonna end up at TNA. I think so too. Probably TNA. I think he's Thomas gonna go to TNA, but 
I think for a year. I think he's going to be there for a year and then leave. Oh, word. Word, no CW love. <laughs> I, hey, I got CW loves just. I, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll give you the arrow. I'll give you arrow at least. I, you know, the arrow wasn't bad. Hey, hey, he did eliminate Taker. That's all. Maven. Okay, I yes, he did. The Nero White did. Oh, my God. Why, why Maven? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I didn't want to hear that shit. For what it's worth, he, I think he hated that theme song as well. So I, I, maybe so. I think we got the. Well, it wasn't bad of a theme song. So, okay. yeah. So, I think, yeah. But I think Tamatonga is going to probably be at uh, TNA for a year. It sure Look, up. There's the Nero's which I was going to get to. That's why I wanted to. I could debate that. See, he's pretty much staying right here. I do think Rhea can take Charlotte's spot. And that's what I'm saying. She he, she's already at that spot already. No, no, I'm I not mean, saying. Oh, I'm not saying. I didn't mean to say she wasn't. Who's she fighting though? Rhea. Well, we'll we'll get to that to the rumble. We'll, yeah, we're gonna save that. To the well, rumble. that not the rumble thing, but like in general, who can she fight? Becky. What if, if if Jay Cargill can be ready for that? I think she could fight Jay Cargill towards the end of the year. Mm. But the first thing is that she has accomplished the things that we haven't seen as of yet. That you know. Like I said, we're gonna get into the rumble, so that's something that we're gonna have to see. Yeah, yeah you see, it, damn, pushing me to the side because I watched Seven Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. So, I know, Jess. I know. That. I already know how you are. Oh yeah. So I so I agree with you that Rhea yeah. is on that Charlotte level. I guess my thing is her. What what competition does she have on that level? Becky, Bailey. We just have to wait to see. And even if you bring in Jade. You can't just have her show up and go against Rhea day one. In my I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that give that it's gonna. That's why if you heard me, I said that mm-hmm. by the end of the year, could yeah. be the case. You're right. I I, yeah, I'm not saying like right away because mm-hmm. we have to first get her debut, and mm-hmm. then from there to see what she's gonna bring, you know, in the ring. Because mm-hmm. you know, we talked about this weeks ago, like a while back. Us three, we talked about it about mm-hmm. her, you know, her going WWE. You know her in ring style is there because you know Brian Danielson helped her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now it's now with Regal's it's back on television. Yeah. Now he's already familiar with Jay Cargill's work mm-hmm. to help her along the way. I feel like Jay Cargill's gonna do fantastic. But that's, job. but that's the thing though. If you bring if you bring Sasha Banks in, she can be that main inventor day one. Like she can be the one to challenge Rhea day one, and no one's gonna go no. No, I'm about to say I, I wouldn't want her to do it now. No, because it's yeah, too yeah. soon. For me, it's more just give her the debut, give her now the, the crowd going ape shit. And yeah. I, 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 like I said, I don't even mind down the line. If let's say they put Jade Cargill versus Bianca at Mania, yeah, this no, is no. where this is where you can make Bianca heel because of her TV show. And this <laughs> is where something you can literally have. I mean, I'm, just are, say, I, I'm just saying, are, I'm, I'm are, just saying, I'm just saying, begging for the Bianca Jade Cargill fight. Why not? But no, because I rather, <laughs> I, I, I want something that. Triple H could do that Tony Khan can't do, and I said it on Floor Stafford University in this. I said it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They could do Monet and Jay Cargill. They could do that. But do I see it soon? I don't I can't I can't answer that question until we will find out tomorrow. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't mind seeing Jay Cargill and Bianca making Jay Cargill's debut at WrestleMania 40 versus Bianca and mm-hmm. Bianca, you know, losing that match because of her television show. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, we haven't seen Bianca turn heel in a long time. So this could be the right way to do it because of her television show. Now that her husband is a heel alongside with Lashley and, you know, and his partner in crime. So this could be the right way to kind of introduce Jake Cargill. She could still be the controversy, not be a face or a heel. She can mm-hmm. be the baddest bitch as she was in AEW and still mm-hmm. be the same way going in there. Like, yeah, 
I'm the baddest bitch, bitch. I'm going to shit about your show. It's all about me. She could be that way she wants to be. And that, so that will give that temptation storyline. Man, book this shit, damn it. Book it. <laughs> damn it. I'm, I'm not arguing. Damn it, damn it, give me what I want. Give no. me what I want. But no, but no, I agree with you because, like, yeah, if you have Jade at the end of the year go against you, you have her start off against Bianca, then end it against Sasha. That's a, like at the end of the year, that's a great one right there. But like I said, what we were talking about though was if you have Rhea at the top spot, which is where she is right now, if you have a, a future for either Rumble or Mania, who do you put her against to make it a worthy match? Oh, that's the banger but it's, it's, it's gonna be Rhea and Becky and Mania. Would you really say I'll see here's the thing though? I don't know if I would enjoy that much. I, need to get a beard. I love it. You gotta you got I mean they're two two of the that four biggest women in the company. True. I mean, you I gotta put them. That's that's a marquee of the only marquee matches left, and we've already seen one of them. Well, yeah. you got three of them. You got mm-hmm. Becky and Rhea. Yep, you got Bianca and Rhea on the main roster. We've seen mm-hmm. it in NXT, but we need it on the main roster. And Bianca and Charlotte. Those are like those are the only three marquee matches with the woman women on the roster mm-hmm. right now. And yes, once you get Jade incorporated, hell yeah, then you can mix and match a couple more dream matches. Yeah. Mercedes comes back. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're twisting and turning a little bit more. Yes. But as currently constructed with this women's roster, it's just those are really the only three dream matches. So for Becky and mommy versus the man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is a yeah. That is a good point. So yeah, I I could do that for WrestleMania. I guess I guess I just want Sasha Banks back. Like yes, I love, like I said, yeah. I loved I loved her run in New Japan. She had a great run. Like I genuinely like I saw all of her matches in Japan. Um, and I like I said when she took uh, was it um, was it uh, Iwa or um. She took uh she took uh this horrendous suplex that honestly I'm like I don't know how she still has a spine after that suplex. Um but so and but her run in Japan was great. Like she like the new hair came out, all that she was like dressed up like an anime character, and like literally her storyline was she's the new girl in town slapping bitches left and right. That was her entire run, and I don't know how she pulled it off, but she did. Hey, Eli, what's so going on, man? Eli, good. Considering man. she Part don't speak, yeah, considering she don't speak Japanese, she was just slapping bitches left and right and startled. <laughs> just <laughs> the part I, which honestly, sometimes the simplest storylines work best. <laughs> oh man, I mean, TK, do you have any final thoughts on this, brother? Yeah, it's uh, Naomi obviously is coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrade obviously is coming back. Jade will be in the Rumble. For me, I would love to see her wrestle Bianca this year. I just don't know that it makes much sense. If she was going to come to the main roster, I would be down with her and Bianca being in the stable, the mm-hmm. pride with Bobby and the Street Profits. I think they recently turned face because the fans won't boo them. So <laughs> you know, I feel like they're going to have a hard time booing Bianca as well, even though they're starting to get a little stale of her. But if she joins that faction, Jade with her joins that faction, and you got Bianca Jade with the pride, that would be a little bit fun. However, I would bring Jade down to NXT, have her first actual match at NXT Stand and Deliver. So she's in the Royal Rumble. That's where she makes her debut. Goes back down, trains, shows up in NXT, gets a challenger. I don't necessarily think it should be for the the women's title, but she goes and wrestles like uh, uh, Roxanne Perez or something at NXT Stand and Deliver to a banger of a match. Um, Camille would be awesome. I just, 
don't anticipate it happening. I fucking would love it. She's like, she is a WWE superstar. Like, just look mm-hmm. at her. She mm-hmm. a fucking brick dude. Um, I, I mean, told you my story on Okada. I hope he's not in the Royal Rumble. I do think he should be going to WWE. AJ Lee, that would be a hell of a fun story. Sure. I'll say yes. I think she will be a surprise on the woman's side. Rock, stay the fuck away. Amatonga <laughs> versus Solo or Jay or Jimmy or uh, Solo and Jay while, or I mean, uh, Jay and Tama while Solo and Jimmy are in the match or something. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of fun. So I think that could be cool. And Mercedes, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've been screaming about this. If Mercedes comes, her WrestleMania match will be for the tag titles against the Kabuki Warriors. It'll yeah. be. The two mm-hmm. women you see on your screen, Mercedes, or it'll be Sasha Banks and Naomi taking on the Kabuki Warriors at WrestleMania for the tag belts. They win the tag belts night one. Bailey beats EO night two. On night two, they come out with their tag belts. They raise Bailey's hands. The three best friends celebrate in the ring together, happy as it could be. Um, and so I don't know if that means she's going to be at the Royal Rumble, but fuck. Do I hope so? Because otherwise, they're going to keep going on and on about. Did <laughs> we have that? Did we have that Japanese faction jump of Bailey going? What you doing? Playing with the enemy? Yes. <laughs> Yo. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's going to be. I think I would even if they could land her and she does show up in the Royal Rumble. I would go as far as to say at Elimination Chamber, it'll be a six-woman match. It'll be Bailey, Mercedes, and Naomi again. Oscar, Io, and Kyrie. Yeah, that will lead into the two title matches at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, like, and it's funny because you know, Eli's mentioned it here, and you both guys mentioned it earlier. Like, yeah, I agree with you. You know, Eli, I think that could be the case when my CJ Cargo out of vengeance, and yeah. that'd be awesome to see. And I'll, I'll fucking lose my mind. I'll go. I will really go, Nanny. Tim just gave me a really good vision of Jade Cargo versus Tiffany Stratton. Oh, and that, and that, and that right there, that, that that's your money, right? That's your oh, yeah, money. Yeah, because she can come in as a face. You're yes. right. Yep. I was just thinking she got to be a heel because I mean, yeah. she's she a heel. But... Her against Tiffany Stratton, that right there, that right there is a pre WrestleMania run right there that can happen. Mm, I that agree is, with that. That I is totally a WrestleMania agree. run right there. That's four months of just Jade talking shit about Tiffany Stratton, like which I am perfectly fine with. Lotus Triad. Hey, just it's kind of like how it was uh, fucking uh, uh, was it a uh, Lucha Underground back in the days, like when they had their free up, just like that. Yeah, I think we need, like, I think we need to accept the fact those three Japanese women are insane. Fuck yeah, they are, dude. They are insane. insane. EO, for some reason, ain't found a trash can she don't love. Oh no, I know. So I'm like I guess said, they made me they they already made me happy. So mm-hmm. uh, but uh maybe yeah. Julia maybe Julia could show up too. That'd be nice. I no, she, I, was oh, from, she, she was pulled from Windy City Riot, so yeah. Maybe. Done rolling with her falling from the chase. Now, yes, yeah, I love that Eli. I am yeah. with you with that, brother. Mm-hmm. So yes, you see, there you go. See, see <laughs> hey, we, hey, we gotta do a Top five Lucha again, man. I haven't done that in like two years. I think. Oh yeah. So I think I will say this though. This is one of the few Rumbles I'm actually excited for, because this is the first time you could actually say the Rumble will be a surprise. That's the point of it, and I and I was saying this, you know, on the Wrestling Index on Tuesday with Tim, that you know we mentioned it that it was just really like the the booking of this has wasn't has been not been built up as. Are we used to we're so used to, right? You know, like seeing okay, the storylines and into the rumble with the matches 
and the Rumble announcement. This was more, it's just more like, hey, it's here's the matches, that's it. Enjoy it, pal. Fuck. All right. Damn, Pop H. All right. Hell yeah, let me enjoy this. Surprise me. And I love this, you know? So, the, so my one big complaint about the Rumble was I have uh, never been surprised. The last time I was surprised at, at Royal Rumble really was when AJ showed up. I'm down, just even when even when Edge showed up, he ruined the surprise. Because on his Instagram the week before, the week of, I should say, he took a picture of his new gear that he was that he was wearing. That he wasn't wearing it, but he basically goes took a picture of his boots. And I'm sitting there going, "Don't get me wrong, I was excited to see Edge come back, but it wasn't a surprise. The man basically told me it was going to happen on his Instagram." I have no idea. I I have no idea. So I was just like I said, considering how he went out, I was really happy to see he was he was healed enough to come back. So from that perspective, I was really excited to see him. But yeah. that's my feelings of surprise pretty much came in the middle of the week on, oh look, that's his wrestling boots. I don't think he's bragging about days old because that's new gear right there. That's brand new gear. Mm-hmm. However, when AJ showed up, I lost my shit. Oh man, I, I was telling Tim that on Tuesday, I, I fucking went crazy on that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh my god, I went crazy. But yeah, but other than that, yeah, I don't. There, there has not been a surprise, and and I don't even know how long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean uh, unless right now they're, unless they busted, uh, they busted somebody take over uh, Brian Danielson about, hey guys, I don't want no social media stuff. All right, I'm pretty sure Brian was fickle. They're fickle. I'm I mean, pretty I'll- sure he did that. And then, long run, I'll be happy if Shane don't show up again. <laughs> well, no, he's not. He's he's hurt. He's fucking hurt. He's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. All right, now it's time to get into it. the predictions. Yeah, Ooh. it's time to get into it because we need to get the dynamite too. Because I want to get the dynamite. But yes, Matt Hardy's prediction time. Isn't that wonderful? wonderful. <laughs> it is wonderful. <laughs> it is wonderful. But before we get into the prediction for that, folks. People are Southern California who are watching or listening on all the other platforms. Now you can catch us now on Amazon Music Podcast. You can catch us there now. We're officially now part of the Amazon Music Podcast. You can catch us there too. And you also catch sports stuff sports there as well. You can catch us there, folks. But if you're listening this this evening or tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, if you are alone watching the Rumble, come and join me as I will be there. I have been like my hearty, wonderful. <laughs> Enjoying a nice refreshment, of course, courtesy of our sponsorship here. And let me play the video so you guys can. Join me this Saturday, of course, tomorrow. Join me. I'm on Monrovia, California, of course, at Pacific Plate Brewery, as I will be there in attendance with the Royal Rumble Watch Long. And we also will be having here on, not only just here on the COD Debate Network, but also on Floor Slap and Sports YouTube channel. The combined, we will be having the Royal Rumble Watch Long together. 
with both of the familias to get all in one. I'll be attending here once in a while, coming in live. Hey, what's going on, folks? But I, you know, uh, we'll be busy over there. But if you're watching this now, folks, uh, and on Instagram, all uh, your SoCal Pro Wrestling fans, come and join me. Low cover charge, of course. Delicious beer that they provide you over there. And, of course, we're going to have a great food vendor, Tacos Garbardali, that provide the best tacos and birria that... Course, I've been told already that you got to try this video. Like, I've been not avoiding that shit, but now I have to because now it's it's a fucking must to try that video. So, you know, let's, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how all, goes. all I'm saying is uh, I wish they delivered because that mango IPA looked like it'd be great for getting drunk and preventing scurvy. Well, I, I can't get some, <laughs> there's, there's some secrets that are going to be coming out soon. So, stay tuned. For okay, that. oh, yes, but yes, stay so tuned. predictions, right. And with this good, you know, there's something much we can really talk about. I mean, it's, I mean, what can we say? Well, let's kick it off here, folks. Of course, the U.S. Championship matchup here, Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. We already saw what happened in this past, you know, Tuesday. And I saw you, Bakley, you, your chat. We will get to that in a moment because I mentioned earlier in the first beginning of the show, I didn't want to touch that subject. But I think I'd rather wait more on that to know what's going on. Because the end, that's the one that I rather wait on that. Huh. You know, I respect the audiences here and listening to everybody because it's a subject, it's a very sensitive subject that I do not want to touch, nor the community won't like to know about it because we're disgusted. So let's just keep it that way. <laughs> but let's get into it right here. All right, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, Pepsi film, the only fans of podcasting. <laughs> that's right. I would. I want Kevin Owens to win. From a booking standpoint, Logan Paul is such an ass. Having him be a heel with that belt, as much as it pains me to say it, um, I think having his face on it makes that belt a little bit more relevant because everybody just wants him to lose. And the longer you stretch that out, maybe the mania, the USA title gets talked about. With all, with all due, with all due respect to Kevin Owens, um, respectfully, respectfully, his championship runs have been a little bit lackluster. When he won the tag team championship, it was a little boring. When he won the universal championship, it was boring. Um, No offense to him, Um, he's more fun when he's just a guy. Just when he's fight Kevin fight. When he's fight Owens fight, he is great to watch. When he's got a championship and everybody coming after him, it feels like they don't really have a direction for him to go. Like it doesn't like like it's not like say a Gunther who just exists and the and the the, the IC belt is amazing. Like I said, Kevin Owens one of those. He's an animated character. He's a great character, but I need to see I I, I need to see him do something with a championship that really blows it up. And this is no disrespect to him. And I think he's great. I just think the booking that they have for him is all they see him as is the prize fighter. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, truth be told, for me personally, I'd rather see Kevin Owens win. From a book, what? Yeah, we, you're the first one that I've, everybody loves at Logan Paul. From a, book, from, a booking, from a booking standpoint, Logan Paul makes me more money. Logan Paul makes me more money with the belt. He makes money, money, yeah, yeah. He makes money, money, yeah, yeah. Like oh, I said, it is, it's it's painful, 
for me. It's painful for me to say that, by the way. He, like, as I said before, he uh, he is adequate enough to hold that belt, so it doesn't seem like it's a waste of time. But like I said, they have like they like he's done, like I said, he's done enough that people talk about the USA title. And in the end, for a belt, that's what you want. Like it does, it doesn't flounder in obscurity. Um, for me, yeah, that's what I'm picking. TK, oh, it's a, yeah, I love it. But the banger of bangers, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I like everything you said, Pepsi Phil. This one's really easy for me. <laughs> I, but the sad thing is, I don't know what the fuck KO is going to do at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But it, Logan Paul wins. He keeps the belt to WrestleMania. He's going to take on LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when LA Knight will really become a superstar, mm-hmm. get his first singles title and go. But Logan Paul has got to keep that belt just growing. So when LA Knight takes it from him, it really just solidifies it. Right. Yeah, I mean, for me on this one, it's just, just it's gonna be a banger match to tell you that. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Owens gonna put over Logan, I and I can see that happening. But I, I think Logan's gonna retain. Of course, he has been making a title relevant, so that's something that I'm really excited for. That he's been what he's been doing by far, even on social media and everything overall. Mm-hmm. So I am looking forward to that. I. We're, we're, Everybody's messaging the shit out of us right now because of the breaking news. <laughs> so yeah. we'll, yeah, we'll, he's blowing up too about it. I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, te- we'll save that for last, folks. We're, 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 let's get through this very quick, and then we'll save that for last because, like I mentioned, I'm not trying to get into details of the of that reason because I do it for you guys who are watching and listening. It's a very sensitive information that I personally myself don't like to talk about because that's something that is very difficult, but. Any, anyways, but let's move forward. I, I'd rather say that for last. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's how I, mean, I feel about this one. So yeah, I mean, Logan Paul retains, but it'll be a solid match. I think Kevin was going to put him over. Mm-hmm. All right, we got the fatal four way of for the uh, undisputed universal championship. Pepsi Phil, take it away, brother. It is the four Man, we way. already we already know. Yeah, I mean, what what is what is, yeah, talk, what, what, know, what is Roman, there talking about? It Roman this, ain't losing his, but Roman ain't losing his belt before WrestleMania. Period. I do think the best thing about this match is we get to see AJ and LA Knight. We get to see Randy and LA Knight. Randy, <laughs> like we get to see those matches up. And honestly, truth be told, if 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 LA Knight. Or even if LA Knight doesn't go for the US title, an LA AJ at WrestleMania would not disappoint me. Um, Randy and I mean, well, honestly, Randy could pretty much have his pick of the litter on this one. Um, if 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 you want to do Dom, what's up, baby? Um the, the Tories one. Um, truth be told, Roman's keeping this belt, but I think this right here is a build-up for another rivalry that we want to see. I, just, I mean, L.A. Knight versus Randy would be great as well. Um, that I mean, I don't know if that'd be a WrestleMania run, but I think that'd be if we want L.A. Knight to take the uh, take the U.S. title, having him in a program against Randy would pretty much be a really good way to go. Oh, okay, I guess he's ready for the big time now. Because <laughs> after, because honestly, as far as I was concerned, after he did his Roman match, I was like, y'all need to put a belt on that man right now. 
Like, that's what you need to do. That match against Roman was legitimately some, some not I know we say meat and potatoes, but that was some steak and foie gras right there. That was a good what is uh what is Fargoire? That is that's that some shit like Shrek eats in the fucking it is I my accent's terrible right now. Copy. <laughs> Uh, wow, if you guys wow. don't follow Pepsi Phil on his social media, yeah. this guy's a cook. Okay, he's a chef. <laughs> I don't know that I would understand what you were actually trying to say. I wouldn't know that I would know what that was. I, I, so, don't, I don't know. I just, no, but I'm just trying to figure out what what that is. Because the biggest thing about LA Knight was everyone was like, "Oh, he ain't ready for Roman. He ain't ready for Roman. He was ready for Roman." And the fact that they have let him flounder a little bit. Um, and not really put him in a title run against someone is, a, in my opinion, a shame. Like, granted, I could understand him not putting him against Gunther, but he deserves – well, I was going to say he deserves because all of them work hard. But trust me, I would not think – it. I would not be disappointed in U.S. title L.A. night. So, mm. so pretty much – yeah, so like I said, if he – like he has a good showing in this, he has a good showing against whichever rivalry this blows into – because you know this is all about see who else he needs to fight that next. I thought that, dude. It sounds like a name from Shrek, dude. I know that shit, dude. I God it does, dude. I was like, Shrek. Something must have taken my mind to Shrek, man. I'm never going to live that down. Um, I don't either, So, But yeah, so it ends up. So yeah, so I think for this, in my opinion, this is a good rebuilding thing for AJ because God, I don't know what the hell he was on, but he was was he working out with Randy when he went away? Because damn, I have no idea. God damn, is it just like I'm gonna go on vacation and blow up like the Godfather? Uh, so I like at the PC. So I think it'll be great for like I said, LA Knight could fight either one of them and come out looking strong no matter win or lose. So I think that's what this, this right here is what this this four ways for. I mean, I think. Do I think Roman's going to be interested in this? This will sound terrible, but I think he's going to steal it. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the same thing it always is. Solo going to sneak in and give Roman the championship. Like that's how boring it is at this point. Solo's going to help him win, and then WrestleMania's going to come in and he's going to fight whoever. So, but so I'm watching this just to see who LA Knight ends up fighting at the end of the day. For all these. He's sort of next Monday night to see who he's like has the next rivalry with. So, uh, but in the end, yeah, Roman's walking away with this still. Yeah, we already know. Papi Chulo, how do you feel the same? Yeah, a lot of people seem to think that Randy's gonna take this belt and he's gonna wrestle <laughs> Cody for it, and The Rock's gonna cost him. I I don't understand. Um, this match is probably gonna main event the night um, <laughs> because Roman's in it. It, Roman's got to win. I don't fucking see it any other way. I'm still confused why it's not Roman versus Randy, other than the fact that they don't want Randy to lose clean with him mm-hmm. just coming back. So I guess AJ Styles or LA Knight are there to take the pin. I personally think LA, or AJ Styles is going to take the pin because, I mean, sad to say, but who gives a fuck about AJ Styles, right, at this point? Like, uh-huh. AJ, like if he eats a pin, he eats a pin. It's not a big deal. But, you know, you want to keep LA Knight strong. You want to keep Randy strong, whatever. I already just talked about LA Knight. LA Knight, Logan Paul, WrestleMania—that's going down a hundred in my mm-hmm. mind. Like it's been—that's yeah. like been stapled in my head for quite some time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, since Money in the Bank, when they both were in it, like I said, these guys are going to have a feud. This will be now. We just know this is the feud. Like, cool. I'm glad that yeah, I said it. Now it's going to happen. It's great. Roman, please just Cody for fuck's sake. Randy, <laughs> AJ, they get fucked by Solo and Jimmy, and they're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Like they're they're pissed off again. So they'll be in the elimination chamber match at um. Or they'll be in the yeah the elimination chamber match yeah. and elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe LA Knight will also be in the match because he'll feel some sort of fuck too. And then someone brought it up because like how do you get Cody into the match? Um, I'm not taking credit for this because I don't remember who said it. I think it was someone in the comments of the last stream, and they said you just do a I lost to Roman Solo fucked me elimination chamber, and that <laughs> is how you get Cody in that match. Maybe KO's back. I mean, KO's running on SmackDown, so he's an easy person to put in that match. Maybe you get Drew McIntyre in that match or something along those lines. And everyone who they fucked over, and Roman's just like, are you fucking serious? And that's how Cody wins his match. I mean, think about that. LA Knight, Randy, AJ, Cody, Drew McIntyre, Jay Uso, like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, whoever the fuck they want to put in that. That mm-hmm. is sick, sick. Um, So I think all three of these guys are in the Elimination Chamber match. And maybe at WrestleMania... I wanted Randy and Solo, but we just had that on SmackDown for free. Fuck! <laughs> I thought Randy and Solo at WrestleMania would have been dope. Like, that's I mean, a great match. It was, I mean, Solo looked great, and honestly, even lose, even that was like, well, son of a bitch, Solo might be ready to break away from the bloodline at this point. Yeah, which is why I thought him beating Randy at WrestleMania would have been cool. Someone, mm-hmm. else, someone had mentioned, uh, I see on Twitter today, it was a reversal. Uh, when AJ and Randy wrestled last time at WrestleMania, AJ was the face, Randy was the heel. They say this That's time, true. just do it. Do yeah. the inverse. Do the match again, do the inverse. Randy's the face, AJ's the heel. Yo, I can fuck with that all day at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Give me a night one AJ Randy match. I, I could really see it and I could really get behind it. But this match to me is like 102%. So this is, a, this is a complete side note that has nothing to do. I'm sorry. I need Randy to shave off his damn mustache because he looks like he looks like a character from the Untouchables. <laughs> I keep expecting that's Randy, the point. Let the I guy have the mustache, man. I keep expecting that man to come out with Elliot Ness talking about where your booze at. <laughs> so, but but yeah, but either way, uh, this is probably in Randy's and Randy's thing. Man, you're just jealous because you, we, you're the one to be the only man with the mustache, the only fan of the podcast. We already know why you wanted to have the only mustache. We uh, already knew that. But that said, this might be the best shape I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Elliot Ness? <laughs> There's a man who looked like Elliot Ness at home. Oh, my God. But this is the best shape I've seen Randy since Evolution. Oh, he's been yeah. what? How long has he been? He was out for what? Like almost a year and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty bad. It was definitely pretty bad when he got up. So, ooh, Lord have mercy. Now it's time to get into the rumble. The men's and women's. We'll do a combine here, folks, because yeah, we got a lot to talk about, but I don't want to end this very short. So we got the men's and the women's. Who is your winners? I put these pictures here because these are potential that could maybe. Mm-hmm. As much as I. I, everybody's like, why Finn Balor? Well, keep in mind, folks, this conference coming up is this year. Today, <laughs> yeah, it will be. Yeah, I'll explain. I'll explain. No, no, you're good. No, you're good. I'll just explain it because it's like his, his contract's about to be up. They haven't really talked to him about, hey, you're going to be, you're going to come back or, 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 or 
hey, you're going to sign me back? There's none of that as of yet. We hope he does, which I think he will. I think if Okada does really come, I think he'll stay. I don't think that man will leave. I think he'll be like, you know, hey, Okada's here. My homie's here. I'm going to stay. He'll yeah, resign. He'll take a – I feel that Finn Balor will take a fucking – he'll take a cut just for Okada to get signed. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Mm. Hey, they're friends. And keep in mind that Okada and Finn had their rivalry too back in the Beach Band days. I mean, and, I, mean I love my boy. Know, I ain't taking a pay cut for him. Not, not, not when your company just got a five billion dollar exactly. check. Yes, pay me, pay my boy, motherfucker. Exactly. Fuck you, Fuck you pay right. me. Exactly. Fuck you you pay, pay now. Me. You pay now. No. <laughs> so, uh, me, I have. I honestly, I actually had. I still have Cody winning, but I have Cody winning, but he wins by eliminating CM Punk. Like, yeah. I truly believe he eliminates by getting rid of CM Punk. Um, and I think that right there is your next pay-per-view event right there is him versus Punk. Um, I think, uh, like I said, I don't think Seth is going to happen as much as it pains me to say it. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think that's how the for the men's, it's already going to be, we already know it's going to be Becky. I mean, right. in my head, I think, Tim, you, you hit it on the head. It's going to be Becky. I mean, there may be a Bianca, maybe a Bianca Becky little like the last two in the ring, but honestly, Becky's winning that match. See, Dom already given his. I'm going to sip, say Cody. I'll mm-hmm. be on the other side. Take Jade. Wow, he took Jade Cargo. Wow, wow. They, they, they wow. That's a, I mean, it's not unheard of though. I mean, it's not unheard of. I mean, they let Rousey win. Wait, did she win the Rumble? Uh, was it, was it, did she, she, like, came, she didn't win the Rumble, but like she came in right after the winner of the Rumble. Pretty much, I forget who won that Rumble, which is the problem I had with it. Mm-hmm. Is she shows up and you're like, I don't even remember who won the Rumble after that because she basically stole the win or the moment from the actual Royal Rumble winner and walks in and points to Mania. Mm-hmm. So I think she could probably come in either win the Rumble or come in at the last minute and challenge the Rumble winner, if it's going to oh. be Jade. Like that's how I think. I think that's how that's how I think Jade shows up. Like I think it's a, I'm coming in. Take I'm coming in for the big dog, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, yeah, she was undefeated still, and then she lost in the biggest bullshit. She got <laughs> overshadowed by Ronda Rousey. Like let's not sit here and pretend like exactly Asuka's winning was good. Mm-hmm. Like sure, it was good on paper. But she got cucked by Rousey, and yep. then she got fucked by Flair. Mm-hmm. Preach it, preach it, <laughs> you, you preach it, brother. I, but I, you're I'm... right, Dom. I mean, you're not wrong. By <laughs> but the spirit of the wind was bullshit. But, but the wind's like right. <laughs> what the fuck did she get out of it? Uh, yeah, exactly. Ronda Rousey to steal her fucking moment. Oh, cool. Oscar just won the main event of the Royal Rumble. How cool. Oh, oh no, 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 no! We know why it's you know, and that first match Rousey put on, awesome. So uh, <laughs> you were way more forgiving than I was, man. Tag match was a blast, bro. Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon was dope, dude. First of all, that that knock knee temptress was bothering the hell out of me in all her moves. No offense, if I wanted to see a judo throw competition, I'd watch the Olympics. <laughs> Is what, that, about, what about her quick sparring with Triple H in the corner? 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> bad. The number of people, first of all, the number of people we all seen pull that move, it's usually the, uh, I can't do nothing else. So I'm going I'm to pretend I'm a boxer. <laughs> or, or as they put it, the greatest striker in, in WWE history. How many of those had they had? No offense mm-hmm. to Taker. I was just going to say, wait, The Undertaker? Respect the Taker. Respectfully, right? So, I mean, either way, like I said, I'm just, I'm excited for this Rumble. I like everyone in it, and so, like I said, I still think it's going to be Cody eliminating Punk, because they've already started the tension between those two. So, if Cody eliminates Punk or Punk eliminates Cody, heaven help us. Um, I think the next the next week we see get to see Cody just go. You know what? Yeah, you're fucking up one of my chapters. Let's go. Fuck. Watch this way. He said, "You why are you writing up my chapter, Holmes?" And I go like, "Jesus." <laughs> uh, TK, we heard on Tuesday, but give the people here on the net, the bait network what you your pick for here, Papi Chulo. Let them know. Yeah, so Pepsi Phil, first of all, is it, it, yes, it will be mommy versus the man, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think the man will be winning the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think the man wins a number one contenders match in Australia the same way that Cody wins oh. a number one contender match in Australia, and the Royal Rumble winner is on the screen. Good old Bubba Butt herself. Bailey gets <laughs> her shine. She yo, listen, she is so overshadowed by the rest of the four horsewomen. Man, mm-hmm. Mercedes is the star of stars, Becky's the man, Charlotte's the goat, and then there's Bailey. And Bailey's done it all. Bailey winning the Royal Rumble, going on and winning the title from EO at WrestleMania will just be the ultimate fucking I don't, check on her resume. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think we take the credit for her and damage control, like her running damage control the way she has. Because mm-hmm. that's literally been a great run for her. Because I think her being, I mean, she basically she comes out as a leader. And seeing her with a belt as a leader would be a lot of fun. Um, and, and well, that's because, it, well, see, but the thing is, Pepsi fell. Mm-hmm. It was very on in the days of the old network when we started doing the watch alongs and shit. We watched the match where it was Bailey versus. Um, Bianca in Saudi, and it was the yeah. TLC match, and like that was the match that Bailey should have won as the leader of Damage Control to get the title from Bianca and like solidify herself as the champion. And I think we all sort of then were just like, "Damn, this Damage Control shit's whack, dude! Like they're not going to give these women anything in this group." And obviously, they were the tag champs. They actually won the tag champs back that they won the tag titles back at that same show, mm-hmm. and like and like that's what they were doing, Dakota and Io. But Bailey was not shining. Sure, she was the leader. And I don't know if this was their plan from the get. I don't think it was. I think mm-hmm. just you know, booking matures throughout time. But obviously adding Kyrie and adding Asuka to it like makes this group so big, bad, and dominant. But it's just leading to Bailey getting out of it. So like while I love damage control and the um war games match was dope as fuck, and I do think you're right, like this has been a year and a half now that she's been running this stable. And it's only gotten bigger, better. They're never mind. Um, you know, they've had tag team championships. I feel like they will get tag team championships in the future. As I've said, Kabuki will defend against her girls mm-hmm. at the WrestleMania pay per view. So I think Bailey's got to get her moment here. And that, and she's going to go on SmackDown. And she's going to be like, EO, you're the champ. You rule this. 
you girls are going to get the tag team championship. I'm going to Raw to take Mommy's title. And then they just jump her. And they're like, mm. fuck you, you dumb bitch. Who do you think you are overshadowing <laughs> us? And they're just screaming in Japanese. And Dakota's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Naomi comes out for the save or something and chases them off. And like, that's where we get this like trickle. But Bailey wins the women's. And it'll be a lot of fun. Bailey and Becky should be the final two. Um, that to me, that's the final two. Nia Jet, you know what? The final three, Bailey, Becky, Nia. Maybe Bailey and Nia end up being the final two, but there's no suspense there. You know, Bailey's gonna win. So I think for a suspense route, we're going Bailey, Becky, final two. Bailey wins. Men's side, man, to me. When CM Punk came in, I said there's no reason to feed him into this Royal Rumble. There's no reason to give him the win. There's no reason to put him in a title match at WrestleMania. You put him in a feud with like KO throws him out in the Royal or like what I explained earlier about Gunther and Okada. It's it's a very easy premise in the Royal Rumble to build a match, man. We've seen it with Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle. We've mm-hmm. seen it with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. It's the same same exact shit um, you could have done with Punk and KO. Punk eliminates KO. KO pulls him out. I mean, KO's a face now, obviously, but these two don't need me a reason to beat the fuck out of each other. We stories there. I mean, all smart fans know the story. He's best friends with those jizz bitches on the other side of the screen, so let him just fucking go, right? But um, if if we're going this route, uh, 10 years later to the day, today's the day, tomorrow, 10 years later to the day, I don't care what the fucking Sports Illustrated suck my dick. You're out of business, bro. You're out of business, Sports Illustrated. You ain't got writers. You got writers fucking doing artificial intelligence for you. You're the report, Justin Barrasso. Suck my dick. Get out of here. It is Get out of here. versus Seth Rollins. It is the only match that is coming from this match. Punk, Rollins, WrestleMania. Cody, hey, bro, you will be in the final two. Gunther, Cody and Gunther start one and two. Punk, Cody, Gunther, final three. Punk, Cody, final two. I know you said that it's going to be wild. It will be wild. Punk eliminates Cody. Cody shakes his hand. Cody puts his head down. Fuck. What do I do now? Cody gets in the elimination chamber on SmackDown with good friend Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of history there, don't we now? Yep. Wins that match, goes to WrestleMania, finishes the story at 40, the end. Punk. Hey, fuck, they're right next to each other. Punk and Bailey. Those are my picks. <laughs> that's awesome. I love, I love it. Oh, that's a, hey, that's a hell we of a gotta have a bet. We gotta have like a uh no, I think I mean I think that's a legitimate call right there. <laughs> I think. This is, goes back to a conversation we had. So I think the WWE thinks, and keep in mind, this is only because of Seth Rollins. This is only because Seth Rollins is phenomenal. No pun intended. Um, you have Roman at one championship level, but let's face it, Seth Rollins is a championship level, but he's the workman's championship level. Like not like not like the IC belt, but like literally like world champion workman level. And I think that's because of Seth and the way he works. So I think Cody can finish his story. He may finish it not as a universal champion, but if he finishes it as a world champion, I think that's a good ending to a story. Um, let, let's be real too, Pepsi Phil. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's so it's crazy the comparisons. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is the Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and Seth Rollins is to the Macho Man. Okay. Oh yeah. my God. Thank yeah. you. And if we only had one world champion like we did back in the day, Mm-hmm. One world champion, one intercontinental champion, one tag team champion. Bro, we're talking the, the workman champion we're talking about right now. Sure, mm-hmm. it's still Seth Rollins, but he's wearing the IC strap right now. Yeah. He's not rocking a fit. I'm not going to call it a fake world title because mm-hmm. he deserves. He made it. It is a real, real title because of what he did with it. 
Mm -hmm. But let's be real. If we're still on the one belt system like back in the day, Roman is Hogan. Rollins is Macho Man. Rollins is the Intercontinental Champion. Roman's the World Champion. And maybe at WrestleMania 5, we're headed to a fucking collision. Yeah. I mean, Matt, uh, I'm sorry, but Tim broke it down like, oh my God. Are you I fucking love you. you. What you said right now. Let's uh, fucking go. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with love Seth, it. Well, let's face it, Seth is champion. The championship, uh, we'll say the championship aura is a lot more palatable. Like, there is, I will say this the, to say Seth Rollins is a gift to WWE would be an understatement. Like that dude has come in, and every time he has done anything, like anything, mm-hmm. we sit there and go, "Holy shit!" Oh, From- dude, bro, dude's a fucking star, man. We yeah. were, um, I was looking at the end of the twenty ten years ago, the twenty thirteen Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and the final eight guys. It's so crazy because everyone was so upset about Rey Mysterio. Oh man, mm-hmm. I'm fucking scrolling really quick. I put it in a fake tournament earlier just because, you know, I love doing fantasy shit like that. <laughs> you had the shield in the match, all right? So mm-hmm. you had Roman Reigns. You had Seth Rollins. Oh, my man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it makes, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense because he was that guy while Savage was out there working. And there's yeah. no disrespect to Seth Rollins when I'm saying it all about him because yeah. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. a star of stars. Like, the Macho Man is a fucking star. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, like if we're talking about like where these titles rank and why Cody has to go get that title, mm-hmm. is because at the end of the day, this title is still just not the real world title. I know, but, fun, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but think about it this way: Cody is the son of a plumber, a working man, a blue collar plumber daddy. Exactly, a daddy. Oh, so gosh. him winning a workman's championship, whatever you want to call it, I see. The Midgra is still a championship his dad never had, but it's still a salute to his dad being like a worker's worker. Yo, so check it. Roman Reigns, Mm -hmm. Batista, John Moxley, Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, Big E, Cesaro, CM Punk, and the the late, great Luke Harper, Brody Lee. Mm -hmm. I put them into a tournament. Roman versus Batista, Moxley versus Mysterio, Rollins versus Big E, Cesaro versus Punk, Punk versus Rollins, Moxley versus Roman. Oh, and you know who I finished with? Dude. Roman versus Rollins, all right? Because they're the best in yeah, the yeah, yeah. world, all right? No, no, I that's facts. They're that's on that. levels. Those guys are on that's levels. And I love John Moxley. Everyone knows I love John Moxley to death. Mm-hmm. And I love CM Punk. But at the end of the day, when all their careers are said and done, uh, Roman and Seth are levels above Punk and Moxley. Sucks to say, but they are. See, that's the funny part, though, because I would put Seth above Roman. That's that's fair. Then, like, and you I'll, can. Because honestly, like going back to the Shield debut, when he, when he turned on them, that became a thing. Heist of the Century, the Beast yep. Slayer, uh, yep. all all of that. Literally, like, don't get me wrong. Roman did some good thing when he was the big dog and whatever. But when I look at Seth Rollins' battery of work, and I'm not talking about his independent stuff at ROH, but in WWE, the work he did going back to, like, even NXT, that dude has had, I mean, that dude has had a legendary run from probably day one when he walked into NXT. When he first won the NXT championship, that dude has literally done like done some legendary work. Like when he retires, the definition of goat will be thrown on him easy. I agree. 
Man. Yeah. Shout oh, out to yeah. the chef, Brian Cook, man. BC. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll join us tomorrow for the watch along, brother, mm-hmm. man. Yes. So pure, yes, pure truths, Ray Rollins, both Shield members are basically Hogan and Savage reincarnated. What up, brother? That's cool. Oh, man. All right. Any final thoughts here so we can move on? So we could go ahead and talk about what happened uh 48 hours ago. Who do you got winning these matches, Poppy? Oh yeah, I forgot about my you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about yourself, Poppy? Who do you got? Uh, man. I, I, I said it on Tuesday on Floor Slappers, and I said it also on World Elite Podcast as well. Uh, this one, it's tough, man. It's really hard to do because there's so many stories that you can really book at these matches that you can really give heading into WrestleMania. A lot of them that is really mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I watched today's earlier show uh, on Busted Open. I see, you know, Sam Roberts and Tommy Dreamer, you know, discussing with Gunther. Gunther looks in great shape. He looks, and you know, how they talked about he, the way his performance and this man had the balls to say, put me as number one. I was number one the year before, and I lasted this long. So that's how you make yourself like a legend. Make yourself number one and win it all for you number one. That's the Kudos Joe Namath. to that, man. Kudos the, to fucking God. That's the Joe Namath move right there. I, exactly. Thank you for putting it very well said, my brother. And I and I totally agree with, you know, with Gunther's, you know, you know, comments about that. And I was just like, man. This is why I, this is why I love this man for a reason. We've seen it. I, I seen him as Walter PWG and we've seen it a long years ago. This man has done incredible. I Tommy gave him, of course, his credentials. Of course, I do too. I think we all do because this man came from the independent circuit, coming to the main mm-hmm. roster, becoming the longest reigning intercontinental champion, making that title now relevant because most of the majority of the time, excluding Miz, because he's made that title relevant. Mm-hmm. Has not been a title that's been like, oh my god, at least this guy is doing it, and the Miz have done it before too. But this guy's currently doing it with professional wrestling and besides entertainment. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing that I give this man. This is a tough one, it's a tough one on the men's side because I would like to see Phil Brooks to win it. I wouldn't mind seeing Cody win it or even Gunther to win it at this point. Those are the three guys that I can really see who does, who can win it at this point. It's tough to say, but for me, if I want to break it down, I'd rather have Phil win it, Cody win the chamber, and that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, and move forward from there from, to begin the chapter of WrestleMania, beginning the chapters of the heading into WrestleMania, because so it gives him more a detailed explanation. It gives him more details and a better storytelling, because from there, I know we're getting to know how Tim mentioned earlier, like, okay, you gave me the spoil, you know, for CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are, but he has never made it in WrestleMania. At least he's getting one thing. Yeah. The dream come true is main event, main event in WrestleMania. Had the opportunity that was given, but fucking, of course, I'm not going to mention the Mad Men until we that's the last topic of the night. We'll talk about him. Did not give him that. Him and Jericho. It should have been him and Jericho made you know main event in WrestleMania because mm-hmm. I feel like that match was actually uh, awesome. I think it was great. I don't. I never thought it was like eh, whatever. I never know when watched that match was actually great. It was great storytelling from okay. bringing back of his past of his, you know, alcoholism, avoiding all of that. You know, what Jericho did was awesome. That's okay. why he's a, he's a good joke. The greatest top rating of professional wrestling. The, he is the greatest Jericho of all time. Okay. Here's the question. Here's a question for you. If it's not The Rock, do you want to see a triple threat of Roman, Cody, and Punk? 
Because that's always been Punk. I'd rather see Cole, I'd rather, I'd rather see Gunther, no. Rollins, and Punk. I'd rather well, see that. But here's the thing, though. Remember, Punk's dream that, yeah. like you said, drove him out was he won the he won the main event WrestleMania. But he never said he wanted to win. But he can main event night one though against Seth, yeah. who yeah. never main evented either. Seth's never main evented either, which is why, which is why <laughs> this <laughs> if Dwayne. Dude, if Dwayne fucks it again, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> you Listen. know, you know Tim's mad when he's using he's using the Rock's Christian name. <laughs> if he does it again, because Cody Roman night two, Seth mm-hmm. CM Punk night one, it is very easy. It's very easily booked. It is okay. so easy. Cody and CM Punk does nothing. Gunther and Seth does nothing. And as a matter of fact. If CM Punk and Cody is a match and Gunther and Seth Rollins is a match, then Becky and Rhea better main event night one, all right? <laughs> and you better give it to the women because, to me, Becky and Rhea is a bigger match than CM Punk and mm-hmm. Cody and Gunther and Seth. I yeah. love it. I love it. And, Brian, you brought up a good fucking battle point there. And that's something yes. that I totally forgot. Yes, that is that- I uh, fucking agree with you on that. Yes. That is, honestly, that part about Gunther getting Claudio's push. I really do wonder if that I feel like that might really be true. It is because if Paul Heyman would have been still in the direction at the time, mm-hmm. we would have seen right now Claudio still saying WWE, he probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be the main event in WrestleMania. Probably mm-hmm. not this year, but probably the, the last two, like what, three, four years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. he probably could have. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? I think, and I'm with you, Brian, like that's a valid point. And this is something about Gunther. Who knows that we don't know, gentlemen, that probably Paul Heyman's behind this and saying, hey, telling Paul Beck now that the other piece of shit is out of the way, now and telling him, hey, push this guy because this guy is your future, and he has it all. He's, think, was, he, think, he was match of the year at NXT UK. This match, had, he had matches prior in the independent circuit. Why not? Bobby, do you really want him in a world title match at this WrestleMania, though? No, don't I don't. you think I that could not. wait till 41? I think it's SummerSlam. Can he beat Cody at SummerSlam? Or can he beat Seth at SummerSlam? I I, I, honestly, I'm with you on that. On if it's it's too soon, yes. I wouldn't, as in, let's say that's why it's a triple threat. Might as well add it. Not even that it's too soon, just that there's other stories to be told right now. And what are, and what and what are the stakes? Like you said, what are the stakes that would make you- title or title? Winner takes all. Put the title. Uh, if, he, if he fucking takes the intercontinental away to Mania, but put winner winner takes all. Uh, that That's would the case. That would, that would mean Roman would have to lose, and I do not see that. He's happening. not going to lose, unfortunately. But That's I, the problem. I say that is That's the problem. That's the problem right there. Gunther right now is a great champion, and having him lose to Roman and then losing the belt. And then having him walk around as like, and then Roman walking around with a double champion makes no sense because then it's just like, oh look, Roman's got another belt, and we got to watch him not lose more times. And Yo, now- uh, on a real note, mm-hmm. Roman and Gunther would just bang, slap, and fuck as my guy oh my Justin. God. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Roman and Gunther would just do things, dude. I have no doubt about that. I'd just be worried about the ending. I'd be worried about how they finished the match. That would be no, no doubt. No, yeah. You know how the, you know how that match goes. Yeah, that's the, that's how does that every match go? Yeah, that oh, is what I know. <laughs> boot, big boot, leg drop, one, two, three. I mean, yeah. Superman punch, solo, spear. 
Yeah. yeah. So, yeah that's a tough so that's what I said. But uh, here's the thing, though. The thing I like most about Paul Heyman is that what people don't realize enough is that Paul Levesque, not Triple H, Paul Levesque likes wrestlers in management. A hundred percent. Like, and you telling me that Gunther is not managing his, his wrestling? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm at the Paul Heyman part. Like, honestly, oh, okay. I think the fact that way Gunther is being booked is probably because of Paul Heyman. That's what I'm mentioning. That I'm to guarantee you that part of Paul Heyman is, is oh, no, the one. Mm-hmm. That ain't fucking Paul Levesque. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say Pepsi Bill, but that's what I think. You know. Oh no, I don't think it's. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, in the sense of, I think he's like Paul. I think Paul Paul Heyman's at that point right now where he knows. He doesn't need to have uh, Gunther fight Roman right now. Right now, he is building up Gunther really well and everyone, everyone he fights. Like to this day, I still get a get goosebumps thinking about him and Chad Gable, him and Gunther, Chad Gable. That, hey, you know what? That was a badass match. That uh, was a great Raw, match. It was a fucking banger. And, I and think about it. it. And think about it. As an IC champ, he's basically going around making people better. He is yeah. making people better. There is truly no reason to have him go against Roman and have him lose. The best thing about him is he does the one thing Paul Heyman loves doing. He likes making the future of wrestling. One like, thing I wouldn't mind, and mm-hmm. let's say, I would have seen fucking Imperium versus Bloodline at fucking Survivor Series. I mean, that, I just mean, having those three versus them three, yeah. I would have seen fucking Gunther get in the ring on Solo and be like, oh, you can't do you. You think your shit's gonna hurt? I can picture Gunther going like, but really you... not, not, not selling the finisher of Solo mm-hmm. and looking at Gunther looking at Solo like, no. But do you? See, but do you see Imperium as a face faction though? No, it's gonna no. be heels. Keep it no. heels. No, but you are, no heel switch. Hurt. No, remember in every wrestling thing though, there has to be a face and there has to be a heel. It's I like, get that, but it was that one. Remember when but, Midnight Express fought Road Warriors? I get they that. Had, but, they, no, not Road Warriors. I'm sorry. It was Arn and Tully. There had yes. to be, quote unquote, a good side. But well, that's because that's because the crowd will decide that. Though. Yeah. Thank you. The thank crowd you. should be thank able to decide you. who they want to root for. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There you go. That's what I was getting to. And, and Tim really brought out my mouth. Exactly. Because it doesn't have to be that way. Keep in mind, we're in a generation that is like how AEW did it when they started. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have no fucking, oh, yeah, it was face to his face, heel versus heel. It doesn't matter, but as long as there were people that liked it and enjoyed it. So, I mean. Which New awesome. Japan does which New Japan does great all the time. They Absolutely. Great all the time. Even mm-hmm. like the Sonata versus Naito main event. You could have said Sonata's the heel, sure. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. could say Naito's a heel as well. So, like. <laughs> and you could say. I mean, that wasn't. I mean, obviously, Naito's the biggest face. But yeah. you could still say. Who doesn't love just five guys? Yeah. So I mean, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it was insane that 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 was an insane Wrestle Kingdom recently. So. And the crowd loves Sonata because yeah. who hasn't loved Sonata in his whole journey to get here? So you know, I mean, I mean, as an uh, aside, hold on, Toranquiro. <laughs> I'm so glad Naito won, and he that yeah. was the moment that we, we thought was going to happen last year. Can we can we, do, can we can we do a New Japan rollback real quick? Did you see Tanahashi winning that match? No, I'm the president. He because and they let him get a belt as the president of uh, not just a belt, but he had double champion. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he's still currently a double champ, but even though Kata relinquished his, so I don't yeah. know who's gonna be their third partner. So we have yeah. to oh, they're gonna get that. a third partner. There's gonna be a tournament. Nah, uh, there might be a replacement for them for okay. Okada. But that was but, the thing that cracked me up. Like, 
I was like, you okay? So he's a president. He's gonna lose. I'm like, we let that. I don't know what's going on, my brother. They, oh wait, they let that man win. I mean, by let, I mean it's like he booked himself to win. Yeah. Oh, I guess he ain't Cody. <laughs> there was a good match too. That was the best fast paced Tanahashi match that I've seen in a while because he'd be all slow and shit lately. Well, but like, he, he, I mean, I, you know, it's okay. I'm not hating, but like, he's not Tanahashi anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> the match, Matt, and you know what's funny? Because Marlon made a great point on his show earlier. Yeah, his guys like me who's never been in the ring before, like, oh, he's all slow and he slowed up. I'm like, what are you? Well, no, no, here's the thing, though. There are, but, <laughs> tab, but he wrestled a great Matt, yeah. great show, by the way, earlier, Marlo. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But he wrestled a really good match against uh, ZSJ. It was it was fun. It was fast. Yeah. Um, yep. mm-hmm. And he slowed it down a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it for sure. Well, no, but I mean, but the thing, well, going back to your point about being slow, honestly, that's the mark of a real good wrestler. Let's face it. You can wrestle fast. If that's the only mode you have, by the time you get older, you're in trouble. You said this about Jeff Hardy earlier, so you're yeah. consistent. Yeah, as yeah. long as yeah. <laughs> But if you can like control the pace, either fast or slow, for your storytelling, yeah, then it gets, then you get to see exactly how good a wrestler is. Because the person I always go back to is um, they were asking the Undertaker about um, about uh, about uh, the Young Bucks, mm. and he basically said he likes the Young Bucks, but the problem is, is everything with them is a spot. Everything's a spot. Everything is a spot. Everything and, is a spot. So he's like, why is it special then? Like you gotta learn how to control the story. You gotta learn how to control the match. So when I saw Tanahashi wrestle, yeah, it was just definitely a slow dude. But the fact that he could still work that and Zach Saber is one of them dudes you just like you you have to love working for that dude because that dude can do anything you need him to do. Oh my God. He, but he, yo, and I love that loss, and we're talking about it because what does that mean? What does the loss mean of that belt in wrestling? What does it mean? He's moving up. He's moving up. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully point. to the world title picture against mm-hmm. Naito next. Because yeah. he should pass that global bullshit and go right after the world title. Mm-hmm. And I actually or wait and take it off Naito down the road. <laughs> like he should be the guy, ZSJ, to take mm-hmm. that belt off of Naito. And God, we have it really is, it is, and honestly, it is about his time. I feel uh, I t- this is why I love this man because this <laughs> this this man really thinks how I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, you know, my wife gets jealous sometimes. I talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but this time you're there. I'm sorry. You know, but he's, he's my motto. But it's true. You're fucking right. You're hating the very valid points because not only that, but not only that, TK. But think about this. I mean, all the all the roster that they, they've lost mm-hmm. and now, and now that this is the last man, a guy that you have left. That's that's there. You can't give this fucker the belt now. You didn't fuck. Yeah. You already gave it to one guy, Jim, who is now in AW. You didn't give it to the other guy. You give him technically, uh, you know, not the real one, but this one, how you mentioned right now, TK, about you know CSJ. I mean, I mean don't 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 disc don't don't. Discount. Why the fuck not? Why the hell not give this man the belt? I mean, don't discount Finley either now. They he look great and everything he does. He's a great leader of that faction, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't forget Finley because Finley's coming up really fast. Like, I, mean, I don't think Finley should be coming after Naito. Yes, yeah, no, no, not yet, but no, but I mean, because fact- he just got the global championship. That's why, yeah, I yeah. no, no, Had he not won that match. Like, then maybe I would have been, or like when he loses his belt, then I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, what Finley, because I, mean, I respect his game, I do. Mm-hmm. I, he, Oh no, I Finn Juice, mm-hmm. where he was the clear number two of Finn Juice. Yeah. 
he has just come out of Juice Robinson's shadow and became yeah. a fucking star, dude. You no, know, but uh, if, you think, if you think in levels, like Zack Saber's ready to go right now. Underneath yeah. him, though, Finn could probably be next in line after him. No doubt. Now that's just that's now that's just on like the non-Japanese level. We the, they still got a whole bunch of dudes in between the both of them who could probably jump, who could probably jump in that line as well. Oh man, mm, we'll, 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 we, we you, will do a we will do, do a new Japan on them. Oh yeah, right, my bad, Poppy, my bad. Yeah. No, it's all good. Like, no, no, go ahead. No, 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 just like Shooter and Yoda Suji, but I don't know who else. Like, sadly, they lost everybody, man. I feel like they lost like, like ZSJ's got to be him, right? Like. Oh no, he is no. I mean, and then and then Finley, mm-hmm. and then I'm blanking, bro. You can start build. You can like, start like Yoda Suji and Shota yeah. Umino. Yeah, and like that's why they've been building these. And, and it's gross to say, but stupid evil is always there, and he's always yeah. in the mix, dude. Um, who does he remind you of? Let's say WWE. Who does he remind you of? To evil. Previously, the Miz. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really? (laughs) Oh no, shit! Because he's just always there, Poppy. He's just always. Oh my god! Exactly. See, this is what. And I'd imagine the Japanese feel the same as we feel about the Miz. Like, oh fuck yeah! I mean, shit. Evil's great at the end of the day. Evil's great. Like, he's a real. He's a good worker. He's a great heel. He's a great face. I loved Evil with Sonata. That was one of my favorite tag teams. Oh, yeah. I think I mean I think right now with Tanahashi there, they're gonna actually start building up their Japanese talent like they should have been doing all the time. Like I said, like, like you said, they relied too much on guys like Will Ospreay, um, like the I forget, uh, and then like all the other ones. And honestly, let's face it, their actual Japanese talent started aging out quickly. Um, yeah. And no, no disrespect to them, it's just it's just the base of the business. Suzuki um, Nagata, yeah, um, fuck. I mean, John, shit, John I mean, I was the blonde guy. Oh, I know you're talking about. Oh, um, uh, what? He's always wrestling on the face side with Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nagata is aged out. Yeah. I mean, even like, even Kenta, literally, you're sitting there going, Kenta could, but honestly, no. Has Kenta done enough to actually be put in that circle? Probably not. No. Right. I mean, other than his name, there's no reason to put him in there. That's why I feel like they should have brought back the Intercontinental title for that reason because he could have probably made that middle title at least relevant. Or I but, think that's you know, the global title supposed to be, isn't it? Yeah, well, te- that's yeah, it. That's a new, yep, that's a new one. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the global one. now. Yeah, uh, and, and Brian had a good point here, and you know, the he mentioned about you know, like mm-hmm. the prime, like you know, like you know, Savage Thing, Flair, Berlingo, and Regal, and his match versus Benoit in the Cruiserweight WCW take notes of controlling the pace of Crapshoot story. You know, and oh, and Eddie Guerrero could be wrestling again against Scott Norton, technical masters like you know, like Malenko and Flyers and Ministerio. You very valid points, Brian. Very, mm-hmm. very valid points. But yeah, but like I said, being able to like being able to run that match that way was something. Like I, like I said, I was impressed with Jeff Hardy because, like I said, he wasn't in his high fly hybrid mode that we see all the time, or, or the reckless or the reckless one that we used to used to seeing. It was it was some groundwork. It was some good groundwork. A couple of spots, but honestly, Jeff looked much healthier than I'd seen before in a long time. Mm-hmm. But, so I'm like I said, so I'm waiting to see what they do. And like I said, Tanahashi, like I said, I, I honestly am. Like I said, I know we were talking about the new age of wrestling right now this year, but I'm kind of excited to see across the board what wrestling does. Like TNA is coming out. TNA is back, I should say. 
You got TNA, you got AEW, who I know we we haven't talked about the ranking system, but I think that actually coming back is a great thing for them. Um, mm-hmm. WWE. And the only reason I think AEW's ranking system come back for them, because that is honestly, in my opinion, after the Continental Classic or C2, uh, that's a story like the, the rankings can become its own storyline the way they handle it, if they handle it properly. Like this wrestler, I keep losing and I keep going down the charts. I need to fight somebody, yada, 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 or I need to challenge someone. So I'm going to jump this guy or whatever. So I think the rankings can be a storytelling tool if they do a good enough job with it. All right. Uh, so well, I know speaking I, of that, mm-hmm. let's get into it. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Vader, what time is it, Vader? What? That's right, dynamite. Of course, that happened 48 hours ago, folks. Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't the greatest uh, dynamite. We already know that. I mean, it wasn't, but you know, we talked about it off the air. But you know, we just it was just pure matches. But we're, is there stories? Or is there anything? Uh, I mean, the only stories we could say really here is really the Tony Storm and Time of Tony Storm and the honor, and really could get go with. Uh, you know, with the Sting and Darby, where that direction is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hagman and Swerve now, you know, they're going after, the, you know, Samoa Joe, AEW World title. We're going to have to wait to see how this happens, folks. But, man, we're not going to get into every match, but I feel like we're just going to look at the attention so far of what we've been seeing of everything that's going on in AEW. Of course, we saw the ratings wasn't the best. It was really low. The the attendance was really really low on that. I know people are giving AEW shit like, oh man, your your attendance so low. I'm like, hey, look, man, I said, said it before. It doesn't matter. These these people there. Let the people enjoy. Mm-hmm. How, how Dom says it, man. If if, if any of your cup of tea, Pat, let someone else fucking have it. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It doesn't matter. There are people there that enjoyed it. I enjoy professional wrestling overall. It doesn't matter what brand. I just want to see it and enjoy it. So it's just, and that's what we do here on COD. Pepsi Bill and I can tell you that mm-hmm. we watch every sport to get, you know, to get an understanding. We're analytics here. We give what we need to give. So an opinion, especially. We're not like I mentioned. We're not the other piece of shit. Through, but but this one here, mm-hmm. I one thing I one thing I can really say that really got me invested on. And I'll give my ups and uh, I'll give you my my pros and my cons of this one. My pros on this one, I would say for Dynamite, that so far the only great story on this has been has been Timeless Tony Storm and Deanna Pros. I think that's a really good one that is really helping Timeless to get that relevancy and really raking that. Oh my God, hell yeah, she's really doing something that I'm like, oh hell yeah, fantastic. And Samoa Joe, I'm happy that he's getting a title run that he finally gets to have for the first time because he hasn't really he never had one of the main roster. He has this one. And hearing the crowd that are really behind him, I'm very happy. I'm happy for him that he's getting that. I know people. I wish Bruce was here because Bruce would have fucking hate my ass for saying Bruce. Because I know it's MJF. He'll be, he'll be like, "Fuck, no, no, no." Sorry, but I mean, just play me. <laughs> he's gonna freak out tomorrow, isn't he? Oh, yeah. he's gonna freak out tomorrow. <laughs> and, you know, and then if he was here, I was gonna say MJF was gonna be the thirtieth man. <laughs> Oh my god, I know. Everybody's like waiting for that shit. 
Yeah, man, I was gonna have a good night with Bruce tonight. Yeah. I, mean, I know yeah. me too. I've had a blast. With, I've had a blast with you boys. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm just. Oh, yeah. I love Bruce. So, so Ivan, I agree with you. There's only two segments of the entire night that I was invested in. I think I told you about this before. Mm-hmm. It was Tony Storm versus everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. And I, I don't get me wrong. I love Deanna Perazzo, but let's face it. The rub that Tony Storm has given her right now is probably my favorite of all time. She her her whack job mode is great. The other thing I enjoyed, and this is literally against every ounce of common sense I have, it's like the bang bang scissor gang. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. I don't exactly, I don't want to like them. I really don't. But the problem is literally to use Cody's term, they are undeniably funny. They are undeniably good workers. And they are really charismatic together on the, in the screen. On the screen, like they are genuinely charismatic. And honestly, putting them with the acclaim might be the best move they have done in a long time. Because they actually they are literally going into and they're being meta with the concept of a faction, which I enjoy a lot. Uh, okay, exactly. This is where I'm gonna get. In. There, I'll get to this. There's two ways to book this storyline. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. one. The first one is. Make it official to them to be a, a really a faction. Call it that. Mm-hmm. Make, make the acclaim go back heel. Because this is one thing. You can make mm-hmm. Billy Gunn your Gato. Just like Jay White had his fucking Gato. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking sick. Why do I say I know? I know. Uh, give me a minute, TK. I know you're like, wait a minute. I don't know. No, uh, in a I, way, I'm uh, liking what I'm processing here. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, but I, think I feel... about it. But the, but 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 here, think about it because now he's bringing his own Bullet Club here, his own his own version of his Bullet Club gold mm-hmm. with a sense of humor. Keep in mind that when JY was a New Japan, it was still a sense of humor type of style over there with the Bullet Club. You mm-hmm. still had to use. You still got a psychotic Juice Robinson. You still got you know two psych. He is fucking psychotic, but he's rock, rock hard juice. Rock, rock hard, yeah. You, know, you, you him. wonder what him and Tony are doing to get into both of their character modes. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, wondered how they, I wondered how they were together until I saw Timeless Tony Storm come out. That would, yeah, right. She's as fucking nuts as he is. Yeah, he's exactly, hundred percent. So yeah, exactly. right, you were saying Wendy Rector really helped. Oh, <laughs> I was awesome. Like, I enjoyed it. Is Wendy Richter still wrestling? <laughs> I she swear to God, I asked that question. Hey, shout before well, as, I, as I'm continuing, but yeah. I want to shout out my brother right here, Tim Kim, because he brought her to me on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You need to put her black and white. And look, you see, I did it. It's right there because you fucking <laughs> mentioned it to me. <laughs> there you go. It's the only way you can put her. Yeah, that's the only fucking way I can put her. I mean, and but you were saying, I'm sorry, man. That's the only way. It's just this. That's one scenario they could do, and they can really roll with it as a heel faction and really piss everybody the fuck off. I think that'll be great to see because I wouldn't mind seeing Billy Gunn going back as heel alongside with the claim, and this would be it'd be very interesting to see because now then. You could develop more people to come teaming up. Hey, we got to team up and beat these guys up in the hell with it. That'll be yeah. awesome to see. I that's one. The second one though mm-hmm. is because of the roster, how it's been very deteriorating as of late. Uh, in the trios type of faction, the only one you really have the trios is what the Geeks of Agony and that's it, Brian Cage. Who else do you have? Mm-hmm. So they're being Butch and Butch and uh, and they're gone. 
There's nobody, but see, but here's my point though. What I'm trying to get at, they're gonna end up making the they're gonna what's gonna happen here in the end, they're gonna turn, of course, bang bangs, they're gonna turn on them mm-hmm. because Tony Constant announced we're gonna make an announcement, we're gonna combine these two belts together. It'll still be the Ring of Honor six man and AEW, so they could go with both brands type of style, and this is what's going to end up happening by revolution most likely. Because there is no more six-man tag teams. Name me one besides Gates of Magony and Brian Cage. Oh, okay. There's nobody there anymore. No, they ruined They ruined it all. They ruined, yeah. He ruined everything. He just so here's, so here's a question it. for you. Yeah. He claimed literally one of the most beloved factions at AEW. Do you really think they will let them go heal? They, Why the hell not? No, no one's Lisa, gonna. Here's, here's the I thing. Don't mean Tony, I don't mean Tony. I meant the fans. No, no one's gonna boo them. And here's Poppy. Here's where I was gonna retort to what you said because I love, love what you just said. First of all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, except I don't want the I don't want Jay White and the the guns to turn on the acclaimed and daddy ass. I could see this working as a as a face faction. I get where you're coming from as a heel faction. Yes, yes. Billy Gunn would be a great heel. Gato, um, mm-hmm. Jay White, awesome heel top of the card guy no one's gonna boo the acclaim though and no one's gonna boo these guys together it's just like we were talking earlier about bobby lashley and the street profits yeah the crowd's like i'm not booing you guys there's no fucking chance i'm booing you so you're gonna have to flip them so these guys together but listen i think you're gonna have to merge these belts and i don't know if it was max caster or Mm -hmm. anthony bowens he goes listen Billy Gunn, he should have singles gold in AEW. Jay mm-hmm. White should be the world fucking champion of AEW. Mm-hmm. We should be tag champions. You guys should be tag champions. So maybe in my head, I see that they do do a... Uh, they put the belts on the line, the AEW versus ROH, but maybe they, like, fuck around to where the guns and daddy ass, like the three guns end up with those belts. Yeah. And then the acclaimed are just like, we're going back after tag belts again. Mm-hmm. And then Jay White's going after the world title. And like the six of them still stay together. Juice comes back. There's seven of them. Maybe they add a big muscular guy and there's eight of them. And they're just this big face faction. And honestly, that is the bullet club right there. That's legitimately the bullet club. Right. I'm just booking off what he's booking. I'm just trying to add a little piece. No, I mean, you're no, that that grouping, that grouping is honestly, that's more the formula for the Bullet Club in Japan right now. And well, honestly, I mean, like when Finn was, when Finn ran it, and then when Jay ran it, and then when Cody was running it, that was the formula they had. Like those were the guys, how they ran it. It was like they were. There were multiple tag team, multiple champions in there, multiple tag team champions. Yes. And they and they years, the regular tag champ, exactly lightweight champion, fucking uh and, and never Troop- open weight champion, world yeah. champion. Yes. And truth be told, having a bullet club in the TNA, that's and Chris Bay, God bless him. Chris Bay is great, but honestly, they he he ain't bullet club in TNA. That's just he just has the music. But I think having a bullet club in AEW. At the very least, you would finally have a real faction in AEW. No disrespect to like to, to respectfully, respectfully to, to guys like guys like the House of Black or guys like um, okay. So that's uh, one trio that you mentioned, right? That, and is, then, that is one. That's it. I mean, that's it right there. That's honestly right. There. I would I mean, say there's only three. Okay, Gates. Okay, Gates of Bagging, Brian mean, Cage, House of Black, and don't forget, yeah. you still got Top Flight and we're doing uh, Axel so, Andretti. So here's the so here's one that I want actually find real curious about. 
FTR with da- with Daniel Garcia. I actually like that him as a trio. I really do like them as a trio. I know they have a cage match this mm-hmm. Saturday. Stolen yes. from New Japan. All he does is steal from New Japan. Yeah. All he does is steal from New Japan. Sorry, my bad. Just... So, yeah. uh, That's fucking bullshit. You're oh, bullshit, Tony Khan. Bullshit, Tony Khan. Yeah, my wife just didn't walk in the door five minutes ago. That would have been a lot louder. All right. Yeah. You are bullshit, Tony Khan. Oh, yeah, so seeing FTR, Danny Garcia, I actually enjoy that grouping. Like, I think they're great. I I think we can, I think Dan Garcia can let the dance and go at this point. But mm-hmm. that's another story. Um, but yeah, I think right now that's the those the, those are the only story. Uh, well, they're still a trio. They still they are still a trio. Truth be told, I, I at, to say they're worthless, but they're worthless. Yeah, at this point, honestly, they need to <laughs> they need to let Silver take over as the leader of the of the Dark Order. You know who needs to be the dark leader? Who he needs to leave LFI, even though I like him with LFI, <laughs> and he's he needs to go back to them. Really? Why isn't ten with them of their heels? Oh, he just left. Remember, he remember he did. He signed. He, he his contract ended with AEW. Preston Vance. Oh, Preston Vance. Oh, I oh, not were... Sean. Oh, no, my bad. I meant not. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Sean Spears. My bad. Honestly, Preston Vance. No, was... Preston Vance, bro. Think about it. Like he was the guy Brody said should be the leader of the Dark Order, mm-hmm. and you know he did his thing with LFI. Got brought up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was going to elevate those little, those little, little boys. It could be him, but I mean, but here's the thing: though, if you think about it, though, but John, John Silver really was more the protege under, uh, like, but that was like backroom protege kind of guy um, for the for for he like five six of just <laughs> arms. No one's ever going to take oh, him seriously. You know, height don't make That's you a leader. If you can take seriously, if height don't, right. well, height don't make you a leader. If you got, if you got enough swag, you can don't make you. A <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. We don't see mean to be lightest, All right, we I'm not trying to be We don't see that. Preston Vance is a big meaty man he who looks like a leader of a faction. Okay, I'm not saying that out there. I'm not saying meet you. Hey, and plus, hey, but Silver, he's the best one saying. Who the fuck is Greg Garrison? Who the fuck is Greg? I mean, honestly, Silver is the most talented out of all of them, in my opinion. And I think bringing him in is like a faction. Even more so than Reynolds? I like Reynolds, but honestly, Uh, Silver has a, as I think better, Silver has a better moveset. And honestly, on his feet, he thinks a lot better. It could just be reps. Honestly, it could just be reps. And so I don't want to, I don't want to discount Preston Vance that much, but I have been, I have been more impressed with uh John Silver more than I was the president Vance although and I will say this when they had the anniversary of Brody's death and Preston had that one match they put mm-hmm. him in he was amazing mm-hmm. he was genuinely amazing so if that's the president Vance that shows up every single night yeah make him the leader he also be a good muscle of that bullet club I was talking yeah. about mm-hmm. Guys, and just stand there in the background. <laughs> I know where you're going with the graded. I know exactly the Judgment Day, the new Judgment Day. Yeah. Huh? I actually new. thought about that. I actually thought about that too. I was wondering about that. Darken yeah. Anna Jay's hair again and shit. Uh, make her all... You know what? Better yet, Graydon, just to piss off fucking Copeland, Mike, make Christian Cage handle that one. Oh. And he can say he's the father of that. He is the father of the Dark Order. Father. Speaking of great gimmicks, oh my god! Just think about that. If 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 that 
I think it will piss us off. But remember the old saying, what puts asses in seats? <laughs> Pissing us off. And yeah, I want to see that could be the case. But I'll tell you that. But there is one, one story here that I am not impressed. Mm-hmm. And I feel that this is my this is my cons of this one. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts because I, you know, if you notice, you know, like the last two weeks we haven't really talked about dynamite because we've been derailed extremely. <laughs> but on this one is I am not really impressed with oh, Nicholas and Matthew ah. Jackson. I'm sorry. I am not impressed. I, I'm not. I know people are going to be like, what the fuck? I've been like, why would you say that? I'm like, no, I, I'm sorry. It's, I'm just not impressed. Why would you say that? Really? What? Because I'm saying it for a reason. What? I don't like it. What? Fuck off. I don't care. What? Just be relaxed, all right? What? I, mean, I get your point. I get your point, I mean, but hold on. What? Hold on. I mean, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Like I said, look. For me, this is like a sh- okay. Maybe if I'm wrong, this is my opinion. I, maybe this is like a shoot on the fact because of what Paul Levick is doing in WWE. He's now the head of creation. He's pretty much took over. This is now more like okay. You guys been in v- EVPs. You guys were titles for EVPs for already quite some time. You used that storyline before, but you guys kept your, your character. You're telling me now that you started using, well, now that we are the EVPs, so yeah, like, oh, well, we should take it really serious. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you're like, you're just like, I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm not going to take it serious. Like, it's a fucking joke. Like, you can you can even tell out of the, did you, okay, when you guys saw the last two Dynamites, are you going to tell me that they looked like they were fucking serious about their, their executive position? You're fucking hell no. They can't even sell it on the fucking story. I we get it. Their characters are smart asses. Like, yeah, wait, it's smart. I get that. But if you're fucking executives, to be more fucking serious. This is not because for me, it's just like it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. It's like a shoot. It's like a shoot on Paul Levesque, in my opinion. I not not that I'm defending Paul Levesque. It's just for me, it's just that Kevin Omega's out. He's hurt. Cody Bushy's out. He's he's hurt. What are they gonna do with Jericho? They don't want to do shit with Jericho. Jericho's fucking, of course, with Sammy. I don't know what's going with that direction. I guess back in fighting with Don Callis' family. Okay, you're gonna you challenge Sting and Darby probably for Revolution, and it might, that might happen. Maybe so. And when it comes to the assumption that we got earlier in that dynamite that Sting and Darby gonna probably end up defeating Ricky Starks and and Big Bill in two weeks of those titles, and then drop it to the Young Bucks. And guess what you're gonna have? The EVPs of the tag team champions. That's what's gonna happen here. And oh. is tell me is that's a fucking story. I'm so, sorry. You're gonna it make you're gonna make me play devil's advocate here, which is so here it's fine. It's fine. No, that's it's the- not fine because I hate them with all of my everything. I hate them so fucking much, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, they're miserable pieces of shit, and I can't fucking stand anything about them. I digress. They did this to themselves, <laughs> they had booked themselves into such a fucking corner. That no one gave a fuck about them as a face. No one gave a fuck about them as a heel. No one gave a fuck about them as a tag team. No one gave a fuck about them as a trio. Nick can go wrestle. Matt can go wrestle. They can wrestle with Kenny. They can wrestle with Coda. They can wrestle with Hangman. They could be the fucking Hung Bucks. They could be the Golden Elite. They could be any. They could be anything. No one fucking cares. Their biggest mistake was what I said. Kenny Omega's biggest mistake was, which will be okada's biggest mistake they should have went to wwe when their contract was up to go show that they could play with the fucking big boys hey 
Cody did it, right? Cody made this company, and look at him. We're the best tag team in the world. We're the best tag team of the decade. We're the best tag team of the century is what we say. Go fucking prove it, bitches. Nah, we're just going to stay here. Show Phil up. Well, guess what happened? You and your little bitch boy fucking uh, scapegoat chose to fuck with Phil. So he left, went to WWE. Now look at that. Him and Cody segment on Raw got over a million views while your little Nicholas and Matthew executive, whatever, 90,000. They got 910,000 more YouTube clicks than you pussies. What else are they going to do at this point? <laughs> I was disgusted when I saw that they were Sting and Darby's last opponents. I was so like, it couldn't have been FTR. FTR just would have been so much better. We're down in the Carolinas, FTR, the Carolinas, let's go. This makes sense. But instead we get these, these two. But listen, here's what I'm saying. I'm playing devil's advocate because nothing I said was positive about them. But what I will say is this. At this point, they have nothing left to do but to embrace the executive role. So Matthew and Nicholas with these two jizz-ass mustaches with his fucking stupid hat and their dumb suits, yes, they have to embrace it. They have to go full heel. And I mean full, full heel. And they should get muscle. They need to add to them. They were always the best in a stable. They need to find someone, a big muscle piece, who helps them beat Sting and Darby. They shouldn't beat them clean. Um, at Revolution, because Sting's not going to go out a, a winner. Sting's going to go out a loser. We all know this, right? Mm -hmm. So when the Young Bucks beat them, they're going to need some help. I think they should get some muscle to help them. I, I hate them, so I hate this, but I don't hate the gimmick because they have no fucking choice. Exactly. That's what I'm with. I'm, 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 I'm not saying that is that, that I hate the fact of the, of the gimmick. I'm with you on that. It's, my thing is more is take it serious. Like, really... Like how you mentioned, like I you preached it. I'm not I'm not disagreeing at all what you're saying. For me, it's more make me believe that you are instead of making it seem like a joke. So that's where I'm at with more because everything they do is a fucking joke, Poppy. That's the problem. Right? Exactly. And that that's is why I can problem. never say they're better than the Usos, they're never better than the New Day because, or the Briscoes or FTR. Because yep. they are a fucking joke. That's so the so here's the thing I will say about them that I think this this gimmick has the potential for. So if they're doing if they're going to really embrace the EVP thing, which we're still waiting to see because it's only been two weeks, um, and they have to, like you said, they have to go into it because right now they look like a and I wrote this or I wrote this somewhere I forget where they look like a bunch of crypto bros that sell Costco cocaine and were kicked off <laughs> that was kicked off the set of Succession. So here's the problem with them. If they're going to do this, they're doing executives, but if they're doing a Silicon style, Silicon Valley style executives, I love that green. Where those guys are like, like that's the guy thing they can kind of, if they can walk that line where it's like, they're going to be like the quote unquote guys of like Google, you know, fucking Apple or even Elon Musk style type of type of thing. Maybe it looks interesting, but like to your point, yeah, everything with them at some point they can't maintain the same energy and it becomes a it it becomes a joke if it's not a joke on 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 TV it becomes a joke on your podcast radio show on YouTube and you can't take that seriously i like, can't it, it, you got to really sell me to that it just there's mm -hmm. nothing for it Okay, so are you gonna tell me that you're gonna sell me that they defeat Darby and Sting at Revolution, and all you're gonna do about with that three weeks heading into the next event, they're gonna brag about we retired Sting, 
we did this, and Darby, what's going to happen? Darby's going to look for a partner. He's going to find a partner. It might be Sammy out of the pillars that he have. Oh, you know, and then oh. there you go. You're going to have Sammy yeah. and, and Darby yeah. versus the Young Bucks. Truth be told. Or worst case, mm -hmm. no. Or worst case, the mm -hmm. team who gets the shot at the tag titles <laughs> is going to be Sammy and fucking uh, Jericho. Jericho. So here's the thing I'm going with. My, now I am. Um, I've oh I've been I'm bothered by the fact that no one thought that Darby shouldn't be the one to retire state. Like for me, from a book, I thought that. I yeah. thought that too. I thought that should have been old, but Sting doesn't want to go one on one or whatever. So uh, yeah, which is which I guess is a thing. Um, but I think honestly, it should like it should be someone closer to him. Like like I would like it to be Darby because I think poetically that would make much more sense if it's going to yeah. be a tag team. Um, I agree with you. Having FTR be the ones to do it, because let's face it, if you want to talk about it, FTR retired the Rock and Roll Express. That's so, very true. You're so right they that. have so giving it to them would not be would not be a would not be a weird push. And honestly, if anyone's going to respect that, is and I'm not saying that, I don't know what the Young Bucks story is, so I'm assuming they would respect it. But I think the fans will respect it if it's from the Young Bucks. Not Young Bucks, I'm sorry. If it's from the FTR guys who do it, I mean, other than FTR on the roster at um on the roster of AEW, who the hell else could do it? That's fucking great. <laughs> Nick Patrick, they bring Nick Patrick back on this shit. Oh my! They already God. have their own stupid ref. Yeah, that moron who fucked up Moxley. Yeah, um, Rick Knox. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Rick Knox. Yeah, I guess Rick is still working there. So I guess. After oh, FTR yeah. and tag team FTR, who else do they have who has that kind of weight right now? I mean, the point is to get the whole roster to do go towards against them. That's the whole point of it. But oh, the, the I mean, thing oh, is, oh, you mean on that? No, I meant like in regards to retirement staying uh, against the Bucks. Oh, against oh, the Bucks no. or the Bucks, anybody? Shit, anybody? No, I mean, this kid. It, sh it should have been Darby, in my opinion. Yeah. I think Darby would have been the yes. perfect fit because Sting is putting he's passing down the passing it down. Towards this man is saying, "All right, now we, you know, you haven't beat me, so let's go at it." And I mean, you know that story they said on Dynamite, Phil, that he, how he said, "Okay, you called, uh, we went, we went to your house, you have a ring in the backyard, we trained, blah blah." This could have been that direction of heading into Revolution, saying, "Staying, you know what? I let's go at it one more time." But like you still got to go prove it in a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. match. Instead. Exactly. Truth be told, I'd be happy if it was Joe. We get a little main event mafia reunion match. Like uh, being known for the world title in his final match against Samoa Joe in the main event at Revolution would have been poetic as fuck. Yeah, because especially considering we're gonna get a triple threat match with really no fucking yeah, anything substance. Like I said, having it be Joe also made me think, you know what? They got a long ass history going back to TNA. And impact, so that wouldn't be a bad one. Long mean, history. There are two. A lot of people have them on their Mount Rushmore team. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's fucking a huge match, dude. Yeah, exactly. Fairly soon they wrestle at a Bound for Glory. Exactly. You could do a thing where it's like things like I want my last match to be you, and I think you're the world. You're the world champion, dude. Mm -hmm. Fuck, Patsy, Phil. Fuck, man. <laughs> that's why you're the number one star on OnlyFans. <laughs> exactly. That's why he's the dude. Number that story, oh, yeah. No, for real. That story you just booked. We have all this history. We wrestled for the world title multiple times. Mm -hmm. We were fucking boys. I want you, Joe. I want the world title. This is my last match, and I'm going out on top. Yeah. He doesn't. He gets choked out. He loses. Shakes his hand. The crowd pops. Hugs Flair. Hugs Darby. Fucking 
Go in her in role. That's a beautiful. And story. Joe can stay a heel. Joe does not need to shake his hands afterward. They could do that in the back. Like yeah, Joe sure. That works too. Yeah, Joe can still stay a heel. Yeah. So, so it's still- I think showing a little respect by Joe in that place is Samoa Joe. I think that's a handshake he'd probably do. <laughs> probably. He shook Hook's hands on fucking dynamite. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. The beating he put on Hook. God bless Hook for putting that. But God bless Hook for surviving that stuff. Because God, yeah, man, dang. I give that kid credit. He took it. And the one thing I'll give credit to whoever is, you know, taking the story of Hook, they're still making him look strong, regardless if he lost the mm-hmm. match. Oh, yeah, but they're still it. making him look strong, which is fine. The sad thing is, there's, nothing, there's nothing in Hook. That's just the sad part. He's just. I was. I, I agree when it comes boy. to story. Just, when it comes to story, there's nothing there. What is it that you. I love Hook. And I love Hook. I pop every time I hear it. Hey, Hook's a guy who's Taz's son. He's yeah. a great worker. He's got great music. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's generic wrestler B on Raw vs. SmackDown fucking download. I mean, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know, man. Maybe cut your hair or something. I don't know. There's something that's just, like, yo, when he's talking to Joe, and he's got his hair, like, almost to, like, his lip uh-huh. and his eyes and shit, like, yo, bro, go out of high, go eye to eye with this man. Like, mm-hmm. You literally are looking like a kid. Is that what you you want to look like a kid? Truth then look like a kid. Be, truth be told, when I watched the match, the thing I think he messed up with most was, you know, how he does the thing where he always turns his back on his opponent. There is something about that, not from a like. I think personally, I think for his gimmick that works. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go oh my god! The tattoos god. were an extra dimension that helped. Yeah. That helped for sure. The tattoos, yeah. but they also but the helped problem, Justin Bieber the, mature as a man. So. Yeah. But the problem I had with it was, is like you about to go in a match against Samoa Joe. He looked like he ready to chew your face off. You can only be so lax a days ago because remember that was Orange Cassidy's whole shtick for a while. Now he ain't so he ain't so Orange Cassidy anymore. He not, now he comes out and he starts punching people day one. The idea that Hook did not kind of show a little bit more respect to Joe in that match, um, and then took that kind of ass whoop, it made me think that's what you get for turning your back on that man. Even though Hook did turn around and jump Joe in two seconds, I feel like that's one of those. If you want to say this is a big time match. What you should have done was turn around and be be a different type of hook. They go, this is me. I'm well, ready. If that, if, if that's the case, so they might as well just make him a fucking heel and then go after the international title versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, right now. Maybe go to that direction, then that's the case. Because let's just say for, okay, let's just say this match really kind of woke up Hook's mentality. Mm-hmm. Going, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going heel. Fuck everybody type of shit. Like he's, he's doing now as a face, right? But have that turn around as a heel. And right. having going after a mid, a mid card title that Orange has been really kind of making that relevant as for you know as you get, and you know Christian Cage, of course, he's that's something different. That eh, I got three, I got three, I got three words for you. Mm. Rob Van Dam. Oh no! Blackpool Combat Club. No, no that's no, what I was thinking too. I was thinking the same thing. Blackpool Combat Club. Not in that context. I'll save that kid. Oh, no, no, not in that context. I meant in the sense of. Kayla, yes, Mox can save Hook too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. but yeah. The problem, Mox can save Hook. Yeah, but the problem I'm having is on his on their best day, they could never. No one's going to boo Hook, period. That's why you got to join but, the BCC. But, yeah. Exactly. You don't boo the BCC. 
Brian yeah. spitting out of his face and he got cheered. <laughs> exactly because look, okay, but, but here's the thing though. I'm a, but do you think Hook will get buried in the BCC? Because right no, now he would not. Look at you. Yuta's getting buried. That's a whole different story. He's a one. But Yuta's been how many different champions? He's been in how many big matches? And Can what is really, right now? The pure. What champion, would Wheeler Yuta right? be doing if he wasn't in the BCC? That's a question. If they, right. had dark, if they had dark they had dark elevation or dark, or he'd be wrestling right on now. ROH so a private party in fucking yeah. top flight. But do no, you he's think a BCC is fucking a star but, on paper? But yep. do you think Hook needs the BCC? Like I do. I do. I think I Hook that. needs something that's he not the best friends. He's, he Remember how Wheeler Yuna was with the best friends and then dipped yeah. for the BCC? Yeah, <laughs> you're with those fucking nice guys. No, sorry, Kayla. I know you're listening. I know you love yeah. them. No, leave those nice guys and go fucking fight, fight, bleed, um, fight. I think the thing. Well, I mean, it, if they work him correctly, yeah. But the problem is, he'd still be. It basically be like a biker game. He would be the rookie that comes in. He'd be the prospect. And he'd be the prospect who. No honestly, doubt. No doubt. There's gonna be some periods there where he takes the L for the entire. Go like, unclog the toilet, prospect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, and I mean, honestly, if it gets him out of that stupid coat and like lets him relax, <laughs> so I love Caleb. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he loves the best friends. All right, I, know, told, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a big fan of Trent too. Trent, and I mean, I'm going Trent going back to New Japan. I was a big fan of his when he was with Rocky. Oh, yeah, um, the greatest, greatest music, dude. Yo, Rapungi, hell yeah. every time I got down to Rapungi, Vice, dude, I still do. They put it on the other day on, uh, I think it was Rampage. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> uh, but truth be told, uh, I don't like him in The Best Friends. I, I, like I like Trent when he was meaner and pettier in Japan. Like, that's me. Like, I think being in The Best Friends, he a little too soft for my taste. He was no, believable. Well, he yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, and we're seeing what happened on Dynamite. He kept oh, I'm, sorry, like, oh. I'm, I'm sorry, Kayla. Yeah, he, he, like, that's not the Trent I remember from Japan. Yo, that's what's oh, up, oh, oh, that that'd be awesome. <laughs> maybe for ROH, Kayla. Yeah, maybe, maybe for yeah, maybe for your honor, the kingdom. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. But, but I like your look. I like one thing that Kayla mentioned that, that you added to him. That yes, have Hook with with Moxley and take him to the ropes. Like, all right, you remind me when I was your age, kid. Here, this is how we're gonna do it. This is how we're gonna beat up folks. Come in there and do like that. You start talking. Let's just say that he helps him develop his promos, help him get there to, to that point, make it kind of like the childish of version of Moxie's there. Because technically, he could say he kind of is. Oh, it's just like the way how he, you know, but his own style, right? He you know, Moxie's like younger cousin or some shit. Exactly. Yeah, like a yeah, Moxie's young boy, basically. His I mean, American yeah. yeah, thank you. See, exactly. He mm-hmm. did it. He, he did it with Obino. Why he can't do it with Hook? Yeah. If he can do that, then why it will work? Why I feel that Tim and I agree more with having him be in BCC for that reason, mm-hmm. and I think that will work out because that you know will toughen him up and mm-hmm. make him do something finally for once. Because seeing the match that he had with Samoa Joe did really impress all of us because it got us to the point that okay, this guy really took a fucking beating and actually went with his matchup mm-hmm. and. Not only that, but even throughout the match, for him not to sell the you know the buster, like it's just a kick out of one. Crazy. That's fucking crazy. 
So that really shocked me. So that's what I'm saying. You know that was a you know that was a conversation in the back a little. Oh, bit. I know that. <laughs> of course, we know that. But what better way to protect this guy in that way? If he's going to be your future in AEW, you already have your four pillars. You have Jungle Boy, who's weird. That's a, that's a story. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know that. But you know that you know he's still signed with those four pillars are no longer pillars, dude. Well, I, you could say the hook replaced Jungle Boy. will be there. You go, your four pillars. Then. Well, I mean MJF is a pillar, but honestly, he's on the ranger reserve. He Sam, could be in WWE right now for all we know. Exactly. Know. We'll find out Saturday, won't we? The mere fact that, and you know, we always say on this show, "fuck the dirt sheets." But the mere fact that the sheets are even reporting the fact that MJF does not actually have a contract with Tony Khan blows my mind. Because, again, I know nothing, but everything that I thought I knew thought he was signed through 2027 just based on his one-year title run. Yeah. The fuck would you give a guy a one-year title run with no contract would absolutely blow my mind. If he shows up in WWE after having a 380-day title run, <laughs> God, Tony Khan, you're stupid. Sure, they want, they made like $85 million this year, but God, you're stupider than I fucking thought. Because the most casual of casual fans will tell you that AEW – needs MJF. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. <laughs> you got to take it because you're bullshit, Tony Khan. You keep bullshitting us. Bullshit. I mean, I, I mean, I think... You need the pencil? Where are the pencils? Give it to us and we'll do it for you. Will Ospreay had a really good term for it. He basically calls it every wrestling company needs a world eater. Um, basically, it's the guy who can no one beat who is literally like just the, the unstoppable force right the now. Undertaker. Yeah. Basically Undertaker is one of them. Um, I guess back in the day, I'm trying to think for TNA, I guess oh, technically yeah. for MLW, it was Jacob Fatu going back to TNA. I guess you could theoretically probably say it was, I don't want to say moose because it was not moose, um, but probably like probably Josh Alexander would have been, if he didn't get hurt in the middle of one of his runs, it would have been him. And honestly, for AEW before Joe won the title, it was MJF. Like, yeah. And, it, and remember, the world eater does not have to be the biggest person. It just has to be a champion who is the champion. Who you don't. When you look at, it, you go, "That's the guy. That's the guy I need to be." Mm, I see where you're like Roman Reigns. Yes. Yeah. Basically. All right, yep. I got you. So yeah. I, want, I didn't want to use Roman's name just because. Yeah. No, Josh <laughs> Alexander is perfect. Okada in Japan yeah. is perfect. Jacob Fatu yeah. in MLW is perfect. Yeah. No yeah. Doubt. So, but basically, yeah. So basically, MJF, don't get me wrong. I think Samoa Joe can, but like you said, the hit they would have if MJF showed up at the Rumble. Would literally deflate AEW in no time. Like, oh, we, uh, we know that already. It will happen. I hate to see it. you're right about it. It's an unfortunate that will happen. At the I don't want to see it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, for as much as I said I want Sasha and Okada in WWE in the worst way, mm -hmm. no, I'm begging God for MJF to stay in AEW. They need him uh, so fucking bad, like they need air. But here's the thing though: if MJF showed up at AEW, not WWE during the Netflix era. Mm. Where he doesn't have to worry about network shit. Uh, that's something damn. we always discuss. Yeah. I've said verbatim probably a hundred times. Yeah. Well, could MJF do what he does on AEW TV on WWE TV and inside of the constraint booking? Because I don't think so. Yeah. For the Netflix, we've already talked about how it's more of a PG thirteen attitude era ish 
conversation. Mm-hmm. He can say shit, bitch, fuck all he wants and do his exactly. thing. Exactly. I think he could. Intriguing, he could, my friend. And think about it. At this point, if I was Tony, in the back of my head, I'd be terrified. Because mm. think, if you're if you got net, if you got WWE and Netflix on the other side of your river looking at you, and you see they got a five billion dollar contract, and they're all and they're looking for guys like 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 literally legitimately young guys to move up in the stands. And Triple H has said he's not looking for independent guys specifically or looking for a, Guys in college, he's looking for folks who can work TV. And if your biggest competition, and I don't mean in the sense of like a attitude era style competition, but a competition of competition for getting talent is AEW, and you have more money than them, which they obviously do. If you see a guy like, and I say this, if you see a guy like Ricky Starks, who, as far as I'm concerned, is probably 10 to 15 pounds away. From being a WWE guy, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, right. Tony, WWE bound in 2024, no doubt. Yeah, so he's Cody's best friend. Yeah, so basically, I see no problem. I mean, do I think Sammy will go over there? No, but no. I but Sammy can't hold up a company. No, because no, but see, the problem is because Sammy Guevara is no different than Ricochet. Yeah, that's the thing. Ricochet is no pillar, which is why it sucks to say Sammy Guevara is no pillar. Yeah, kid can't speak. All right, you can get the kid if he's he's vanilla as fuck. Mm-hmm. And this is from a Sammy Guevara fan. All right, mm-hmm. I love. I think he's good as a face or a heel, but at the end of the day, he's very vanilla and he's a mid Carter for life. Mm-hmm. Darby Allen, same shit. He's Thank a mid Carter for fucking life. Jack Perry, he has the most potential of these three guys that I just mentioned to elevate to the next level. But we'll see where he goes. Ricky Starks more potential than the last three guys I just yeah. mentioned. But still is no MJF. Yeah. But they the WWE lands Cody's best friend and Max, oh. Cody's other best friend and Ricky. True. And then they get Wardlow over at some point in the next year. But keep in mind also MJF has been worked when MJF before he went had to go out, he was working with Ricky in the back with Mike Skills as well as like because remember they had well they had the match and yeah, well, right. the match they, had, coming. they had that banger, do they had that program? Yeah, exactly. So I think. Ricky, and how far has Ricky Starks fucking fallen since then? That's the thing, bro. You give guys worlds, and it's the hook right now. Mm-hmm. Hook is getting the Ricky Starks from last year. It's the exact same treatment. You get right. the world title match, you get the rub, and then what happens? By the end of the year, you're fucking fluff. And sure, he's a tag champion with Big Bill. But what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, but like you said, though, I, he probably is going to leave next year. Because mm-hmm. truth be told, I think he's proven himself that he can be, he can carry himself on television. And all they like basically go, This is what we need you to say. He goes, This is how I'm gonna say it. Worst case scenario, go to NXT for fucking nine months and fucking ball out world title, Carmelo Hayes did shit. Exactly. Exactly. And then go up to the main roster because he's he's smaller. Which is why I get why you said 10 to 15 pounds. He's very similar to LA Knight. Mm -hmm. But he is a guy who I don't think needs to go to the main MJF, no NXT main roster right away. Exactly. Ricky Starks. You can NXT him for a year, dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's a Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode type of guy that you can bring in there who can elevate to the top of the NXT card yeah. and they can carry that brand as we talked hypothetically about going up against AEW Dynamite one on one in the future. And like I said, and, and, there, and there's another person that we forgot to mention on this. So you guys are talking about that. The mm-hmm. one person that also is one that has the potential to do that in the NXT and you know could. I'll ask you to go far in the main roster. 
people don't talk about him because it sucks that he doesn't get booked very much. And he's done it at one time with this individual who's a SoCal native as well. And that is Eli. And that is uh, Ethan Page. Another oh person that is another person. That is a waste of fucking talent right he there. He should have been the international champion right after Orange won it. He should have taken that belt yes. off of him right after, dude. That Agreed. is a, what a fucking Agreed. waste. Agreed. The Agreed. North, one's a superstar, one's on ROH. What a yeah. fucking joke. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, and honestly that's a woman right there. Like honestly, I like I said, I don't know if he wants to He's go to WWE. Too. Yeah, I don't think he wants to go to WWE, but it literally he has the look they want. He's pretty, he's built strong. Like literally, that he could come into the main roster as a mid-carder easily or become a main eventer in NXT inside yes. of a month and a half. Easy. And like how Tim yeah. mentioned right now about you know about Ricky Starks, because we can eventually see. You know, Trick Williams, and, and we could see you know Carmelo Hayes going to the main roster, and they can replace that spot because make that entertainment side. Both yes. of these guys, mm-hmm. I mean, they can do definitely build it extremely. So yes. it's just that the right now the problem with AEW and now people really is I think we've been digressing for a lot about it prior in every show that we do. It's just all of us, you know, on floor slappers, on on circle debate, on top rope, all of us is. Except Bruce, because Bruce was defending no matter what the hell as what, because that's just him. But it just for me and director too, because he'll defend it. It's the problem. It's just a story. It's the story. Remember what I said? I said it. It's just the oversaturation of the roster that they have. It's really you have you have Wednesdays, you have third, you have Fridays, you have Saturdays. You might get another show, you know, adding for all women's. So if you're gonna have four shows. You're gonna have two hours on Wednesday, one hour on Saturday, on Friday and Saturday. That's four hours, and you're gonna add another one. It's five hours, so it's like okay, now figure this out. Get now you can really find someone to really build a story for all these stars that you that you had on Dark Elevation, oh. Elevation before that you really didn't really you barely even book them, and barely once in a while you have them on Dynamite or Rampage, and that's it. Either we get a win, that's it. There's a story. You have one story, that's it. It's over. What's next for them? No, so here's you do something. That's so the problem. I why I digress, Phil. Why I get upset with Tony? No, Khan. no, no. Why do I say it's bullshit, Tony? Khan, and I reach it. <laughs> I don't. That's what I have So I don't think you're wrong. I think part of the problem also is the storytelling, like you said. But I think the storytelling is a different thing. I think the problem is, is there's a bunch of young guys there. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. Yeah, I love yeah. you for that. And and honestly, yeah. the problem is, is that um, they're. They they are in charge of building their own personas. That's right. the problem that they they that's the uh, the issue there. Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. it's, 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 and no one can it, take losses. No yeah. one can take losses. Like, all right, so yo, I was having this exact same conversation with my um, buddy Big Sexy earlier, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, all right, well, Tony Khan, and I was like with him for for a quick minute. He's like, well, like Claudio, what a waste, you know? He he was this ROH champion, which is the same as the Intercontinental champion, which I've said, yes, that's a fake world title. So, yes, it is the same. But his, he came in, he beat ZSJ, he won the ROH title, he beat Jericho in a feud. Like, that's good. But mm-hmm. then he's now no longer his shiny new toy, so he becomes the third or fourth fiddle in the BCC. Miro, great TNT championship run. But then, hey, I don't know how to book him to lose. He doesn't want to lose. And since he says, I don't want to lose, boss, I'm not going to book you to lose, bitch. <laughs> I am your boss. I'm going to book you in a fucking feud against Wardlow, and you're going to go eat a powerbomb and lose. Get the fuck to the ring. Mm-hmm. But Miro won't accept that. But here's the thing. Claudio, Miro, 
Andrade, Malachi Black. Do an exercise where you draft the whole WWE roster and the AEW roster and put them together. You could have three people divide them into three, okay? Mm-hmm. Claudio's, Miro's, Malachi Black's, Andrade's, they're mid-card. You can't you can't yourself book them to the up to the fucking main event. You can put them in a quick main event feud, but they're not world champions, dude. Mm-hmm. Sometimes guys just are mid-card fucking guys. And at the end of the day, I think these guys just need to understand that they're just mid-card guys. And I mean no disrespect to Claudio. I love Cesaro. I think he's a fucking monster. And do I think he could have been world champion in WWE? Yes. Do I think he should be AEW world champion ever? No. The fuck? I can name 12 people who should be. Miro. Great. Same shit, dude. Get out of catering and come in some fucking feuds. Win matches. Lose matches. Like, it would, it would, let me ask you. What would Claudio? What would Miro? When Andrade comes back, what are these guys doing in WWE? Amalekai. You think they're world champions? I don't. I think they're wrestling for the U.S. title. Are they even on Gunther's level? Come on. Let's be real at this point. Like, let's be real with what Gunther did with that IC title. Are they even on that level at this point? Come on. I'll give you that. I'll give you. No, they're not. But I think here's the interesting thing I can give them. And this is where we talked about the ranking system. And so here's the thing. If you want to treat the ranking system like a storytelling tool, where basically it does not need to be a main card event, but if you want mid-carders fighting to get to the top spot, or like they're not going for like the number one spot. They're basically going, I want to be the guy underneath the guy, underneath the guy, where it's like, I'm ranked number 10. I don't need to climb up. How do I do that? I'm going to go after number five and take his spot. Like, if you do a storyline, because honestly, that is the Continental That's why the Continental Classic worked out great. And like how Tim mentioned earlier, yeah. that that's the reason why it kind of why the rank is kind of coming back. Exactly. exactly. Because it, it gave an interest, you know, towards it, and mm-hmm. it really, really attracted the audience. And that's something and, that... And, 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 and regardless of, of matches or stories, you could, like you just said, Pepsi Phil, yeah. yo, rank the shit to 10. It's like the UFC. When the number 10 guy is fighting the number 8 guy, you know what that means? Mm-hmm. If number 10 beats number 8, guess what happens? He goes up one. I'm up to number fucking 9, or I'm up to Agreed. number 8. Number Agreed. 10, and then number 8 beats and number honestly, 5. And honestly, it's a cheap way of storytelling. It's an easy Agreed. storytelling tool. So easy, dude. But and, and it makes sense to bring it back, but the problem is, is I don't know if they're going that route. Like, I know they brought it back probably despite CM Punk or whatever, but I think the fact that they have to realize that your your ranking system was not a bad idea. You just didn't do it right the first time. Correct. They did it fucking. They didn't execute. It became a plan that was it, executed poorly. And it was a popularity was contest. It was a popularity contest because I think it felt like Cody and the Young Bucks were one through were one through three. Well, yeah. it wasn't just that Pepsi Phil. It was whatever Tony felt convenient to his story at the time. Yeah. Yeah. This guy would just go from non-ranked to ranked. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, they want to match on Dark, so now they're fucking... Well, guess what? Dark and Elevation don't exist anymore, so how are you going to do these rankings without these guys winning matches? Mm-hmm. You can't go and say this guy is fucking number five in your rankings had he not been on TV for the last... Exactly, of- exactly. So How are you going to go to number one if he was not even in the top five? Mm-hmm. Explain it to me. Which is why I'm curious about the... I know they brought with Joe... With them bringing back the ranking system and Joe saying there's an executive committee to give you a shot at a championship, I wonder if that's part of the storyline, which is why I wonder if that's what they're doing. Um, I think Joe can carry that. Um, I think it'll give MJF time to come back and get his belt back, as much as I hate people say. 
with you know what, Pepsi Phil, let me just ask you then because I haven't really deep dive into this show right quick. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get my my takes on dynamite, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe, is he just a transitional champion? You see the two guys on a screen. The story is is it gonna be Swerve? Is it gonna be Hangman? Swerve had Russell Jeff Hardy, Hangman had a Russell Penta. We talked about it off air. I'll give my thoughts again on that momentarily, but I want to. I just want to ask you: well, So, is he going to be transitional? Is Swerve going to fucking make it his house at Revolution? So here's the thing: I actually don't think Joe's a transitional champion, but what I do think Joe is, and I don't know if this definition is transitional. I think Joe is a storyline champion. I think the storyline to get someone the championship is being done through Joe. Like it doesn't work if Joe's not there. If you had MJF, as far as I'm concerned, okay. if you had MJF as champion, it doesn't carry the same weight. Not because MJF's not a great champion, but Joe's a monster. Joe has. Been uh, but do you think Joe's Revolution. gonna lose the belt at Revolution? Uh, at Revolution, um, I'd let them string it along a little bit more, maybe even an all in. Like just because, like I said, Joe's a monster, and if you have like a Hangman and Swerve, that's a good storyline. Because right now, this is the best hangman I have seen since he's been at AEW. Period. No like, yeah. not like before that, like, because I'm telling you right now, when he was with the elite, when he was doing all the other stuff with them, and even the tag championships with Kenny, I was literally just like, this is the most god awful, boring champion. And I was sad because I loved Hangman when he was on the chase. But yeah. when he got that belt, I was like, Hangman, you had two great matches where you won, but I don't know what the fuck you're doing. That's in nothing you're doing is interesting me. And that's not his fault. That's just terrible booking. And I think this time right now, I think he's at a point, like he said, he realized, and I mean, I think this is probably because of Swerve, because once again, Swerve makes everyone better. I think his run with Swerve gave him a direction for himself. Like I know no one's, like I said, I'm, I thought I was the only one who saw but he got that Magnum T egg mustache and beard. Mm-hmm. Right and I he, know exactly where you're going with yeah. that, but yep, yep I know exactly where you're going, he's going with that. He's going the Magnum TA route to become a champion. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, yeah. the same route Magnum TA went for a champion. Like I said, he got knocked down, he came back, he was the workman, he was the he he was the go-to cowboy for yes. everyone. That that's what that's what King Man's doing. Swerve, he everyone everyone is so thirsty for Swerve to win a belt at this point. It's like I like I still say it. If he does not beat Joe, I feel bad for Orange Cassidy. I feel bad for Orange Cassidy because that. But don't you think that's a step down for Swerve because Swerve is like like no. just in here and he's made it, but Swerve has made it known. What has he said over and over and over and over and over again that he's going to be? Like he wants to be. He didn't give a timeline, though. He did not give a time. I understand that, but when is he ever? But it was like, when is he ever going to be hotter, though? You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I agree with you. Like I said, right now, having him lose would be a bit. Would definitely be a. It's very reminiscent of the same thing you talked about earlier with a certain somebody over on the WWE side of things. All right, (laughs) LA Knight against Roman Reigns. It felt like that was like the hottest time to strike with him, right? Yeah, and now we're gonna go to where he's gonna win the U.S. title from Logan Paul, mm-hmm. build him up for another full year. You really think with Swerve we can go? Because if it's not him, it'll be who? Adam Cole, right? Mm-hmm. And then it'll be who versus him, who? Adam Cole versus MJF, or maybe Joe versus Adam Cole versus MJF. So where the fuck does that leave Swerve? So we're gonna push this this Swerve fucking 
as hot as he is into 2025? Mid-2025? I mean, honestly. Is he going to be popping? I mean, I don't Anthony? know. You think Chris Donna is still going to be relevant? <laughs> I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, Joe's a storytelling, storytelling champion. It's not transitional. So that hangman's hot, but Swerve is. So either way, I don't, like I said, I'd be happier with Swerve beat Joe for it. And I don't know how long his run would be. Truth well, be told, maybe, maybe until MJF comes back. I don't. Well, know. look, if that's the case, then then make this a triple threat then, because if, oh remember, yeah, oh no doubt it's a triple. Oh yeah, they have to. Oh, they have to make one hundred percent. they have to. Oh yeah. And, and here's the thing: Joe doesn't this, take the pin. I think Swerve pins Hanger. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. which I don't mind that. And I wouldn't mind if Swerve taking it unexpectedly. I don't think we'll hurt Swerve to win it already too soon. I know that people are like, oh yeah, yeah, we all want it. Some people, you know, we're being analysts here when it comes to that because we're looking at we're looking at all sides. We're not looking only in ring, we're looking at entertainment, we're looking at everything. So in this aspect right now, this story, I feel that giving Swerve right now that belt, oh unexpectedly out of nowhere, for him to win in that triple threat match, a, a revolution. Keep in mind these two gentlemen are gonna choose their own fucking gentlemen, their partner opponents next week. From there, you can tell it's going to come down two weeks from now, that from that Wednesday, that they get a number one contender. It's a draw. Nobody goes over. That means the, Tony Khan comes out. Well, Tony Schiavone comes Oh, hey, yeah, Tony Khan allows it to be a triple threat. It'll be a triple threat, triple threat match. Mm-hmm. And there you're going to have Chisomo Joe versus Swerve versus Ed, Ed Hagman at Revolution. You have Swerve winning. Say, say, Swerve, I don't know where wins it. Cool. Joe continues to feud on that. Maybe by that time, we don't know that Adam Cole will be ready. If Cole will be ready by that time, then guess what's going to happen? We're going to have a fatal four-way when it comes to that. That means Adam Hagman and Page. That, will, that means that will be Swerve defending it, Samoa Joe, and Adam Cole. And see, then from there, the winner from that, then we see the return of MJF. Let's say Cole wins it. MJF returns, gets his fucking gets his title shot because he has a rematch clause. Can keep that in mind. doesn't matter who the champion is. And there you're gonna have your place either at all out or all in in UK. No, that would be the best way to do it to book it for Swerve to win that belt, even though it'll be a short time. But I guarantee it won't affect them at all if he loses it. It would not affect them. See, I can tell I, you see, that's the only point I have right there. So here's the thing: one of the big things Swerve talked about was when he talked about. Thank you. Um, Wakely, all right. Yeah. I see you remember, remember Swerve, what Swerve said to Hangman, you got the opportunities that I can't get, referring to being black in wrestling. So having him get the belt and having it be in like a month or two months literally doesn't actually work for him. So I think he sh- I think he wins the belt, like you say, but I don't think it's going to be a Cole steal. I think Cole will go for the belt, but I think he gets screwed by a run-in by MJF, and then you get, but then you get whatever the was it the Universal Kingdom or whatever he's calling it now, you mean um, the Undisputed Kingdom, the Undisputed <laughs> Kingdom versus whatever MJF's faction is going to be with him with, and could be Dynasty, could be yeah, fucking you know Hammerstone yeah. and fucking you know exactly. So then you yeah. get that, so you get that. So they have their own little squabble off to the side, and I think it's a prover. I think we can all agree wrestling. Wrestling is fun when you have a heel champion. Like when you have a heel champion, wrestling is more fun. And Pepsi Phil, here's what I was gonna say on this. Yeah, <laughs> Swerve will get this belt at Revolution, mm-hmm. and I, just because I never thought Joe was gonna get the belt anyway. So like the <laughs> fact that Joe even got the belt is dope. 
Yeah. He will transition it. I know I, I know you don't really want to use the word transition. He will make a good storyline yeah. to the next. Because yeah. it's not transitional. Because it's not like, yo, Iron Sheik, transitional. Mick yeah. Foley, three-day champion. Transitional, all right? Mm-hmm. There's been transitional champions. Joe will have held this belt. He will have defended the belt a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Not quite transitional. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just I'm just fucking around because it's one pay per view <laughs> to the next that he lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Swerve will win it. I don't think Swerve loses it right away though. But yeah. I do think happens is while he's champion, he does start as a heel. But guess what happens? Whose house? Yeah, exactly. It's already hard enough to it's already hard enough to get a crowd to boo him right now. Imagine we put the belts on him. Yeah, and he's already like he's like he, it's hard for people to boo him. Prince Nana is not helping with his dancing. And no, like, it, you know dancing. what? I hate to say it, but it does help. If bro, not I was as a heel, not as a heel. Keep though. in mind, I was there when Ronda Rousey was there at the fucking indie scene. Was it uh fuck? I forgot the name of Sam Callis promotion. I was there when Swerve was there and Nana was there. I was there when I came up with that. We everybody was doing it in the fucking crowd. Oh it yeah. Like, oh, it helps the face side of things for sure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Even though exactly. it's a heel, regardless if he's a yeah. heel, but it does help. That entertainment side Ooh. helps. No matter what, it helps. Think about it. Okay, you tell me did it help Miro when he had fucking uh, uh, what's his name from Impact. When he did Rusev Day. Oh my God. Did it, was, it fucking oh, help? That was the time. Ivan, that was the time. If he was ever going to be world champion, Thank that, you. Was, that was Thank the time. You. Well, no, here's the thing, though. That's what I'm not. saying. But I think, I think it goes back to what you said earlier. The crowd decided that they were not going to have heel Rusev anymore. And I think you may get the same yes. thing. I agree with you about Swerve. He will win the championship. He will defend it maybe one or two times, but at a certain point, even with the guys, they will start. They will like go. I first of all, they already want him as champion, because let's face it, the man is like. I mean, he's charismatic and his character is great. Um, but the moment he wins that belt, I don't care. They're going. They're not going to boo that man anymore. That's which is fine. I'm not saying like that's fine. He can still mm-hmm. be where he is. What I'm saying is more that if. Right now, with with MJF out and rehabbing mm-hmm. and everything, and then Adam Cole hasn't returned as of yet because that story is on pause. Yeah. And right now, you have Samoa Joe, who I am not mad that he's a world champion. He's doing something. At least the crowd is really invested on it. Regardless of the fucking ratings or everything, I don't give a shit about that. That that, that doesn't matter. What matters to me more is like uh, the attraction that you're getting from the audience that are mm-hmm. hearing on live television. That that's mm-hmm. what matters to me. So get and then what matters is get swerved that is getting that from the live audience and on television and on social media. Why can you not give this man the belt already? Why not? Even though Joe will have a short term, but hey, keep in mind that Tony Khan's promotion is mainly known about titles being short term very quickly, not long term. MJ is the only man who has held the title for the longest than any other one, even in the mid card, even in, in any other title. No, Maybe who has held it on besides Orange Cassidy was by far well, not really, because on the men's on the men on the men's on the men's roster, probably no one. No, no one on the on women's roster. On the women's roster, however, Britt Baker and Jade Cargill 
Thank you, Bigley Revolver. There you go. That's what we got. Yeah. Thank well, you. Jade held that belt forever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but see, that's, yeah, because that was really That was another case of just like we talked about with Seth Rollins and the USA Network. They, they just made that belt solely for her. Hey, yeah. you're not ready to be world champion. We're just going to make you a championship that yeah. you just fucking prayed around. Yeah, that is, yeah, facts. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, yeah, so that's why I feel it won't affect the product and it would actually, if anything, it'll gain the momentum which you want. That's Ooh. what you really, really want because put it like this. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm not going and, and I'm not going here. Race. I'm not going race here on this, but I mean, it's like you know, we really, really haven't really have an African American pro wrestler in AEW to have that. We had it in WWE. Kofi, when he won it, Kofi, when he, what happened there? The crowd, us wanted him to win it, and he did. And Brian Danielson allowed that to happen. Because even though the other piece of shit who was no longer woke, that's I mean, allowed, allowed he, he demanded that shit. Yeah, he demanded it. He put this man to belt. Yeah, and this should be the same way here. Samoa yeah. Joe, him as a veteran, will tell Tony Khan, give him the belt. Yeah. I, don't I, mean, honestly, I think, I think Joe, I think Joe wants that. I think Joe cares about the business, and I think Joe's an executive part of his of his of career. And I think he knows how to set up a run and set. Like I said, I think Hook was a perfect example. He about building talent, and I think he sees Swerve as the next guy. So I'm hoping that's the case. Like I said, I hope I really hope that's the case. And I feel like that it's a case that we're heading to the direction with that because I feel mm-hmm. that that just because you know Joe's a champion, I know MJF's out, but you got to have a plan B and C. So mm-hmm. this is your plan C, which is Samoa Joe. Your mm-hmm. plan D will be you know Swerve. Yes. We haven't even they haven't even announced the matches of the year 2023 as of yet, which we already know the match of the year is going to be ended up being him and Adam at full gear. Well, of course, I was there, but yeah, you know, that was there. So I feel like that's what's going to happen here in this case. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to end with the crowd, the anticipation that he's getting from the crowd, this is one thing I feel that where they WWE dropped the ball on this is that this is probably the man that he wanted to be in WWE when he brought up. Oh, know, easy. Easy. Yeah, big time. And if they did not give him that, and now that he's allowed to do it here in all of the wrestling, then this is now something that that's we've the- been waiting for. And I guarantee you, Paula Vick is probably watching this. She's like, "Damn, we fucked up on this one." I but- mean, well, I don't. What do you mean? What you mean? We? He remember he was on the shelf when they got released. Remember? Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, Paula yeah. Beck was on the shelf. You're right. Yeah, he, that's how. Life. That's how Regal lost his job. That's how yeah. Joe lost his job. And Triple H had to go on medical medical reserve, and all of a sudden they start clearing the board after he left, which is the only reason they are gone. Yeah, and so I know he's probably like you motherfuckers. I go on vacation, and this is what you do to my business. What the fuck? There's, there's <laughs> and, and you know, I, even though like right now, those are the only top stories we could say in AW that it has us invested at the moment mm-hmm. until we find out how this is everything else. I feel for me, and I may be wrong about this, but this is my opinion about it. I feel right now they're not really pushing it right now at the point because their their pay per view is done until March. They still got uh, twenty eight more days coming up. March sixth. It's the first week though. We only got five weeks. Like so, they gotta. But 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 hold on. But let me remind you, gentlemen, that we're used to that because it's only Khan's booking. He always does that. He yeah, I know. He always does that, and we're used to it. But the, but the one thing he has done differently here in this one by far is that there's three stories that we have in, in, here in AEW. We have the women's one with 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 the time of Sony Storm and Deanna Prosk. We have, of course, Swerve, Adam, Adam Hangman Page, and Joe. And now we have the Sting 
with Darby and the Young Bucks. Those are only three by far that we have. But we still have we haven't headed the direction where we're heading to yet. <laughs> so at least we got those top three for right now. That are the major concern because mainly is really those three that really concerned, which is the women's main title, the men's main, main world title, and Sting's retirement matchup. Until then, we'll find out how they're going to book everything else heading to the story into Revolution. I mean, so, that, goes back, that goes back into what you said earlier, man. Storytelling, and honestly, I'm not seeing stories right now. And the last thing, yeah. and the thing hey, I hate he does, the thing I hate he does is he be he ramrods a story down our throat that we don't, that does not naturally occur. That like it doesn't flow. Like it's just some random one. Like this board. Do, I, oh yeah, I forgot that one too. But no, that was. Not, I do that's like another that one. Like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Pepsi Phil. I think I'm like that's another one right there. Roderick Strong and Orange Cassidy. That feels rushed. But it, like, it doesn't. Does here's why. Because okay. we are six or five weeks. I apologize. I said five weeks. We are five weeks, but the feud started seven weeks away from the pay-per-view. So if you start a feud seven weeks, so it might feel rushed right now and out of nowhere. Yes. Like right, like really, Roderick Strong's going for Orange Cassidy, but it doesn't. One, because he was just unveiled in the main event of a pay-per-view. As mm-hmm. a part of the fact, like a major part of the faction, like he was Adam, like he was like an integral part of this faction. So of course he wants a fucking belt. So what's he gonna go after? He's gonna go after Christian, he's gonna go after Orange, he's gonna go after Orange. That makes so much sense. And then you gotta think about it. He did it seven weeks out of the pay-per-view. So this motherfucker is actually booking a match seven weeks out of a pay-per-view. So my bad, I didn't mean to cut you all out. You finished my feeling. No, 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 you're good. Like right now, it might feel weird. I get that, but seven weeks from now, once we get to the pay per view, I mean, I feel like you know, this week again, Wardlover's Trent, like we're he's telling that story why we're getting to that match. Mm -hmm. I think, I I think maybe it's just the fact that the way it's being delivered is the question I'm having right now, probably with it. That feels sus. I'm with you on that, Pepsi Phil, but here's the thing, though. Like, this is this is where the beginning starts of developing mm-hmm. the Undisputed Kingdom. Because now this is, as, as Adam Cole can't do anything right now, mm-hmm. his, his injury. What other way to go ahead and build his rest of his, of rest of the, his, his, his faction? You already have the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles with, of course, you know, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. So now you're going to have roger strong going after the international title maybe dethroning orange cassidy down the line maybe a revolution that will be his ready you know first pay-per-view event that he'll win a title good for him i'm happy for him he's underrated i'm mm-hmm. not i have to say about roger strong bad because the man is underrated i've seen him win the world title pwg title in pwg a long time ago but you know this is here. hell yeah so it's just like there's nothing for me i don't see that is Wrong with it? I see it's just the beginning of what we're heading to, okay. of the building yeah. of the faction. I mean, obviously, obviously we're seen waiting. that prior when he was an undisputed era. Yeah, well, we I saw mean, that. I mean, Adam Cole gets in the mm-hmm. name. Yeah, I was about to say um, the um, the under, the Adam Cole injury as part of the undisputed era is not a new stick altogether. Like he mm-hmm. has, he's run, he has run a faction that way before. Yeah, so, so it's nothing I, new. It's just it's just something that. We're already familiar, but the good thing is that now we're seeing more Roderick once again getting back in that picture. We haven't seen that in quite some time since the last time we saw NXT when he won the North American title. And then remember, in Survivor Series, he had a fantastic triple threat match that he had when it was versus mm-hmm. him. I forgot who oh, it was. AJ Styles and, and, and uh, yeah, and Shinsuke Nakamura. 
Yeah. Right. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that was awesome, and he yeah. won that match, and he That's won that. Good. I think we can agree. We don't. We don't think Roderick Strong is a bad wrestler. I think we no. can all agree on that. Great wrestler, beautiful man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very beautiful. Yes. But I think the problem is great wrestler, beautiful man. Like problem right now is uh, uh, take uh, that actually is not a bad idea. Orange take the belts off a of Christian. That'd be dope. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I think they want him to move up to like world. Oh, like the world title. Yeah, no, we I mean, not right. I don't know. Although he'd be, good, he'd be a good opponent for Swerve to lose to, or exactly. I mean, to not lose to fight. Swerve. Yeah, he'd be a good guy to lose to Swerve. I mean, if he's the one that he has to fight Swerve after Swerve wins the belt, that'd be a great match. I showed Big Sexy my picture of Mark Davis's <laughs> ass earlier. He's like, "Who's Mark?" He's like, "Who's Dump Truck Davis?" I said, "Oh, <laughs> oh, let me show you." <laughs> and then right next to it was a picture of Ty, and I was like, "Oh, Ty, I miss you so much." God. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, like I said, they had. So here's the thing with AEW: as mad, as que- as questionable as their storytelling is, it's not like they don't have tools to actually be great. Like that's the difference. They have the tools to actually have a really great run. Like honestly, if it like if I agree with you, if it's a triple threat, swerve pins hangman, and we get a swerve hangman return match after that, after that last one for the belt, where the stakes are even higher, and let's just face it, hangman's hangman's entire personality is based on that title run. That's also a great run. So they have they have, like you said, a plan B, C, D already set for that. Every Orange Cassidy. I mean, honestly, there's a whole slew of guys he can go after. Like to this day, I still have no idea why they're not letting Ricky Starr get a shot at the international title. Um, why they haven't let Ethan Page get in the middle of that mix somewhere in, in the international title page. I mean, that's what I want. Like I said, that they have the tools to actually be a really great, great, really great franchise. I just, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. confusing. It's just the the book is just confusing. Mm-hmm. They could have easy. They could have easily went two shows: uh, uh, Dynamite versus Collision, World mm-hmm. Champion, World Champion, Mid Card, Mid Card, Tag Tag, mm-hmm. Women's Women, and then like instead of the TBS, instead of the TNT, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, you could have kind of like washed all of that out. Um, oh yeah, she'll be back for sure, no doubt. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, doubt. and I think the but, one thing, Tim, you also hit on something too. Being a Mid Card guy is not a bad thing. Like no. you are legit. Those are some of some of the best guys we've loved have all been mid card guys like Mr. Perfect, Rick Roddy Dude, Piper, Jake Roddy the Snake. Piper. Like there's tons of guys who pretty Scott much Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Exactly. Like being a mid card guy doesn't make a it doesn't mean you're a bad wrestler or that you aren't big time. It's just it just wasn't your time. No disrespect, it just wasn't your time. But yeah. the number of guys who have pretty much made a career out of being mid guard, like Dean Malenko especially. Demolingo is one of the best technical guys, period. Oh, one yeah. Of the best ever, no doubt. Yeah. And, and as far as I'm concerned, his career was cut way too short. But either way, the man did man did the work that was wonderful to watch, period. No, he was incredible, incredible. Yeah. But, yo, it's like you were saying about what they're doing right now in AEW. Yeah. So the Continental Classic was fucking fantastic because mm-hmm. they actually had stories behind their matches. Great, and they were telling other stories with MJF and Adam Cole, etc. Um, here we are. I I do want to say I'm I'm pretty happy where we're going with their stories because we have the triple threat coming right now. We have Diana and Tony. We have 
Adam Copeland and Christian coming, the Young Bucks and Sting. Um, we have the fuck Roderick Strong and Orange Cassidy. So, like, for the first time in a long time, he's actually building these matches out. I also feel like all of John Moxley's promos are just spitting at Will Ospreay because they had the triple threat <laughs> match in Japan where, like, like they they wanted the match. And we all wanted the match. We wanted Will Ospreay. Oh, no, he's still, oh remember, remember they had that triple threat match. And they, they, right, and they took David Finley out. They yeah. beat the fuck out of Finley to start yeah. the match. They had a pact. They yep. beat Finley's ass so then they could wrestle each other. So after five minutes, you know what I'm saying, then they went back. So I, I that all was great. So I think I think it's going to be Moxley versus Will Ospreay at Revolution. Mm-hmm. The Revolution. Yes. And we're going to get there. And they're telling the story of Brian versus Eddie already. So that's yeah. seven matches that they're already booking six, seven weeks out. Five, you know, that is great. I commend them on that. The problem is, and it was what we were talking about in the pre-show fist fight, the, the dynamite this week. It and sometimes you just throw shit at the wall and hope it sticks, and you yeah, can't have a great yeah. show every week. Um, you know, Bakley just said Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson again. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was just saying after Brian mm-hmm. spit at him. And I think finally Brian might get the titles that time, which would be really cool. So Brian, not a fake world champion, but a world champion. <laughs> name. He's never had a championship since he's been there. I mean, but my problem, Pepsi Phillip, was this with the show, and it was what we talked about in the pre-show fist fight. Trent and Wardlow, they had no business going fucking eight to twelve minutes. Whatever the fucking way, it felt like it went fifteen. So yeah. it only went eight. Yeah. I apologize, but it, that match felt like it went like fifteen minutes. Like that shit was so unnecessary. And again. They were trying to build that that story that we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. The best most of the matches, yeah, yeah, you're right. Most but, of the matches felt extensively long. But in that match, though, that match could have went five minutes, mm-hmm. and then they could have told the story after the match. Like Wardlow could have put this dude down, and then they could have told the story after the match. Mm-hmm. You know, Thunder Rosa and Red Velvet. Thunder Rosa gets a match on Dynamite. But I swear to God, this is no bullshit. I went to the bathroom to take a shit. I came back out of Rod's head pause, and apparently I missed the match. And yeah. I was only gone for like eight minutes. So, like, what the fuck does that even mean about the match? Okay? I don't even know. If the, I don't even know if the match was that long. Honestly. Okay. So there. So so that and that's your only women's match on the show. And like, I was just like, yo, that's bullshit. Like, I literally and I forgot to pause. I usually pause when I go take a shit. Mm-hmm. I forgot to hit pause. I came back out and Sting and Darby were in the ring, and I was like, what the fuck? And then you know, I I had just thought. You know, Thunder Rosa was going to come eventually, and I was like, "Oh wow, I missed that match in those <laughs> five, seven, eight minutes, whatever." But <laughs> that sucks. That so that part sucks. But I get what they're doing. I think she'll end up going after the TBS Championship as she's been involved with Julia Hart. But you know, I didn't see that. But that's just throwing more shit at the ball. Like Red Velvet, she's been gone, injury. Here she is on Dynamite and Rampage and Collision. Red Velvet I mean, she can't got get enough of her. But she had a good showing. She did have a good showing. I no disrespect to Red Velvet. I think she's yeah, a good yeah, worker, yeah. but she's like a shiny new toy. Oh, she's back from injury. It's like. Uh, Queen Aminata. Oh, hey, here's my shiny new toy. I'm gonna use her for fucking. I am worried. I am worried about her, man. I think she's good, and she's very, and she's very attractive, and she's yeah, got think... Blue's best friend. So yeah. she's got a lot of things going for her. But she's that shiny new toy. So yeah, she's put on TV for fucking seven straight shows, and then guess what? She's gonna be nowhere to be found after that. Or on ROH, early uh, ROH. Yeah, um, Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Oh, we talked about it already. Mm-hmm. I love that. I kind of hope they just get rid of those titles at this point. But mm-hmm. I digress. Here's where I want to talk about we're throwing shit at the wall, okay? Mm-hmm. I guess Hangman, I guess Swerve, we're trying to sell a story, you get them to Joe. But Penta, 
I never want to see in a singles match again. <laughs> like, right? It fucking pisses me off. No, so no. no, no fucking fear is bullshit because all he does is lose. All right. And I don't care if it's against Moxie and if it's against Hangman and it's against Claudio or Brian or Eddie. And it's against these fucking major players in this fucking game. I don't care, dude. Don't put him in the in, even when he wrestled with Commander, he lost. He wrestled in a trios match against Action Top Flight and he lost. Why is Penta a fucking loser, all right? This is mm-hmm. one of the best wrestlers in the world, and all he does is lose. Dude, I'm sick of it. I don't want to see him in a singles match anymore. That match did, That match was a good match. Um, Went just a minute or two too long. Jeff mm-hmm. Hardy and Swerve. I'm the biggest Hardy hater in the world. But boy, oh boy, Jeff Hardy's been begging to get on Dynamite, so he kind of gave him a singles match to show it. Dude, guy came and showed out. Guy mm-hmm. came and showed out i really love the effort that jeff hardy put into this match he looked very very good um it went too long though like what the fuck did this match go so long for like jeff hardy looked very tired at the end of the match but can i blame him uh, it, it was they it was a shitload of false false finishes that you after know, a while started to get excessive there's just only so that i mean he, remember, he's the one that bitched on social media that we, we, oh, we don't get booked at Dynamite. We get booked on a Rampage and Collision. Is it? But, but I know he got booked that he looked good, but why couldn't you just make that an eight-minute match? Why do these matches have needed to be 12? Like, Jeff Hardy versus Swerve should have been, like, seven minutes. Quick, mm-hmm. done. Jeff Hardy gets a couple spots and shows he can still work. Gets his Like, he didn't even do the Hardy dance on stage. Because they were telling the story like he's a different Jeff Hardy. He's angry. But, yo, if you're a different Jeff Hardy and if you're angry, why are you still slapping hands with the fans if you're not going to do the Hardy dance? So that was confusing all in it with itself. But Jeff Hardy had a great showing. The women's stuff is amazing. Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo. The storytelling. I don't know what the fuck Bully Ray's talking about. Tell me a story about the tattoo. What the fuck do you mean? She just told the story about the tattoo. They've been telling the story about how they were friends over the past few weeks. Deanna's been trying to snap Tony out of whatever reality or whatever world she's living in, dude. The shoe was thrown. The shoe is great. I love the shoe. I mean, the shoe battle was the shoe battle was amazing. Dude, it was fucking fantastic. (laughs) Tony and Deanna both looked really good on their promos. I love the reveal of the ankle tattoos. I did not know that they were that close. I didn't know they had the same tattoo. I thought that that was really cool to find out. The matchup revolution will be very good, and I like the story that they're telling mm-hmm. with these two women. And Tony Storm, dude. Enough said. Just impeccable. And the thing with Luther and Mariah May backstage, where she <laughs> yeah. finally told Mariah May she was going to go to her match, and then at the last second just goes, oh, sweetheart. <laughs> I, I can't go to this city again. And I was just like, you did it again. That's <laughs> she can't go to that city. But she finally told her she was going to go, and she goes, I can't go. Oh, truth, just Truth be told, the work she does with Luther is still my favorite. The sitting on his shoulder thing to do all of her moves at some point where she's dragging someone across the rope, or if, if she needs to have a conversation with someone, she sits on his shoulders. <laughs> like, it's little things like that that sell her character. And, yeah, she literally has made the character of probably last half decade. In my opinion, she's, she's fucking fantastic, dude. She is just absolutely fantastic in the main event. I've bitched about it on this show before, and I'll bitch about it again tonight. I forget to fucking record the overrun, and I don't fucking care to record the overrun. Tony Khan, your show is not that special that you need to overrun it five minutes. So fuck you, suck my dick, 
your bullshit. And I didn't watch your main event in the overrun because uh, I didn't record it. And I didn't really care for your show that much this week. So I didn't go out of my way to fucking rewatch it. So I didn't see uh, Adam Spear Suzuki, I assume, for the one, two, three. I'm kidding. Um, I know he hit the the Luchasaurus, the kill switch, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you call it nowadays. Because <laughs> uh, Poppy told me. I mean, uh, uh, I didn't go fucking out of my way to watch it. Okay. Truth be told, I mean, this co- the Cope Challenge, as they're calling it right now, I don't think it's hitting like the way they thought it would. Because honestly, the Minoru Suzuki thing, I feel like they bring him out when they're desperate for a guy. Then that's no disrespect to Minoru Suzuki. Actually, well, he's, he's just he's doing a tour, so he's back again in America. No, he, he is, but I, think- I was all with yo when I, I actually yo I marked out for this when I yeah. saw it. I said, "Oh my god, yeah, Minoru Suzuki no, signed me up!" But then they they fucking fucked me on the yeah, fucking five minute overrun. It's not, yeah, it's not a matter. It's not a matter of whether or not it's a good match or whether or not it's a good pick. It's one of those things where it's like it needs to be something. And if you're going to bring in Minoru Suzuki, um, it needs to be something. Like, I don't feel like this guy, what it, not good or bad match aside, which is, as far as I'm concerned, a great match. But I don't think from a story perspective, it said anything to me. Like, as far as he knows, the way he's telling this story, it's like every person he fights is just another step closer, a step over to get to Christian. Well, to be fair, does any Minoru Suzuki match feel like anything at this point? <laughs> Whether it's Japan or AEW, he's just there. What did you say earlier? What was the word? Why is Suzuki there? Because of boredom. Not because he's bored, but like it's like a boredom match is a necessity match. Yeah. Every match Suzuki does kind of just kind of. It's not like it. It's boring. It's just, you know. It's no, just, it's, yeah, no, no, it's, no. It's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. like he's Okada. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, Okada it, showed up for. I him. mean, he's pretty much retired. So basically, he just right. wrestles because it's fun. And I uh, right, and, and like Bagley said, it was Adam's idea. Yeah, correct. But mm-hmm. I'm sure if Adam had thoughts in his head, he'd probably go back the other way, wrestling in front of fucking 1,800 people. That crowd was despicably disgusting. Yeah, what I mean, a shit fucking crowd, dude. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, the crowd for me, the crowd didn't matter too much because I it it was literally like the type of show they were bringing with it. Um, I don't it think just, it's, it's, to, it's to your point though. It wasn't a well booked show. Everything was way too long. The two segments that that pretty much were great were really short. Um, your women's match was less than probably less than five minutes, maybe six. Honest and honestly, you're sitting there just wondering. First of all, the Thunder Rosa comeback should have been longer. Like, I mean, should have been because it's her first match back. Yeah, on Dynamite. Yeah, on Dynamite. Sorry, yeah, on Dynamite. But like I said, the Tony Storm, Deanna Peraza was a great segment. And I'll say it, like, the scissors, the Bang Bang, the debut of Bang Bang Scissor Gang, as far as I'm concerned, another good moment. And there were six dudes, so yeah, I understand why that went a little bit long. There were six not guys just there. five guys, but it was six. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> but you got six dudes. Yeah. So, but after that, the rest of them were just—I mean, Hangman and you know, Hangman and Swerve do what they do, but so many false finishes. I'm sitting yeah. here just going, and honestly, the Hook Joe segment did not feel necessary. Mm. No, nah, I mean, no, you, you have to make <laughs> Hook strong at the end. That's what matters. Oh, no, no. Hook did look strong because, remember, he did survive the match. And surviving yeah. in and of itself was a success for, for Hook because we all agreed Hook had a good show and 
not just as taking a beating, but in the way he fought Joe. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was that pop-up from the muscle buster, which, again, we it, that was a conversation in the back probably. Yeah. Um, but by and large, Hook looked good to me. Like, I don't think that segment to come out and say, I'm coming for you next, Joe, was necessary. No, he's not. He'll say he'll be like, I'll see you again later. So that's yeah. pretty much what he said. So, Joe I mean, going, get this unworthy out my ring. Does kind of kill it though. Well, no, it, it, you got That's what get... I thought too. I thought when he shook his hand, that should have been the end of the segment. Yeah, done. And then get the unworthy at the security. That yeah, that made it so. You yes, know, okay, it, it, it does in a way, but it still kind of makes Hook still strong because he just whooped everybody's ass at the end. So it is what it is. And you saw how Joe walked away like, oh, hey, control your son, right? He's telling Taz about his son. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the only good part I would say. I'm with you guys when it comes to like the way how it looked, but in this case, it really still protects Hook in that matter because it's like, okay, at least you're still selling it that, man, this kid could go, and man, he kicked out of my fucking finisher. What the fuck? You know, so it, it, it still gives that attraction for Hook in that matter. So that, but I get what you guys are saying. I know it, it looked weak. It was like, okay, really? It should have been just a handshake, walk away, boom, that's it. But, you know, at the end, he's a heel. He, what else he's gonna do? He has to sell it somehow, some kind of way. Even though it was a bad way to do it, but it, it, but geez, I guess I guess I still forget what you just said that he is a heel. Yeah, and I still look at him like a tweener that he was with MJF, and I forget yeah. that like his story arc right now is that he like was the one who was behind the devil, even though he wasn't, but like he was the devil's like muscle. Yeah, so he is a fucking piece of shit prick. That we all thought he should be. So fuck Channing Joe Joe Joe. We should shut the fuck up and mm -hmm. you know. I mean, uh, for me, I would have preferred if Joe took a shot at him and then had security beat the crap out of Hook. That, that would have been better after the or choked him out again. Yeah, thrown him out. Like get the fuck out of my ring, bitch. Yeah. And then and then sat on commentary with Taz for the next two matches. Or yeah, two. exactly. Like, so yo, I just choked your son out. You want to talk? <laughs> I was waiting for Joe to choke out Taz, and I'm, Man, like, oh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. Even even though Taz knows the business, watching his son get beat like that by Joe had to do something to him. Like I don't care if you're a father watching your boy get thrown around like Joe was throwing hook around. Had to do something to your insides. I'm sure Dusty would have been proud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Cody, look at my son Cody just get. Beating down that, I hope he take that blade to his head. As a matter of fact, Ooh, yeah, he set up on a fiery table for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But folks, we're gonna close it out. One more, and that is it because we heard in the chat. We said <laughs> at the beginning of the show we didn't want to talk about it because of the details of it, but with the things <laughs> that happened, I think it's about that time for us to talk about it. Okay, it's not a debate of the week, folks. I played the song because I like the song of it, but I can say. It's a good, there's no debate of the week on this. This is a breaking news, folks. So hear it out. That is right. It is official. We didn't want to talk about it in the show in the beginning, folks, because the whole fact, because of, you know, the details, what I mentioned earlier, that, that I did not want to touch on the pun for you fans as well, because it, it's a very delicate, very delicate. We don't need to talk about the details. We can talk no, 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 no
No, 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 that's what we're going to get to. Yeah. So it's official now. It's all over. We've been hearing it for quite some time, and it is official. Nick Khan put a tweet out there saying, I wanted to inform, that, inform everyone that Vince McMahon has tendered his resignation for his position as TKO executive chairman and on the TK board of directors. He will no longer have a role with TKO Group Holdings or WWE. Now, there's another one on the uh, course that Vince McMahon himself said that pretty much, I stand by by, my, by prior statement that Miss Grant lawsuit will replace the lives of seeing, you know, up instance of Kurd and that indicates his direction. So at this point, he pretty much, pretty much says that I will be re resigning as all of the above what I mentioned earlier. So he is officially gone. Now, in, in this forum, just to give everybody the details on this, because I, I kind of researched it prior before we did the show, because I wanted to see how, what way to get rid of this man. So the only way is for him to resign. And they couldn't buy him out. So he is now making the decision that he resigned. Of course, TKO announced during what happened during the deal, not going into details once again, it's just more that we're, that's out of our country, that's, not a part of us. He does not control TKO, nor he runs TKO or runs WWE. He doesn't call the shots of that at all. But we will look more for the investigation. Now, the investigation that was already been done and more more further details are still happening as we keep speaking of it and more coming, which probably within our next 48 to 72 hours. But now it comes down to the conclusion that we all been wanting to see is go home, man. You already fucked it up. You already know what you did. Just go home. Stay away. Period. You stayed away on tele national television. Not really because you were there, of course, when the introduction of Dwayne Rob Johnson, because you were part of the board of directors. But guess what? You're no longer part of it. Yeah. You resigned because the SEC are right on top of you at the moment. SEC has all the files of everything. Not a, I'm not talking about the lawsuit. Is how is this man still part of something, of a company? Of after all the allegations. So, of course, there was an agreement that, of course, it, in order for him to be out fully 100%, he has to actually force himself to resign, not bought out. So SEC investigated all of that, looked put documents, all the paperwork, and it is all there legit. So as of right now, it's being reported. That happened at least 45 minutes ago from the SEC that it has been reported that he did officially sign his resignation. So he is now completely 120% out, he cannot be brought back at all whatsoever. If even as much as Emmanuel could try to do that, but it's not gonna happen because it's a the signature is there. Mm -hmm. So he is officially gone, gentlemen. Yeah, completely away from away from WWE and from TKO. I'm gonna digress very quickly and then I'll give it pass to you guys. I'm not gonna say like I mentioned. I would say this. This man knew that he did all this shit. Everything what the fuck he did. Let me tell you why. He did not put this company into his family for a nature of a reason. Because he didn't want the, the legacy to be hurt because of his because of his actions. Now and not only that, because it was a public traded company at the time, and that, of course, the investments could go in an instant that very quick. 
could lose it very quick and all the drops could very go out and nobody will buy none of the stock market at all. That will put WWE in danger to close to close out. Then we'll give Tony Khan the point to buy that company if it wasn't for Area Mania to actually purchase the product, which is why this man did the reason what he did is setting the company because he knew that this actually was going to come and bite him in the ass. The karma was coming. When SEC got involved in the first time of the allegations, that's when he knew, I got to get rid of this very quick because these motherfuckers are going to come after me, and, and I know you fucked up. And you certainly did, sir. You fucked up. So now that Aaron Manuel, of course, I'm assuming that this man, and I guarantee this man much, call this man and tell him, you know what? I need you to sign your resignation. You're going to hurt my stock markets. You're going to hurt my public companies in the stock markets because of your bullshit. You already have one sponsorship already excluded out, not a fully percent, a hundred percent, but just didn't want to sponsor the event coming in the next 24 hours because of your actions. The last thing you want is to lose another sponsorship, which is cricket, who is one of your biggest sellers who are the sponsorships that you have that really highlight you guys is the last one you're going to lose because you lose that endorsement and that's the issue. It is the same likewise how Dana White happened to his situation when he had prior to this recent event. That's why he kind of stepped down and said, you know what, i got to shut the fuck up and not do shit and step away, stay at home, do what I need to do at home. If I want to go out privately, I better make sure there's nobody around me. Good for you, Dana White. You make the right decision how you do your actions. But this man, of course, because it was different because this happened 20, 30 years ago, what he's done prior before, that none of us were fully aware of it, that all he did was bought out everybody, and that's what he did. But now that we're in a generation that is a public traded company that is owned by somebody who was a billionaire more than you, that really actually bought you out because he and pretty much gave you the money here, let me run it. And now this man is running it. And now you thought you could sneak in. I could still make it, make some calls and say what I could say. No, because he knew it was going to happen at the end. At the end of the day, this man is walking away with money, regardless of him that he's gone from TKO and WWE. Now, the one thing that we can say that we don't know what's going to happen to this man is his money. I'm talking about money-wise. Besides, you know, incarcerment, all of that, I'm not even going to touch that because may, it's, we'll see that down the line. But for, um, for but money-wise, I would say that he will eventually go broke because you will lose the money that you were given by TKO, the money that you were given prior to all the, everybody else's. You will lose everything. You had no other option to resign. So I'm glad you made the right decision to resign from both of these companies, step away from these companies because you're going to hurt the legacy that's already been there for the last over 40 years of this sports entertainment that we still talk about and we were talking about it earlier. We need to step away completely. You're no longer what it used to be back in the 80s. It's no longer what it was in the 80s getting the center of attention. Oh, I, I, if it wasn't for me, I would have entertainment. Okay, we grant you that. However, your personal life is where you fucked it up. Here, bringing this. Keep in mind that we are in a generation of an era that we are living by social media. We're living by everything that is exposed in an instant and a quickness, quickness as possible. It's no longer like you pay someone at the table and say, hey, you know what? Keep this paper away. No, there's such there's a thing called a telephone. There's such a cold thing, the internet. Such cold things as photography, you can put it out there. Everything else that you have. You may be the dumbest motherfucker in the world for you to, to cause all of this, but at the end, you knew this was going to happen, 
And that's why you sold it to heal instead of leaving it to your daughter and your son and your son-in-law. Because you knew that that company would have gone shit. You knew that Tony Khan would have bought it from you, bought it from your from your family because that would have gone that way if Emmanuel didn't buy it. So I'm glad you are gone. Keep yourself away gone. Isolate yourself. Obsolete. Delete from the world of professional wrestling and the world of entertainment. We don't want to see you. We don't want to know from you. I don't give a shit what you do. You do as you. Keep away from what we love, and that is the sports and entertainment. We thank you what you gave us. We thank you what you provided to us as we were back in the back from your father to what you brought to us. We we appreciate whatever thing you've done for for bringing that sports entertainment to life that it gets everybody involved in sports entertainment. But your personal life, fuck off. Don't come back. Don't ever show your face. Keep yourself away from all of us. And even if I see you in person. I'll probably go to jail and whoop your ass because I will whoop your ass because I'll probably will go to jail for that. I just don't want to see you. Keep away. Now that I'm glad that Paula Beck stayed because he knew that this was going to be in his hand when he married your daughter. So he knew this was going to be him. And now it belongs to him. Now, now it's Paula Beck era moving forward within the next 40 to 50 years. And probably his daughters are going to run it as well. So I'm glad that you're gone. Keep away. Even you, Shane, stay away. You do what you did and keep away, but you stay away, man. And I'm glad that you resigned and you're officially completely 120% out. Ariel Manuel, if you're listening to this, you better not fucking sign this man back after everything is done with all these allegations, whatever the determination heads to, the conclusion of it. Do not do it. Just keep him away. We don't need that cancer in the world of professional wrestling. I digress. That's what I had to say. I'm sorry. I took that long, but I, I have been holding myself for a long time to say that. Woo! All right. It's good, Poppy. It's good that you got that off your chest. Yeah. Uh, where wants to take it away? Go ahead. Um. Man, I'll make it short and sweet, dude. I've said for a very long time, and it sounds very blunt and very disgusting, but I don't even care. The day that Vince McMahon dies is the day the WWE becomes its best self. Well, Vince didn't have to die for it to start becoming its best self. He weaseled himself back into it last year, early last year. Saw Stephanie walk away from it. Mm -hmm. We see why. All right. He's dead. Now he's dead. And um, he might not actually physically be dead. But I saw Joe Paterno go through something that he actually didn't physically do himself, that his friend just did on his watch. This piece of shit did it. Um, he's going to go through the court battle. He will die of stress. And uh, he will never be around the product that we love again, which is why the WWE has once again become the premier it's always been the premier company, but from wrestling fans' perspective, when I go to AEW, when I go to New Japan, you want to watch wrestling, you want to watch this. No, sports entertainment plus wrestling is the exact same thing. Now you can go to WWE once again, and you get sports entertainment and wrestling under the same roof. You get good wrestling, plus you can get good stories under the same fucking place. The premier place in wrestling again is the WWE because this piece of shit is dead. Now let him actually die. Mm-hmm. So... Getting past the other stuff, honestly, it was the only move they could make. 
And do I think he resigned voluntarily? Fuck no. I think they forced his old ass out. I think they were literally just like, you are bringing down a mountain of shit on all of us, and it's going to keep rolling downhill. And he finally, and I guess either it was him or somebody in his family or somebody who just said, you need to go. Because truth be told, I'm assuming he hoped to ride out his entire run as just the CEO of a company he no longer did anything for and just showed up whenever he wanted to. Uh, the interesting thing about all of this is I did, like you brought up the SEC. Truth be told, if the SEC managed to actually convict him, uh, which, again, he's still under investigation for that. So that's the first thing. But then again, that ties to the current crisis he's dealing with right now. At this point in time, that he couldn't lead anyway. So it was either he resigned or they were going to vote him out. Because when you got that much shit on your name, you can't be an effective executive, which makes you incapable. But according to the section of the clause is you either die you either resign or they prove you are incapable of pretty much running this company or being on this company head. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he had reached a point where, like you said, someone said it best. All it took was Slim Jim for him to go. How long has Slim Jim been with him? Since Macho Man. Since motherfucking Macho Man. And you're telling me that now all of a sudden they done seen the light? That is the terrifying because think about it. If your biggest and long-standing supporter disappears almost 24 hours before your main event of whatever you're doing, you should be scared shitless and go, uh, this dude's costing us money. He is, like you said, a pariah to the company. And unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, um, they did not do it out of some altru- altruistic sense of justice. It was a money decision. Yep. It was not a, ooh, this is wrong. Until this gets settled, he needs to go. This was genuinely Ari Emanuel, who's a businessman, and he knows if his money's getting fucked with, you know the song, don't fuck with my money. Just don't, and you have to go. Um, I I would like them. It would be nice if they did it out of a sense of justice, but let's face it, they didn't. But what did you take with it? A win is a win. As far as I'm concerned, a win is a fucking win. Yeah. Um, Ivan, to your point, yeah, for the most part, he's the reason why wrestling still exists in the mainstream. But that does not discount the fact that, honestly, he went from being its greatest benefactor. But honestly, there's always been shit on his name that, honestly, this is just finally like karma kicking in. Remember in the 80s? when he was on trial for steroids for his guys. So it's not like he was clean in the first place, but when it was a privately owned company by just him, no one cared enough to do anything. Now you got Ari Emanuel and the entire board like, oh, we just lost sponsors. We just got a $5 billion deal for Netflix. If he screws this up and we lose Netflix, somebody somebody gonna fall out a window. So, yeah, so, I mean, I don't want to, like I said, we're not talking about the specific details, but from a business standpoint, this was the only move that company had to do. Like, this is the only move they could do to save themselves. Also, again, this is the reason why The Rock's name is put on the board. Dwayne Johnson is a money-making, 
beloved name. And even though it's a, even though right now it's Rocky Waters, having Dwayne Johnson on your board is a good PR crisis management move. Because not only does it kind of it's, it's the same thing when Jericho got a got AEW's TBS deal. If you want to if you want to get more TV for um, WWE, you got the Rock right there who's already like you said he's got two TV shows, he got Young Rock um, I forget what the other one was, but he has all these things. He has all these uh, all these irons in the fires within the TV in the TV industry to get WWE even an even larger output. I would not be surprised if he's the reason the five billion dollar deal with Netflix went through. Remember, The Rock has done movies for Netflix already. Mm-hmm. So, do not be surprised if The Rock's name already gave him some dividends. Mm, that's very true, Bigley. Yep, it is it's very true. As much as it hits the truth, yeah. so that's the that's the big thing. Like the Rock's name's already given them what they needed. This last bit of pushing, pushing the old man out is probably just a final step for them. I mean, at this point, they're probably like, well, he's on his own to deal with his own shit. So they've already moved on. But I, the problem is, is that. I think technically, since the work he did, he did as an officer for WWE. That money from that fine, the fines from the SEC, TKO's on the hook for that because they, remember they bought WWE and all its fiduciary responsibilities. So, well, not, not necessarily. The thing is that what the agreement happened is during that investigation time, it still will under only this guy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't under Emmanuel and the and the foundation of TKO. So oh, no. this really it really comes to what the only SEC can only do in this case is not money wise away from TKO is more a way to take this man out of the board of directors. Well, see that's what to, that's that's the thing I'm worried about because I'm wondering when Endeavor bought WWE does that include just the organization or does that include the organization and all of its debts? It doesn't. Uh, it includes only Vince Mansa because he's the one that took out a puck out of the pocket of the public company okay. before he before he made this decision. Okay. So at at the end, it comes out of his pockets. So okay. this is something that he's had to has to pay out of his own money, not under Emmanuel's Endeavor or TKO or Dana White's UFC. This is really more down comes to out of his pocket because when the audit was done. During the time the auditing was done, when they found the missing money, where the fuck is this money is at? Yeah. That's when everything was breaking down. That's the question. So, that's the question I'm wondering. Yeah, that's, but but the, there, yeah. that's something that Endeavor has nothing to do with it. That's mm-hmm. something happened prior. So these are investigations happened back and before before that company was sold to Endeavor. So that goes to the money of this man right here because he's the one that did it without the, you know, did it without. The, comp- the public trading company knowing that he took that money away from them yeah. and mm-hmm. paid what he paid. So that at the end, the SEC is only going to take the money away from him. That's why I mentioned earlier, this man's going to go broke because all the everything else, SEC will make sure that will squeeze all the money that he has gotten, even from sending this company to Endeavor, they're going to make sure that he squeezes and they squeeze everything out of it but it's not going to affect TKO at all whatsoever. That was the question I was wondering about. Like, yeah, how, how much are they going to hook with this man? But, yeah, but, I mean, like I said, if he goes off into the sunset, into the scorched earth, so be it. I mean, I hope everything washes out the way it's supposed to. Um, am I happy now? 
I honestly believe with him officially gone, I'm, I truly believe we'll get to see a real Paul Levesque regime at this point. That's the whole point that we yeah. wanted from the first place when he took over. Mm-hmm. So when, when this happened in the beginning, that's the one thing we wanted for mm-hmm. that to happen. We've seen with his credentials what he's done in NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim brought it up earlier about what he's done with Nakamura, what he's done with, you know, with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. All of that, what he's done bringing these independent circuit talent and making them into a main roster. Didn't we all of us wanted to see someone to be up there to the top? And we got it. And how long it took Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to main event at WrestleMania? And they finally did it last year. And they got that, you know, that dream come true. Even though it wasn't in a singles match, but they made it, they did it together. And they came in together in the WWE and NXT. So I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. Nakamura got his, he got his woman to shine. An international star that was very popular from New Japan. Paul Beck did what he did to, for him to get that. Oh, no, I mean, no doubt, like, no, no doubt, like, you know, we all know that Paul, like, Triple H's work is definitely going to be something. Like I said, I, I mean, I, I, I think, I honestly think Stephanie comes back. And this will be a weird thing, but a hand to God, I actually think if Paul wasn't there, Stephanie be the run running WWE. I don't think Shane can carry it. No offense to him. I think Stephanie's got a better mind for wrestling and a better mind for business. I think she bounced back. When 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 he had stepped down the first time, she was working both sides of the lane from uh, the wrestling part of it, letting Paul handle the talent, while she was handling the boardroom stuff and all that stuff. stuff. And I think together, Triple H and Stephanie will make a hell of a team running that company, which I'm actually kind of excited about. Nick Cotton. Don't forget about Nick Cotton. I mean, yeah. Oh, man. Nick Khan's off. I mean, truth be told, Nick Khan's kind of a rock. He's like, I mean, I don't like, I don't mean to say like he can always kill everybody. You, he's a dude who, honest, he's just smart. He's, he's the a, business guy, man. Yeah, he's, he's a smart dude. Like, he knows, like, he knows, like, okay, this is where we are right now. This is what we need to do. Like, he brokered the deal with Endeavor. Like, that was him. Like, I mean, it wasn't his idea, but he was the one who did the nuts and bolts, cross the eye. I mean, cross the eyes dot the I's and cross the T's on the contract to make sure everything worked, worked out well, especially part of the due diligence part, which is how Vince ended up getting caught after due diligence. But, but yeah, but that's but but either way, Nick Khan still pushed it across the finish line because I mean, he Nick Khan, like how Tim mentioned too, he's a smart man, and this mm-hmm. man has he was a former agent, mm-hmm. especially knowing he knows the sports entertainment, sports and entertainment aspect of everything oh. overall. Also, he was on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I know he was part of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah, he was. But, I mean, we know, you know, to, down the line that Nick Khan really is one of the intelligent men of the marketing in the in the business aspect of what he's doing for this product and what he's doing by far for TKO, why he's part, mm-hmm. of, the, why he's part of the board of directors. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised that he was the one. I can't say this man was the idea of, hey, pal, come here and fucking get it. Right, and Netflix come now. Nick Khan, I'm pretty sure, fucking made that happen for Netflix. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a one person gig, but it was no, but a guarantee. He was on the team. He was definitely on the team. That well, made- yeah, I mean, they were this close already to go with Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney was this fucking close to fucking getting. Can it. you can you imagine that product on Disney? It would have been on Hulu. No. Uh, here's the thing: if you imagine them on Disney, I would literally say there is no way on God's green earth MJF was going to WWE. Like, Not if they chance. went to Disney, he was like, no, nah, I'm good. 
Well, remember that Disney owns Fox, so you know Disney owns Fox, so that's could that could have been a way different route it could have gone to this. I could have. I mean, no, this Disney. Uh, honestly, Disney's a real big fan of like content is the content. Mm-mm. Don't be don't don't be don't be painting outside the lines in this house. The mouse <laughs> will come get you. But Netflix don't give a fuck. They're just like, you make us our money, we do not care. I mean, right now, you know, as as we're still continuing to do the rest, you know, further investigation on this. But the one thing that the importance of this is now he's fully 120% out of the picture. Mm-hmm. That's where the importance of this, because we don't want the product to be affected, especially heading into within the next 24 hours in Royal Rumble and heading to Mania. The last thing we want is for this product, especially the return of the athletes that we have now currently and the last one that we got back which is of course that tim is wearing the t-shirt right there phil brooks coming here baby you know that's the last thing you want is for this to be effective keep in mind that analytically wise and i'm speaking analytically wwe right now of course because of the return of phil brooks and and, and as much people hate this hate to hear this but it's damn truth you gotta accept the truth pal that his return has made the product really up there so that's the one thing. Yep. So that's the one thing that one thing for sure is that it helped it out here. But no, it's, you know. it's, no, it's good. I mean, I think the real thing is is that with Vince officially gone, I wonder about the influx of applications Triple H is going to end up getting from people who either got released or ended up asked to be released from the company. That's what I want to see, because right? I actually think him leaving will be an influx of new talent coming back or new talent coming in general. Because there are folks, like I said, do we get to see a Shelton Benjamin come back? Like that kind of thing. Um, so there's a, there's a, there's a lot of things that we have to wait and see how this more, how it further goes until then. All we know is that we're happy of how well, this is gonna, <laughs> this is really gonna, you know, develop and how it goes. But the one thing we're happy by far is this man is out of his damn fuck yeah. That's yeah. the only thing we're happy that he's fully out, 100%. and that's it. Now, the, let the Paul Levesque era begin, baby. <laughs> let it begin at the main roster. That's what we gotta say. And speaking of that main roster, since saying. We want to thank all of you guys because we are out. We've been here for four and hours and 15 minutes. I never thought that we were going to be here this long. I thought we were going to be here for two hours. This was AEW. This was AEW long. But, man, this, this is. But a lot of things happened in the world professional wrestling that it was hard for us not to digress to talk about I it. I mean, we barely talked about New Japan's changes. No, no. We we snuck a lot of New Japan in throughout the course of the night, yeah. though, which is probably why we tangent in from two hours before. Yeah, yeah exactly. We we really we got, we got we got our New Japan in, which I felt pretty good about because yeah. I don't want him to talk. So okay. Yes, thank you, thank you, Brian. Way way good way to point it. Way yeah. way great way to put yes. it. That Lisa Poison is finally out. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Yes. Daniel, you and you were live in two hours ago. Yeah, man, you went you you went live after us and ended before. Well, I I you know alcohol takes its nature, so you know when we get we digress, we digress ourselves, we derailed. But that's the beauty about here in the debate network that we love to. This is what we love. We love to do this, and we talk about it the passion, and that's the one thing that we enjoy. And you know. You have your ESPN out there of sports. We are the ESPN of professional wrestling on Floor Slapper Sports and on your debate network, which is that's why you see right here next to 
the TK, the banner podcast is right, right each side of him because still he'll be here tomorrow as well. Not only on the debate network, folks, but also on Florida Snapper Sports on the YouTube channel. The watch along for Royal Rumble happening here. Make sure you guys tune in and make sure you subscribe. But I'm not going to say the word of finding these guys. I'm going to let the man, the director himself, the gajot of podcasting, the boppy of podcasting, mm-hmm. the man, the banger of podcasting. Banger. So people, banger. <laughs> let the people know where. Can they find the floor slappers sports? Probably everything you just said is you, bro. Like everything that you just said about me is you, man. You're the fucking goat around here, man. You're the real MVP. No fucking doubt. Pepsi Phil, I, I don't even know what to say about you, bro. The reason this has been four and a half hours is because we just went back and forth. Fuck yeah, about everything, dude. What a night, man. I love you guys. This has been a fucking hell of a night. Every time we get together, it's a fucking Great, great, great time, dude. Appreciate mm-hmm. you guys having me on so much. But yeah, man, go check out Floor Slapper Sports. Um, right here on YouTube. We got the TikTok rolling a little bit, the Instagram rolling, but uh we just hit 500 subs. So appreciate everyone who subscribes, everyone who follows, watches our shit. Really appreciate you. Um, most importantly, though, all I want to say is follow this fucking network right here, man. This network is fucking banging, 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 dude. Poppy just leading the way. Doing his motherfucking thing as he always does. The best leader around this mm. man right here, man. So commend Ivan, commend everything he's doing here. But a great crew, Pepsi Phil, Dom, Bruce, Grandma, <laughs> De Niro, fucking the meatheads, man. We got great shit going on right here on the Debate Network, plus so much more to come. So give this channel a fucking follow, subscribe, and hit that like button on this fucking video. Poppy. Love you, Pepsi Phil. You're my dog, dude. And I hope you guys have a great C.M. Patrick Rumble Bay Bay. And I hope, J.D., you will join us tomorrow for the watch along because I would love to have you. This stream is going to be longer than (laughs) Yeah, no shit. By like well, an hour. JD, I mean, yeah. JD, we like we digressed and derailed a lot, but that's a there was a, there was a lot of tangents, a lot of no, tangents. It, it was a lot of tangent. I mean, JD, come on, don't kill me now, woman. Come on, I mean, my queen. <laughs> you know, alcohol speaks, and you know, we're, we're talking. We're like, hey, we gotta let it out. But see, this is how you know that we are the passion and what we love to see mm-hmm. and what we talk about. You know, these, that's why we are the ESPN of professional wrestling. That's what we are. We are that, that's for sure. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yes, Miss Adversity. That's mm-hmm. right. The queen of podcasting there, JD. Make sure you follow her new show on TikTok. And that is Bell to Bell. Make sure I will have her put it on social media. You better do it, JD. Don't bullshit, Tony JD. You better do it. Mm-hmm. Don't mess Tony Khan here. So, I mean, Pepsi Film. Let them know that we're going to be here tomorrow, TK, alongside with TK as well, and the Notorious DOM. Hopefully, we get JD, and we get we're going to have Dangle here on the as well tomorrow. Great is going to be here with us as well, mm-hmm. and I'll be live in person. There, thank you. See, my queen Boom. did it right there. Bell, mm-hmm. bell to bell show. Follow that, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys are listening or watching, bell to bell on TikTok. Hopefully, pretty soon she'll find a home with audio fully or video. JD, hi. <laughs> that's all I can say. I'm not saying anything else. Uh, yes, I might have my presence 
Oh, great. We're going to have, of course, and also follow this new YouTube channel, courtesy yes. of Bakley. That is Wrestling Bros Podcast, as they do a lot of reports, more than you just find that we do here combined, because, man, this man is a man of a thousand words that I thought we had a thousand words in four hours. This man could go eight hours and say probably two thousand words that we can. Shit, I could tell you that. Uh, world, we are the worldwide leader of professional wrestling here. That is us, Floor Stepper Sports and the Debate Network. We do that every fucking day of the week, seven days a week, all day, every day. So you already know what time it is, folks. Uh, Optimus Prime, what time is it, man? Well, before oh, shit, I even forgot. My bad, Pepsi. Go see, I busted at you, Tim. When you did, oh no, that's fine. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, not, okay, well. it's been, it's Love been, you, fun. it's like, Love you, Optimus, roll us out, baby. Optimus, but, roll us out. Uh, we'll see you. Autobots, transform and roll out. We will see everybody oh. tomorrow at the at the at the rewatch at the live watch of the. Of the Royal Rumble, we get to see how our predictions go. CM Punk, CM Punk. You trying to have me flip a table over, ain't you, Tim? <laughs> I think I think he's really trying to do that, that's for sure. <laughs> but you already know, ladies and gentlemen, from a banger after banger. After banger, after banger, after banger, after banger, after banger. You heard it from the banger right here, baby. You heard it from the banger. And of course, you heard it from the only fans of podcasting on the debate <laughs> network and for sports because he is. Hello, ladies. That's right. My DMs are open. <laughs> you heard it right there because I can't play along. That is right. Let's see who Dango, go to sleep. Because we're, we're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow, Dango. But remember, ladies and gentlemen. You already know, bell to bell, floor slappers, wrestling index, FDS, title fight podcast, top broke wrestling podcast, circle debate. Fuck, there's so many shows we have. There's a meathead podcast. We don't just podcast, make music, make entertainment, bring you all the sports and the director's cut as well. We don't do all of that. Oh, I think we should stay together. Might as well. Hold on before we do. Okay, we'll get you. I appreciate you for staying this long, brother. Man, I love Thank you. you. Just we gotta have we gotta have you here too. But remember, and also get your podcast. They don't just do entertainment and music as well. What do we do, gentlemen? You guys, you guys, close it out here. What do we do? Pepsi Phil makes history <laughs> on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.